Hello and welcome to On The Esky, a sports podcast where we, actually three dribblers this week, we're missed down, down yeah. a man, mm-hmm. uh, very passionate about our sport, we drink beers and talk shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's show, we've got a big show planned, um, we've got to jump into the NRL and there's only one big game happening this week and that being State of Origin. Game two baby. Then there's a mm-hmm. full slate of AFL games, uh, no more buyers for them, then we've got the Cricket World Championship as well, mm-hmm. NBA. Great playoffs, let's put it that way, going at the moment. Saucy. Yeah, very saucy series, and we'll take a deep dive into that. And then we've got the final round where we'll cover everything else. Um, We've got heaps of news. There's a Golf USA Open. Uh, There's Euros. US Open. USA Open. (laughs) Euros. NHL playoffs, which we know heaps about. Yeah, (laughs) F1. There's a little boxing news. (laughs) And, of course, the Olympics are a month away. I did not realise until I just checked my phone there that the Olympics are in a month. Yes. Coming up quick. Here we go, huh? And all news is it's still happening. So, and... I'll save the news for about crowds to the end, but... I'm sure people are aware, but, that, but yeah, but yeah. the Olympics, the 2020 Olympics are about to happen in yes. July 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, to my left, we've got Monkey. To my Alrighty. right, Sean on Pepsi. We are missing the Chrome Dome Mac this evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apologies to our Western Bulldogs enthusiasts. You lose your <laughs> five to eight minutes there. <laughs> <laughs> we lose maybe a little bit uh, on the AFL side of things, but... Um, yeah. yeah, how are we, boys? Very good. It's been a good week, I think, and a lot of sport Massive. happening. Yeah, huge yeah, week across sport. across the globe. Horny yeah. for this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of horny, monkey. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> let's let's shout a beer. Who have you got this yep. week, mate? I'm going to shout a beer to all of the 76 fans out there. Yeah. Um, tough loss. Um, in the uh, Eastern Conference semifinals. Yeah, game seven. <laughs> game seven. Down to the wire. So this. Also, I should mention uh, this playoff series, the first playoff series where neither first seeds on Eastern or Western have made it through to the conference finals. Since? Since, uh, yeah, 1994. So <laughs> That's, That is wild. So the number one seed has made set. it to the finals. At least one. For 27 years. Every single yeah, conference final. T- Madness. Yeah. And we'll get to the NBA in a sec, but I'm, I'm so excited about this last four because there's two championships between all four. So um, yeah. the Clippers and Suns, if they were to win it, they don't have any. Yep, the Hawks first. don't have one as the Atlanta Hawks. They've got one as the St. Louis Hawks in 1958. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks uh, won in 71. So whatever happens, there's going to be some kind of mad party in one of those four cities. Yeah, yeah, some, some long-suffering sort of fan bases that will finally time. get to celebrate big time. Big yeah. time. There might be a few, it's, three it's three generations, <laughs> you know. You might be the, like their little kid with dad <laughs> and granddad, like, you know. Exactly. Followed the sport for, you know, 50, 60 years and, and celebrating a win yeah. for the first time. Mm-hmm. So, and there's yeah. been massive crowds across all the American sports in their playoffs at the moment. Very so. interesting considering yeah. what's going on in this country. Yes. But I diverge. Sean, who would you like to shout a beer to? I'm going to shout a beer out to my cousin Jared Berry who plays for the Brisbane Lions and the Lions are playing tonight. Uh, still struggling with that groin injury. Probably shouldn't be having a beer while he's in recovery. Yeah, that's uh, what they say for professional <laughs> athletes. I'll tell you what, as a reserve grade footballer, recovery definitely involves a few of those. <laughs> yeah, some gold. <laughs> Ones. That's right. You ice the groin and you ice the. You got the beers there on ice too. It's multitasking. Yes. Uh, of course, he. I think was meant to play a VFL game last week, and uh, I think missed out. Had a retweak. He has been running. He's been in training, but the managing him uh, at the moment. Of course, he's not playing tonight, and hopefully, he might get a VFL game on the weekend. Wishing so, him all the best. Exactly. Yeah, and, and similar kind of thing to Kalen Ponga at mm-hmm. the moment, who's. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, got the this, older the, abductor. Abductor. I knew I was going to fuck it up. So I was waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, so the AB ductors are on the outside and the adductor is essentially your groin. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, it can be a lingering pesky injury. So mm. wishing him all the best. Hopefully we see him running out there for the Lions shortly. We are mm. currently watching the Brisbane Lions take on the Geelong Cats up there at the Gabba. Uh, it's early on. The Lions are off to a great start. Uh, they started this game at 7.32, boys, uh, because it's live uh, no Thursday night NRL this week, so they thought let's jump on the live market or the live audience up there mm-hmm. in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Seven thirty-two start, so they didn't get uh, any any problems with home and away. Yeah, no clashes. Running late, <laughs> you can't Mate. miss miss home and aways. <laughs> Who is watching home and away? But <laughs> boomers, they probably no pro- comment. Yeah, probably sitting on their lounge in their eight houses that they own, uh, just watching home and away and. <laughs> Don't get around podcasts or the internet or anything Well, like maybe that. we should start a Home and Away podcast. I don't think there's many of them out there. Mate, less people will listen than are listening to this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to shout a beer to Keshav Maharaj, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, the South African spinner. He's got South African's second ever hat-trick uh, in their second uh, test against West Indies over there in St. Lucia. They won the mm-hmm. uh, series to zip. Uh, but poor Maharaj, he took a hattie and... <laughs> Granted, it wasn't the best hat-trick of all time. The first wicket was uh, was a slog sweep caught in the deep. Second ball, not too bad. And the the third uh, ball was actually he pushed it down leg and the blokes played at it. Maybe didn't have to play. Great catch uh, at leg slip by Vian Mulder there. The bloke had seven for 83 on the match and he didn't get man of the match. Mm-hmm. Didn't get man of the match. He got absolutely <laughs> shafted for Rabada who had five for 68. That was his match figures. So... Good figures, but you'd say you'd, Maharaj is better. And also, the second uh, hat-trick ever for South Africa. Here's a household name for you. Jeff Griffin, 1960. He played two tests for South Africa, and he got a hat-trick in one of those two tests. So guys named Donald, Pollock, Stain, Morkel, mm-hmm. uh, I could go on for Lander, have never done it, but Keshav Maharaj has. So, what well on, son. Have a beer uh, or a pina colada or whatever they're serving over there in the West Indies for you, mate. <laughs> So speaking of cricket, I yeah. think we'll keep yep. going with the cricket and it's the the big cricket series, well, the match that's going on at the moment is the World Series, uh, World Test Champions. So Championship, we got there. We got there. <laughs> yes. And the, the big story uh, happened overnight uh, about 12 hours ago. New Zealand have done the unthinkable. They're, they've, the beat, they've beaten Goliath. David has beaten Goliath over there in England uh, in a six-day rain-affected test match. Mm-hmm. They've put him in the chilli yep. bun. Goliath is in the chilli bun. And <laughs> New Zealand are the world test champions. India. That's it. All, yep. out, all out 217. Their, their first uh, innings. It was Kyle Jamison, the, the big money man from the IPL that did mm-hmm. the damage, five mm-hmm. for 31 of his 22 overs. Can you imagine bowling 22 overs and going for 31? 31 is two overs for me in, in park in park <laughs> cricket. <laughs> like, just lethal. And the conditions over there, the ball was hooping and New Zealand notably didn't pick a spinner, didn't need one. Mm-hmm. They just went they went with their five quicks. Colin mm-hmm. de Groundheim didn't even bowl in the, in the um, second innings. And, and Jamison uh, got the job done in the first innings. It was Southie in the second. Um, boys, thoughts on the match? Well, I think we at one point we're going to get stuck in to the fact that this this uh, game was not going to have a result 
due to the the weather yeah. England and we we're going to get stuck in how much of uh, playing test cricket in a butthole country like England <laughs> is just I'm, because of the weather. I'm glad you said it, mate. I'm glad you said it. Uh, oh, let's send them all down to paradise. They can, all these convicts, they can go live in paradise. And, you know, yeah. there's beaches and surf. Yeah. They can go live there, can't they? She's starting the accents early. This, it's this 11 week. degrees and raining in summertime <laughs> over here. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was good that they at least they kept the six day in for this. So yeah, it, ma- it, well, yeah. it, 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 ma- it made the made the match. Yeah, so. yeah, and it gave us a, a thrilling result. Where mm. as if this was a five day test match, it would have been a snooze fest of a rain affected draw. Yeah, and yeah. we would have gone in <laughs> on the, the we yeah like, would have gone hard. So. If, if we're going to play, pick a neutral place to play a World Test Championship. Let's let, pick somewhere that isn't. Uh, England next time. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, Australia and Perth. Have you yeah. ever seen rain affected match in Perth? No. It fucking doesn't rain there. No. no. Not at all. Have it in Alice Springs. <laughs> It'd be warm, but it wouldn't rain. This time of the year would be quite cool. Yeah. Yeah. Gets cold in the desert. Bit of fun fact uh, there. Uh, run, run us through uh, what, how how we got to the, the end. So I spoke this. about uh, India's, yeah. India's first, first innings, innings. Uh, scheduled for 217. Uh, Rahane and Coley put up a bit of a fight there. They both made 40-odd. Mm-hmm. As mentioned, uh, it was Cole Jamison who did the damage uh, with the rock there. New Zealand went out for a stick. They were all out 249. That man, Devin Conway, he's in great nick, uh, 54. And I was saying to the boys at dinner last night with a few of our uh, – let's say more casual cricket fans, I was mm. saying, you know what really gets me fired up? A five-hour 49 just out there just in horrible batting conditions. The ball's hooping and Kane Williamson just nutted out a really yeah. tough 49. And uh, a few of our more casual cricket fans thought that might have been uh, the most boring thing ever. <laughs> me, as a, as a test nuffy, I, I really like to see it, especially uh, Considering how green the conditions were over there and the amount that that ball was hooping, oh yeah, it a, was around. a really gritty, gritty knock there from the skipper. So I thought, I think that day with Conway, that ended for a, they were only one down for about a hundred or something. So yeah, uh, they made another hundred and fifty. The next next day, they actually got to play, yeah, that, so. which was day three, yes, and then day f- so it was day one and day four that got completely rained out, not a ball bowled. Um, so mm. coming into day five, mm. it kind of looked like we might not get a result. Uh, sorry to just jump across here. It looks like Lockie Neal has got some kind of shoulder injury. We'll keep an eye on that and we'll definitely, come, we'll come, back to that. Keep definitely on come back to it when we get into the AFL. Um, oh, yeah. In the second innings, India, they mm. went out there. They made 170. Rishabh Pant sort of made a pesky 41. Tim Southie was the best of the bowlers for the Kiwis with four for 48. And the big story, Cole Jamison got Coley again. Yep. So mm. we, was, we were talking about a few months ago when the IPL was still running that he'd had a very quiet IPL given his price tag, but he really looks legit. He's tall. He hoops the ball. He gets good bounce even mm. there in England. Imagine him... Bowling over here, not going to get the same hoop, but yeah, he'd be very scary. I he think. won't get the side to side movement, but he'll get the up and down. That's for, for sure. sure. For yeah. sure. On Coley though, um, yeah. she's still missing a, a, a ton. I don't think he's. Yeah, no, he no, hasn't got yeah. an international ton for since twenty nineteen. I think it is at this point. I don't want to put you on the spot, Monks, but yeah, I'm sure. I, th- I think that's what we're, we're, we're yeah. tracking. Cause yeah, because uh, the last time we were talking about it uh, was when they. Were, he was last playing international cricket here yes. and it was in the yeah. high 30s, uh, mm. his international knocks since getting a ton. I'm sure you'll be able to bring that up. Mm. Uh, also, he's also 
He's good. Unbelievable. <laughs> He's yeah. better than good. He's yeah. better than good. But, yeah. We'll, in, we'll have to see. What, we'll talk more about the um, England versus India uh, series coming up in yep. a minute mm-hmm. and what that kind of impact is. But I thought it was interesting, interesting to say is at this point here too that, yes, another match and another no ton for the, the Coley. Indeed. Um, the... Uh, where did we get to? The fourth innings. So to w- finish it up. So we Williamson yeah. went out there. He made fifty-two uh, unbeaten. The big story here was uh, the L- LBW. Ashwin had him trapped. Mm-hmm. It seemed on one. They reviewed it, and the watching this live, it kind it kind of looked pretty plum. Did, did you think so? And then and then the the DRS come through, and it was going well down leg. It it didn't yeah. spin at all. Essentially, is what what the Hawkeye was was saying. Mm. And, you know, sometimes you look at some of the Hawkeyes and you, you look at where the ball ends and, and where it's moved straight after it. Because, mm. it, again, it's a projection. So it's what it thinks is happening based yeah. on that first mo- motion. But sometimes, yeah, I think it gets it wrong and maybe it misses where the ball is by a solid inch. So, and this was, it looked like, because it wasn't, it was missing by like a full ball, ball. width. Yeah. So, so very, very interesting, very interesting. A hard one, but that's the technology's there, and I imagine it's better than our dumb eyes can see. So that that was the call. Uh, so that was when uh, the New Zealand skipper was on one. He went on to an unbeaten half century. Mm-hmm. Ross Taylor, the evergreen 37-year-old, uh, he got dro- dropped by Pujara off Boomerah, uh, and then he got hit on the lid by Boomerah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a ball that was just short of a length, on a length, and it hit some kind of landmine and ended up clocking him. Uh, right on the lid there. And um, pretty much after that, Williamson and Taylor got settled in and it seemed inevitable that they that were going <laughs> to get the runs. You see all the Kiwis up up in the stands. There was a, like a full bay of, uh, of Kiwis up there, shirts off, swinging the shirts around, having the best time. Uh, you know, party mode uh, had started and uh, the, the commentators were going, oh, have a look at this. This is a large village in in New Zealand. There's about 40, 40 blokes there. Um, but, yeah, the result is in. In a rain-affected six-day test match, mm-hmm. New Zealand are the test champions of the world. They're the number one ranked test team. They were the runners-up in the 2019 ODI World Cup. Mm. For that, well, they've for just a, beaten two and three, haven't they? So That's right. And for a country of five million, no. unbelievable. Unbelievable. And yeah. our Indian listeners, don't get too shitty with me. It's just it's just a comparison. <laughs> I'm not saying it's population. It's just a comparison. But New Zealand, 5 million. Greater Mumbai, 23 million. So you'd fit four and a half New Zealands in, in, into Mumbai. Unbelievable. Yeah, Mumbai alone, yeah. Uh, for us, geez, uh, as Aussies, we're, we got embarrassed by, mm-hmm. by India B mm-hmm. uh, here in, in our summertime. Yeah. Um, Different conditions over there. India, if this game's in India, surely it's a completely different result. Yeah. Condition. I, it favoured the Kiwis, of course, because England is same, same, but different to, mm. to New Zealand. Mm. So, uh, see how green that, like, obviously they get a lot of rain. It's a, I, I just couldn't believe how much the ball was moving. Like, yeah. Hooping. Like, and, and late as well. Like, mm. you might get Late that, swing, like a foot. Like, it's, it was crazy. You might get that here in, say, a pink test for the first eight overs. If you're lucky, <laughs> and then it and then it fucks off. Yeah, yeah. But it, this was just incest. Like it was just swinging the forty, match. fifty overs in, and yeah. the ball was still just hooping. So, mate, for anyone that was out there, like like a Williamson or a Ross Taylor, mm. uh, just chewing up balls and and you know, just playing really sound defense, leaving well. Yeah. Uh, shout out to them. Yeah, yeah. and you know to. 
to cement, cement their kind of position. Like it'd be really interesting. Um, do I think the the Australians could beat the New Zealand side in Australia? I think it'd be competitive, and yeah, there's probably a good chance they'd win a good portion of those matches here. Yeah, here, yeah, in New Zealand. And I guarantee, <laughs> I don't think so. Or if we had to do what what India's just done and go play them in yeah. Hampshire in a rain affected, overcast, cool game, yeah, we we would have got fucked up. Yeah, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Yeah. Good so, thing the Ashes this year are in Australia, not in England. Yeah, big time. Big time. And they're not against New Zealand. <laughs> and they're not against New Zealand. Yes. So shout out to the little brother. I don't know if we can keep calling him the little brother, but they've they've gone out and they've they've bashed big brother and and, yeah. and big uncle, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was uh, the last test match for BJ Watling. So uh, 75 tests for him, 35 years old. Um, I wanted I wish Macker was here because he might have been able to go close uh, on this one. So BJ Watling averages 37.5 through his 75 tests, nearly 3,800 runs. Do you know mm-hmm. what Brendan McCullum's average is off the top of your head, if you had to guess? Well, the same or a bit less? Max? I'd probably say less, yeah. <laughs> By the way, you're going. <laughs> I, I really want to mack it here. I thought it was more. Brendan McCullum's, Brendan McCullum, even, his mm, test average, yeah. 38.5. So. so very, very similar. Uh, played yeah. 100 tests. Only four years older than BJ Watling as well. So uh, a bit of that has to be uh, considered. They overlapped each other a fair bit. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you think, oh, well, who's going to replace him? Tom Blundell, he's already got 11 tests under his belt. He got a ton on test debut. Mm. He's only 30. But that's the New Zealand test keeper for the next five to six years, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not... He won't put up ma- – well, he'll put up good numbers, but he won't put up massive numbers starting in, in his 30s or 28 by that if he's played 11 tests. So Massive career numbers, no, no. but in terms of averages, you think of, say, Mike Hussey, yep. who, who debuted very late. I agree. Um, yeah, there's no reason why he can't be a 60, 70 test kind of dude um, that averages, you know, 40. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, congrats to – the little brother, or not so little brother. Now, yes, definitely. Ho- hopefully this doesn't become like a rugby union co- co- situation where... <laughs> uh, I hope not. <laughs> I, de- I severely doubt it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, go, sorry. I was going yeah, to say international <laughs> rugby at this point is kind of... Well, the blood is low. It's just like, okay, cool. Um, yeah. We'll come back when it's all finished and New Zealand have won all three. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to get to that point. No. Uh, uh, so otherwise, th- we'll start bowling underarm again. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Coley's last century in both tests and ODIs is, was November 2019. Yeah, it was. 2019. November 2019. Yeah. There you go. So I just wanted to point on that. So England versus India coming up probably in a couple o- of weeks, I think. No, it's August, August, August. Start of okay. August. So, so they've got this series now against Sri Lanka. Oh, uh, so, okay. so they've already played the first T20 uh, yesterday. Uh, Joss Butler... Mm-hmm. Went nuts. They won that pretty easily. There's mm. two more T20s followed by three ODIs. Um, the, the way Sri Lanka is at the moment, you, you don't see them winning a game in that really. No. It's quite sad to Not see. Uh, and then Pakistan has the same uh, fixtures okay. uh, throughout July. Um, so three, three 2020s, three ODIs, and then, then New Zealand get there for mm. the first test starting August uh, Four? August 8th. August 8th. 8th. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, sorry. You were right. The 4th. 4th to the 8th. <laughs> yeah, 4th. Yeah, that's yeah, it. There you go. Sometimes this thing goes better than the old Google. Uh, and sometimes it goes horribly wrong. <laughs> what, what are India doing in that time frame? I can't imagine. Just, just be net net. I'd, 
I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, be, it'd be interesting because well, I don't think any so of them are playing in the PSL, which is which is going on at the moment. Mm-hmm. So India looks like they're playing ODIs, T20s against Sri Lanka, and then in July, and then they head off. Oh, but that are they playing uh, in Sri Lanka? So Sri Lanka uh, plays. Yes, in Sri Lanka. So right, so Sri Lanka's playing England now, and then they yeah. fly back. What are the dates on those? Uh, starts on the thirteenth of July. There you go. So a lot of travel and a lot of cricket for yeah. for the mm. Sri Lankan cricket team right That's now. Mm-hmm. Well, then, oh. yeah, India goes. From Good. England to Sri Lanka, back to England. <laughs> they're, they're probably going to yeah. get handily spanked in all those matches, but uh, it, I think it's it's good, still good for cricket because you want to be playing against those top sides. And get the exposure. But exactly. It, but for me, growing up, Sri Lanka were really good, man. They, mm. they won an ODI World Cup. We're in the days yeah. of Murali and Jayas Raya and Arjuna Ranatunga and De Silva. Like, they, they mm. were... Well, not, well, they did beat them. I'll, I'll say it. I was about to say world beaters. They did. They won a World Cup, so yep. you could say they're yep. world beaters. And now, much like the West Indies, they're just on this horrible. Well, I was going to say, does Omniski need to yep. go in there and save Sri Lankan cricket like it did West Indies cricket? <laughs> just give them a big kick up the ass and bag bag them out, and you watch. I'll come out and win. Well, yep. no, we've, we've already done it. So <laughs> well, you want you want them to win. Put money against them. That's that's the yeah. best way to, yeah, yeah. to get them True. to win. That's True. the best way to get them to win. True, and I guarantee England and India will be paying uh, very short in both of those those um, series. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe at home Sri Lanka can pinch a game here or there. It is shorter mm. format cricket. Mm. So I want to finish up on Coley because we've been talking about it throughout this, mm-hmm. and I know uh, I've definitely seen throughout our comment section. There's a bunch of uh, Indian fans that you know. What have you done? recently for me that Cole is no good and you take the captaincy away from him and we get someone else in there. Uh, <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> I, I, know, I know you boys are going to be like, that's dumb. Cole is excellent. Uh, you, you're not picking him from in your helps. But do you think, is he coming underdone on this or does he need to show something in this series against England? Yeah, if, if you get to, say, the end of September and they've had all these games, these this little tour of Sri Lanka under the belt and five test matches and he hasn't turned up, mate, then maybe you have the conversation. We we tend to be so short-sighted. We tend to focus on form and, and this and that. And he, in the IPL, he was killing it before before. I'm pretty sure he got a seventy in one of those matches as well. So it's and he was still getting, getting he was hardly getting out. Um, look. I don't, I don't see there being any pressure on him whatsoever. If if we're having this conversation in three months at the end of the India series and Sri Lanka will be done after that and they've played five tests, mm. three 2020s, three ODIs and he, and he hasn't made runs, then maybe there's a conversation. But you're talking about one of the best cricketers that's ever walked on earth. Yep. Everyone goes through shit form. We're talking about it with Aaron Finch. Okay, and I'm not putting Finch and Coley in the same. No, no, no. in the same in the same. <laughs> well, he was T20 player of the decade. One of the T20 players of the decade. Correct. So. Yeah, he made he made the, the ICC 2020 team. <clears throat> he team, can hit team of the decade. <laughs> he's he's Australia's most accomplished 2020 batsman. Mm-hmm. You you go through shit form sometimes, yeah, and you the and usually you come out and you go, oh, well, I'm back. I'm in, and I'm in a purple patch. I, I imagine Coley does that. It's. It's been a strange time, you know, 2019, the, 
November 2019, the COVID wasn't a thing. Yeah, well, that yeah. That, that was the last time of like a full summer, well, summer for us, a yeah. full slate of cricket in that time frame because then we had last year was last year yeah. and then we're kind of trying to get back into the normal rhythm of being able to travel internationally to play international cricket. Mate, if, so. if anyone's calling for Coley's head, I think you need to check what they're smoking, to, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I, I think he's fine. Yeah. And, so and, you, and you well, watch, he, he will come out and score runs this yeah. year. I, I do ask, and like Coley's probably got a little bit of protection with the whole captaincy hat on, but mm. you look at... India's bowlers, it's a turnstile and not because they're in bad form, but because everyone is in great form. They can play to conditions. Yeah. Why is Kohli exempt? Yeah. Because well, his name just, starts and ends with Kohli. <laughs> <laughs> but just like, look at his record. Just look at his record. Like, yeah, we're, yeah. we're talking for nearly 40 international um, sticks with it without a ton. He's, he's And he's scored plenty of 50s in that, mind you. It's, he's had yeah. a good average. He's, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's not... The same Coley that we that we were seeing in eighteen nineteen. Mm. Yes, I'll True. I'll accept that. He's still one of the best cricketers walking planet Earth. Yeah. So so anyone that wants to sit behind a computer or an iPhone and call for Coley's head can fuck off. <laughs> and that's coming from a guy. That's, <laughs> sitting I, behind a, <laughs> that's, a, that, that's sitting behind a computer, but that is. <laughs> but I'm not. I I very rarely call for anyone's head. Yeah. I, and also, I'm passionate Australian fan. I I. I can appreciate who he is as a cricketer, yes. but as a fan, yeah. I fucking love seeing Coley suck. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 as a fan, I love to see it. I want to see it. Keep I hope, him in the team. Yeah. I hope it always happens. Yeah. yeah. But as as someone tr- that tries to be objective sometimes and look at it look at it from afar, yeah. And you're calling for Coley's head, you got rocks for brains. That's it. I suppose, like you said, compared to previous form, he's not as good as he could be, but he's still. Putting up numbers, so yeah. you can't, you can't. Yeah, Mate, it's like a, Fer- for a Ferrari that's got a few miles on it. It's maybe it's not running, <laughs> it's not running as as well as it was straight out of the shop. But mate, it's still a fucking Ferrari. <laughs> yes, yes. So I guess to finish this point up, uh, add us in the comment section. Let us know should we yeah, should yep. Collar be dropped or should he be kept, and let us know your thoughts and perspectives. I for imagine that. that's one yeah. way traffic. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll let the fans decide. And I think that'll do us for yeah, cricket this week. Us. Congrats to New Zealand. Yes, big congrats to New Zealand. Rugby league. Yeah, rugby league. And I think let's start with the news. Let's run through the news that we've got uh, and then we'll get into the state of origin, which is coming up on Sunday. Yep. Let's start with what is, I think, becoming a recurring segment on the show, uh, the <laughs> Brisbane Broncos. and <laughs> the, uh, the shit show. The shit show. Um, they are shit. Uh, <laughs> the but not just that, like Canterbury shit, but... But no one wants to wants to really talk about Canterbury that much. Yeah, I, th- I think it's because they're you know it's like it's Br- Brisbane is like the Collingwood Pies. They're their premier. They're, them and the Roosters are the two big teams. Yeah, uh, throw South in there. But in terms of fan base and and massive and where, where you can take South and even the Chooks away is that this is the first time in my lifetime. This is the first time in the club's history mm-hmm. that they've been bad back to back years. Yes. Obviously, mm-hmm. they they won their first spoon that won their first spoon last year, um, and and that had never happened. And now they're really staring down the barrel of back to back spoons. What's going on up there at Red Hill? Well, a lot of movements. So. Um Who'd they play last week? Uh, South. We'll watch, we'll, yeah, exactly. We 46, watched it. And 46 zip. Yeah, they got pumped. Yeah. Um, so Pango Jr. came in the post-match interview on the field mm-hmm. while he was in his full gear. He was like, yeah, I've been told to, to look elsewhere. I'm, I'm talking to other clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, 
massive news. And then yep. it came out during the week that pro- anywhere from eight to 12 players are probably going to get moved on as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So big roster shuffle happening um, for that list in, in Brisbane. Not, not just a shuffle, they're clearing out house. Yeah, well, mm. that then followed in from that loss. They then booted out two of their primary uh, front office um Guys, <laughs> staff uh, dudes, staff dudes. Yeah, that's just, uh, <laughs> the official employees. Yeah. Employees. There we go. There we go. Uh, 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 GM of football operations, Peter Nolan. Yeah, Peter Nolan being the big one. He's and, been and that's the, a job that Ben Iken's going to do. Which is then the news uh, that happened later in the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Iken has actually got that job. He interviewed for the CEO job mm. and missed out, and then of course went to um, how do you say Dave's last name? Uh, Donahy, Donahy uh, from Melbourne Storm. Yep. So he's been there. He had that whole legal thing. He's only been there a couple of months, right? Because right. the Storm didn't want to release him, and they had the whole um, uh, not conf- conflict of interest, and then um, non compete. Non compete. That was the one. Um, so L- legal shit. <laughs> yeah, legal shit. So we're uh, stuffed the day that, that the on the on the he's got uh, yeah l- legal shit. Please don't sue us. <laughs> we don't hear, we don't want to have to pay for lawyers. We also got no money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. It's not that we don't want to. It's yeah. we can't. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've got kidneys, but we would like to keep them. Yeah, what do you want? Twenty grand. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Peter Nolan gets booted. Ben Iken comes in. He's going to mm-hmm. work with Dave and Kevin Walters, who's the current coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. We've got the note there. Is Kevin the man for the job? It seems to be, you know, with that, what the guys they've got there, the the, the senior management, mm. then with the board, that's what they want to put together and they wanted to add someone of Benny Eichen's, um calibre who's, yep. yes, he's been on NRL 360 for donkey's years. Um, nearly 10 years. Yeah, So, but he knows the game inside and out. Yep. He is also a former player and a legend of the club yep. um, and he's yeah. an excellent you know he's super knowledgeable about the he's game. He can't. He's an intelligent human being yes. as well. You, you yeah. just you can tell that from when you're watching 360. Yeah, compared and to the other flogs across the desk, he's well, he's definitely I'll the intelligent you, one. I tell you who could have got shattered a bit. NRL 360 because they've they've lost about 98 percent of their brain cells. <laughs> yeah, they can borrow a few of ours and they might get to 96 percent. But <laughs> yeah, they've. I don't, I don't know it's, who gets the job there, but I think I think he'll be, he will be really good for Brisbane and probably oh, bring yeah. some of that culture back. And they always yeah. talk about the old boys up there, and they, um, mate, they never used to be. They never used to lose. Like you talk about the Broncos in the late nineties, uh, what they win four, well, four it, in the nineties and two in the early noughties. But now it's the last one that they won was 06. Yeah, so well, they made the grand final, of course, with Hunt and Milford playing. Um, uh, six and seven. That was so a hunt drop ball kickoff. Bingo. Off, off the kickoff. Yeah, against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So, and then when was that? That was 2015 or 14? 15. Something. Yeah. So, 15, yeah. But I think that was the end of Anthony Griffin's. And then they had Warren, Wayne Bennett, his tenure. Yep. And I think I saw something from him leaving. Well, and they made the finals. Yeah. The team, the Fox League posted. Yeah. There's, uh, there's, Tony Staggs is the only player left at Brisbane now that was from the team that was there when Wayne Bennett. Uh, and, well, and Pangai Jr., who's mm. given his marching orders. Yes. And Matt Lodge, who's... He's also been given his marching orders. Not officially, but... They want him gone. So. Yeah. Yeah. so that team, I've got it here. Boyd retired. Corey Oates dropped. Jimmy the Jet at West Tigers. Kahu dropped. Asako dropped. Milford dropped. Yep. Cody Nicarima at the Warriors. We yep. spoke about Lodge. McCulloch at the Dragons. Thide retired. Pangai Jr. Uh, 
getting his marching orders. Yep. Fafita at the Titans, Maguire at the Dragons, mm-hmm. uh, and then, yeah, Katoni Staggs, essentially, the only per- – and he was on the bench with Corbin Sims, Joe Offer, Hengawi, and Patrick Muggle. That was all gone. <laughs> so so literally from that from that side, yeah. Katoni Staggs is the only person left. That was against the Dragons in 2018. They uh this this one got we we won it. We we won an <laughs> elimination final. It was only that that uh that far ago. And that, it, it, it to talks have a, it talks a complete roster t- turnaround in in two and a half years is wh- is massive. Which probably also talks for the reason why they suck at the moment. They're super young mm. and they're just kind of churning guys in to trying to find what works for them. So I think the the plan, you know, bringing in Adam Reynolds, veteran guy that won, won a comp, can play seven. Uh, yeah. He'll be massive for them. Huge for them. If yeah. they can get someone like um, Josh Hodgson from the Raiders yeah. to play hooker, mm-hmm. again, experienced guy, hasn't won a premiership here. I think he won a couple uh, when he was in England, Super League. Nice so he's, be able to get that. But also a guy, that, veteran, who's – Played a lot of player football, mate. He was, he was a he was a six again, uh, away f- away from winning one with the Raiders. They were very very close. Um, but a lot of it's going to come down to who they can get next year. It's this year is is done. It's yeah. it's them and the dogs yeah. for the spoon. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think all his players in there, Kevy's hand as well. Like he can he can say rebuild. Yeah, and and, and hope he, he's safe. He gets a, gets a, he gets a freebie for a year. Yeah. Well, right? Hopefully, hopefully. Because I was having a look at his coaching record. Obviously, this is the first time that he's coached in the NRL. Mm. So at Catalans, his record over there was 21 and 36. So he only won 37% of his games over there. So his career record as a coach, 33% win percentage. Mm. He did. Now, he was a long-term assistant at Melbourne, and they've won a lot of games. Big but to- big time. They got a and guy coached, named Craig Bellamy there that helps. That, so. de- that definitely helps. That definitely helps, and also coached Queensland for, to twelve games. Yes. Um, and yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I think that he. I think they they only won one of those three series too. So the magic, that, that, the that, magic of the internet will the, help the, us. That's so that you know thirty sixteen-ish percent. So sixteen to twenty nineteen. So nineteen they lost, eighteen they lost. Yes. So Oh no, so yes, so one okay. two. One two. One yeah. two. Yeah. So, so I think he might have the support of the board for now, it seems. And they're going, Okay, let's clear out house. Let's They don't they don't have the players he wants and he wants to bring in his guys yeah. as as new head coaches yeah. usually want to do. They need to get their guys in there. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they they take a year or two to rebuild. But you know the NRL doesn't have a draft system, so no. you got to go to your your recruitment and yeah, go to your feeder clubs, find your young blokes, and, and then it's been well sign the veterans you can. And it's been well uh, publicised them losing guys like Sam Walker and Reese Walsh. Like if if they're there, yes, they're only eighteen, but you're starting to go okay. Well, these guys are going to play a lot of first grade. You know the the yeah. morale might be a bit higher than it is. Yeah. But yeah, it's it, and I'm glad you said before that. They're like the Collingwood of the NRL, and and Maka, who's not with, here uh, tonight on the podcast with us, he, he talks about the Collingwood amplifier. You know, it's like a loudspeaker. If it's going on at the Gold Coast Suns, no, no one, one gives a fuck. No one gives a fuck <laughs> because it's Collingwood, because it's Brisbane. Yeah, you know, and up yeah. there, the 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 Courier, that whatever. Well, fucking. for a long time, Brisbane equaled Queensland too, and then they all love Queensland State of Origin. No, no so. Broncos playing for the Maroons this week. Yep. There you go. So zero. Yeah. So zero. Massive. Their story. one Origin player is Payne Huss this weekend. Who plays for the Blues? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That would yeah. have never happened. Sure, that's <laughs> I'm confident. Don't no. even look that shit up. Yeah, this, uh, it has that's to be the first game before. that the that the Broncos have never have never had a Queensland Origin plan. Mm. Yeah, um, I don't think Josh Hodgson has ever got has got any silverware. There you, yeah, go. there you go. And also born the day after I've been born. I was born. Oh, shout out. Yeah. Shout out. The, and the actual, the <laughs> actual, actual day. Actual day, actual year, yeah. Yeah, right. There you go. Your, hair, your hair's doing a lot better. <laughs> I was going to make the exact same joke. So. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit longer. How many games did he play over in England? Uh, so he played. He played a lot. Ah, uh, sorry, yeah. that's total. total. That's total. Okay. One, 136, 136 with Hull and Hull Rovers. Yeah, yeah. still a lot. Mm. Yeah. There you go. All right. Moving on. So the next big story, and we've been covering the the high tackles and mm-hmm. the the high contact and and the like. Um, we've been worried about the milking um, the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, now now the chat's kind of switched to the um, you know is Anaril taking the piss with some of these sim bins? So there's there's been a lot of uh, what would you call it incidental like impactful yeah. contact, but it's been incidental like guys falling down. Yep. Um, yep. Or he's you know been tripped, or he's really really low to the ground. Is like, what can you do in some of these situations? Yes, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. No, we we spoke about um, that one last week when Corey Harawir and Nora got got tripped up, mm. and uh, he he went straight into um, yep. a dude's shoulder. <laughs> Who was that? Uh, we spoke about it at length. We'll have to. Anyways, <laughs> the the ones from this week. The ones from this week was uh was I I, t- I prefer to forget some of this shit. So <laughs> well, let's talk about it, and then let's hopefully have a few of these and we'll forget about it. Yes, Monks, play if you will. Friday night, the two biggest piss takes were Friday night. The first one from the Sharks Cowboys game, Reese Robson yeah. on Aiden Tolman. There is two minutes and forty seconds left in the game. Cronulla are. Uh, Trying to chuck the ball out of their own goal line. Well, they're trying to slow it down as well. So yeah, <laughs> milking. <laughs> Sorry. Look, there <laughs> is there, that's hard. That's hard contact with his head. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. but Tolman's pretty much he's he's a me- half a meter off the ground. Man, he's dived into the tackle. Like, where, how high is his head off the ground? His, his head's three feet off the ground. Well, he's in yeah. line with the bloke's hip, waist. Yeah, hip, yeah. Robson, so, yeah, can't get any lower to what make the an fuck tackle. are you meant to do in that situation? Yeah, <laughs> like, like I don't understand, and and we often speak about it. Oh, you know that that one in the in the uh, Raiders Brisbane game didn't didn't affect the player. It didn't affect the outcome. I should say this one did. This one affects the game. Yeah. There's two there's two minutes left. You're down two points, mm-hmm. and then you've got to go a man down up up the other end of the field. There's a lot of a lot of people up there at Townsville that thought they got robbed. For, in well, this game, I and, think I the, think, and I think fucking fair enough. And I think the ref as well as part of this was just like, I, I can't do anything else. They came I, out and said, I've have been you, told. Have you got the article. Of the, yeah. the NRL said that they, that they made a boo boo, and good on them for at least coming yeah. out and not trying to backtrack. Yeah, like that that costs them the game, or a chance, a chance yeah. at the game at yeah. least. Yeah. What have we got there? there? It's there. The bunkers intervention and the decision to send the player to the sin bin wasn't warranted. That's good. That's that's good that they can come out and say we fucked up yep. and have the nuts to do it. The fact that it's happening in the first place, mate. Looking at that, maybe it's a penalty. Yeah. Well, looking at looking at it, if they want to push the agenda for say more like we want lower tackling form and lower tackling, uh, that's perfect low tackling form. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just, again, you're gonna have this contact where it's incidental and you mm-hmm. guys are gonna get whacked in the head. Yes, I'm not a huge fan of high contact and and 
you know, um, concussions. Uh, the, as ca- a genuine, the, care- but- the careless swing arm, yeah. uh, malicious intent kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, yeah. stand that out. No one, no one's saying that that shouldn't be in the game. This incidental falling over, and we'll get to the next one now. The yeah. Takiyaho on Cleary falling over or deliberately running very low. It's very, very difficult to yeah. and you fo- to and tackle the, a bloke that's run that's at that height. Exactly, and the NFLs forced themselves into this position where it's just you know all, all forceful head contact results in sin bin, and they've got no other options because, mm. as we talked about, they've implemented this in the middle of the season mm. while having a decent plan where they could have some mm. more options available mm. to them and the refs knew what was what and they could say, you know, again, we'll go back to five minutes in bin. And it was like, yeah, that's not a great thing. Maybe that's a five-minute and away you go. So hopefully it's not a huge impact. It w- wouldn't if, have helped in this game because If they brought a five-minute sin bin in, which I don't mind your idea. I've thought about it in the last few weeks. I don't mind that as an idea. Shout out to Jamie Soward, listener of the show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that shouldn't even be a five-minute scene. No, that's probably more like a penalty. Uh, that's just, yeah. That's yeah. The, yeah, that's yeah, you got him on his head. It's completely incidental. Your intent wasn't bad. He didn't get suspended. They, they've they come out and said it was a fuck-up. So, yeah. yeah, Cowboys fans could probably be dirty about that one. Yeah. Next one. Takiyaho on Cleary. So, this was in the Roosters-Panthers game later on Friday night. Pissing down rain out there mm. at Blue Bet Stadium. Cleary loses his footing. He goes for like a little right foot step. Slides. Off, yeah. Slides into yeah. the right shoulder of Takiyaho there. Well, I'd say it's even more the bicep. And mm-hmm. yep. the other thing is his arms are down by his, his, his side. Arms are da- yeah, exactly. So <laughs> his arms down here, it's not horizontal. Horizontal. Thank you. I don't for, think for he was doing listeners. <laughs> He wasn't doing himself any favours. With that tackling technique. Takiyaho? Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't what's he meant to do there? But, yeah, he, he, there's nothing he can do about that. I think Monks is kind of talking he probably needs a bit more rap as well. Like, oh. he, there's not a full rap yeah. there, but which it, we'll get it into looks, a it little looks, bit more with the Ravalara one. But. It looks but like a shoulder charge, but it's still, like, Cleary's falling over. You're a 120-kilo yeah. prop. Yeah. Who's taught to tackle... The one of the top two players in the NRL is running at you, who is known for taking on the line, or has the ability to give an inside ball or a big cutout pass. Yeah, that I don't see what Takiyaho could have done there, and the judiciary agreed. He didn't even get fined. Yeah, so yep. he gets Simbin. They they flipped the entire momentum of the game because the Roosters actually got out to a good start in this one. Well, they fucked that game. Yeah, <laughs> and Penrith smoke them. So and look, you could say maybe Penrith win by enough that this doesn't change the outcome of the game. But at the time, it's 12-6 Roosters. Mm-hmm. And yeah. whilst Takiyaho's in the bin, they Panthers go 14 zip. Yeah. Completely flips the game on its head. And like we've spoken about an injury ravaged, the most black cat walking under a ladder season that you could ever have for the Chalks. Mm. Yeah. And this shit kind of happens. I think you've got a right to be a little bit dirty about yeah. it. Ivan Cleary said it was fucking bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Not in those words, but he's, he didn't think that it was a sin bin. Mm. Would you have called only, that? A, sorry. Would you have called that like a five? Nope. I'd get a penalty. penalty. No, I'd give it a penalty. penalty. Yeah. But Cleary's lost his footing. You want to protect the head. I get that. But as a player, as. as yeah, Ta- I'm happy with Takiyaho, to put yourself in his shoes there, his arm is down by his side. It's completely incidental. Accidents fucking happen. Yeah. It does. So that's, it's an interesting point because I, I want to bring up two other instances because, like, take Ryan Papperhausen, still they're not playing. Yep. Um, what was the Roosters bloke 
that and punctured his lungs. He's still not playing. Uh, Hutchison. Yeah, and the the other two blokes that did it to them are playing. So Brown is back. Fuimano is not back, but he has he been back? I think he's he been available. Actually, I think he might have been available because he got five weeks for that, and it was Anzac mm. Day. Mm. So uh, there's there's a thing to weigh up here. I guess the the because during the game you don't know the consequences. Mm-hmm. Pappenhausen could be back next week, or he could be miss the next two months. Like mm-hmm. you don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a question: Is that then a solution more for the judiciary to sort out, or how much penalty do you put on the team? Because again, you lose Pappenhausen for the game. Um, what do you do with the corresponding bloke on the other side of the field? Is this a, he, I think we've talked in the past about the the sentence fitting the crime, but mm-hmm. I, I think NRL's just in there, got themselves so deep in a hole that it's, it's too hard to figure out what equals what and then how, what's a clear system where mm. you, you've got some, you know, the proper outcome for whatever the charge is. Yeah. What, what you're saying, and forgive me if I've interpreted this wrong, is should the outcome of of the victim be taken into account. So so a Pappenhausen that hasn't yeah. that hasn't played well, well yeah, so in this one Cleary is on the ground for a little bit, but gets straight fine. back up. Yeah, fine. He's played Absolutely the rest fine. of the game. Yeah. 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 So, so like, at that, that point you might be like oh, well, penalty, not a five minutes. Whereas yeah. But you don't know. That's the other thing. Like in five minutes they well, in another minute or two, you might play in the next set and they go, Oh, we'll get you off the HIA. They do yeah, the HIA. Or, or he plays the rest yeah. of the game and then they go, Oh, he, he's not playing this week. Yeah, or yeah. Like, yeah, he plays the rest of the game and then it's like, oh, he fractured his jaw Correct. and he's got out yeah. for the next two to yeah. three weeks while they wait to play I, don't, the I think Well, e- either way, both both players play the game and it's up to the judiciary to, to work it out. Yeah. But I think you get yourself in a very slippery slope when, when you take the, the outcome of, of the victim mm. into account. Yeah, I, and I guess it's 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 not one size fits all either because there's so many scenarios we could play. Like we've case by out, case, we've picked out two kind of edge cases with guys that are still injured from their outcomes, where the other guys they're getting close to being ready. Mm. Well, back well Brown's already back playing, and then um, the other bloke coming back very very soon as well. Mm. <clears throat> they might be edge cases, so mm. yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I, I think intent has to be the number one thing. Yeah, intent. Yeah, when guys are flying in out of the line like that Herman Sasa one, I feel like where where he he just came in like was offside. The refs call him offside and threw an arm out and just like literally old school took a bloke's head off. Yeah, and he gets three weeks. Fine, Hap- play on, play on. I think these ones and the judiciary has agreed with us. It's what's happened is is the what we're critiquing is the on field call. The judiciary has yeah, agreed yeah. with us. Neither of them got suspended. And the ref, well, the ref only has one option. Well, he's got two options, and they're both extreme. It's yep. like ten minutes, or you're off, you're gone. So well, but no, but no, but he doesn't. Well, he's, he's got, got the third, third option, which, which is, is a penalty, and which and is probably come in not enough, not extreme enough. I think is what they. But I think it is. I, I think, reckon it is. And in these cases, yes. In these two cases that we're talking about, if you come in and go. You've got him high. The impact is forceful, which it was in both of them. Yeah, but we can we can see your intention. We the can, mitigating circumstances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. penalty. Yeah, the, the the players slipped into the tackle. Essentially, it's a penalty. Stay on. Don't do it again. Yeah, it happens again. Then we'll have another chat. Mm. So I get that, that way. It's not changing the outcome of the game. Yeah, I agree. I th- I guess my hope coming out of this, and um, I hate to say to use this year as a. Uh, a, a trial or at least it'll give you a whole bunch of good data points mm. 
but it'd be from you know next year you've gone away, you've looked at all these, you've got a whole bunch of things that you would consider penalties, a whole bunch of things that you consider sin bins or even like a 10 and 5 minute if you want to do that, mm-hmm. and the things you consider actual send-offs. And then you've got a barometer there where you can you know, train – all the players know what it is. All the coaching staff knows it. All the referees really clearly know which is which. And then you can enforce that. Mm-hmm. Instead of this kind of gray area that we're in in the middle of the season where they're trying to fast track rules for the, yeah. for the sake of it. And to be doing it week by week is ridiculous. Yes. Yep. It's, yep. it's silly. Uh, um, I can't think of any other major sport that would make rule changes as significant. Um, I think a lot of them wouldn't because there's so much money involved in them because they're at that point. Mm. Uh, but they probably got to that point for a good reason. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And uh, pissing off the entire fan base is probably not one of them. <laughs> I think we need to move forward because we could talk about this yeah. all night. Uh, as a Dragons fan, I'll mention it. We're not going to discuss it. Okay. Ravalawa caught four weeks uh, for a shoulder charge. You can YouTube the contact there in the Raiders game. Not his worst one. Eight years ago, you're saying good tackle. Yeah, um, he, he's got four weeks. It's his, it's his prize. So you go into the judiciary for the fourth time. You've had two suspensions already. You're probably mm. going to cop four weeks. Yeah. Uh, that stings as a Dragons fan. Tell you who's not stinging at the moment, Manly fans. Mm-hmm. Tommy Dribovich. It was, what, 24 to 8 at half time against the Titans on Sunday afternoon. He goes out there, scores three tries, three tries, assists, <laughs> three line break assists. assists. Six tackle bus, 174 run meters, uh, is by far and away the best player on the paddock again. Mm-hmm. He missed he missed the first four rounds of the year, and I'm going to say it. It's a two horse race between him and Cleary for the Dalian. And if he plays the rest of the year, he's and he's four it. points behind. Yeah, and they they stopped counting the votes at round 12, and I looked, he was a long way behind Cleary at that stage. Mm. I think uh, since round 12, he's pl- he must have played three. Two or three games, origin dependent, and he's probably been the best on in all of those. I I can't think of a match where he didn't score two tries at least. Recently, yeah, yeah, and, so he's and gone he's gone like leading. three, two, 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 three or something. And tries this, he's a fullback. Yeah, he's a fullback, and he's leading the league in tries this. Mm. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think there's any doubt at the moment. He's the best player in rugby league. Yep, yeah, and people have come out and said, like a lot of people have come out and said it, like. And and not what he's doing at the moment. And he's, at the, he's at the peak of his powers. He's in absolute prime. And it's no knock. It's no knock on a Cleary or on a Munster or, or Tedesco or on a Tedesco, the incumbent fullback. Yeah. It's just when a guy's doing this stuff at his size, you just go, okay, sit back and watch. Sit Enjoy back. It. Yeah, just just watch it. <laughs> this is this is Hayne playing kind of stuff. Like when he was just. You know, we don't it. mention the plane, but keep going. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> Kuma Prison. Um, but. Jared Hayne is a footballer. Uh, you know, I don't think he gets YouTube down there, but we'll keep going. <laughs> Famously, he doesn't get Foxtel. You can, you can read about that. Um, anyways, Jared Hayne is the footballer. Um, and, and like Greg Inglis, when, when he was just ripping well, shreds out of sides. Well, the classic ones, Benji, when he ran them through to the grand final. Like, he's just mesmerising. That's what we're kind of seeing now. We, we, yeah. we've, we've seen a bloke that didn't play the first month and his team was the worst team in the NRL and had one of the worst points differences ever mm. to come out and go, oh, on their day, Manly might beat Penrith or Melbourne. That's that's where we're at. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I think we've talked about this before. There's It's a four-team race at the moment. Parramatta pretenders, Manly are the dark horse that could beat any team on their day. It's probably going to be between Penrith and Melbourne. So that's our thoughts. That's our that's thoughts. Our thoughts. And, that's you think, and you think South, considering 
their defensive issues in a few games. Uh, they can score points, but yeah, it's... And Roosters, had they had a full... Healthy squad. Heard of cattle, they might be all right. Yeah. Yeah, tend to agree. Mm-hmm. Next news. Uh, Chad Townsend. Yeah, talking about Chad Townsend, we mentioned the whole uh, halves merry-go-round and it continues here. He's already signed to go to the Cowboys next year. Mm -hmm. Um, So the Sharks are giving him the punt and basically send him down to the feeder club and uh, go play there while we try to work out what we're doing next year. Mm -hmm. Uh, But to get some first-grade game time, I think the Sharks will let him go, release him from his contract century, and he's joined the Warriors to play with them. So I think he will partner... Uh, no, because Cody Re- Nick oh. Nickarima, you, Nick-a-rima, you, you yes. struggle with this name. Yeah, Nickarima. Um, yeah. uh, he's, I think he's not playing. He's gone back to Brisbane because his um, missus is about to give birth. Mm-hmm. So I think he could be a replacement. Wouldn't surprise me if Cody comes back to finish the year or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's not like New Zealand's going back to New Zealand um, for a couple of weeks. No. Um, so he's in the Central Coast. So he's not too far away from. Uh, where the family is. Yep. Uh, but I, I think it's just an extra addition to they can add to their halves um, and also for him to get some good game time. Yeah, and on top of that, Harris Tevita out for the season as yeah, well. That's, yes. So yeah, great, one. great pickup by the Warriors. Mm. People sleep on Chad Townsend, so they released the uh, 2021 players poll this mm. week. Yep. He's a top five halfback according to the players. Mm-hmm. And if you want to listen to anyone, the players are a pretty fucking good place to start. <laughs> yeah. You know they're not they're not journo's they're not they're not podcast morons that drink beer and and, <laughs> and like sport they're the players so yeah. if they're yeah. rating him that highly we rate him here like he's he took the sharks to they won a premiership with him so exactly exactly right and I don't even yeah. think he was their favorite half that year like he's well that was with SJ yes yeah yeah no well, it was yeah I'm confident there well, what, 2016 sharks SJ and Townsend. Look up that song. <laughs> no, I think it was a year after, a year or two after that, Sean Johnson joined them. Would you like to skull bet on that? No, I won't, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was playing for the Warriors at that point. No, I think, I think that's only a recent change. No, I think he won the comp with them. I don't think so. We'll leave that. Monkey will find us an answer on that, uh, but it's a good get Mo- from the Warriors. Moylan was there. No, Moylan was at Penrith in those days, so it has no. to, had to be Johnson. I, th- I think it's too far away, far away. I'm Monk. pretty sure he's playing for the Warriors that time. Monks will be able to tell us in a second. I'm pretty sure Sean Johnson's only been there three years at the Warriors. I think he won the comp there with them. Just go to the the, the Premiership team for that year and you'll get it. He'll pick it up. Uh, anyways, the Warriors have got a, a good NRL Good get. Good yep. get. Yeah, for them. Um, Do you want to talk about the horseman fucking up rugby league more? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Stick to horse racing. <laughs> I was coming out during the week. Um, that's uh, what, what is it? The NRL Commission. Uh, I th- I'm glad I didn't skull bet you there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't question the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Often the knowledge is not there. You know how you could have found that easier is searching Sean Johnson. Yeah, Warriors. Probably when he left the Warriors, which I think is probably 2018. You just search it, and then his Wikipedia comes up. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, 20, <laughs> well yeah, off. Yeah. I, 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 I told you he's only been there like three years. Well, I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> maybe I should go. Yeah, so I, I can't remember who the other halfback they were. They were uh, Mala- James Mala- 
Are we talking about the 2016 Sharks? <laughs> yes, 2016 Sharks. Who was Maloney and Townsend? Yeah, very yeah, yeah. yeah. No, See, that, 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 that's why I went Cronulla. And then Maloney went to. That's why I didn't remember because Maloney's played for about fucking 38 teams. Yeah, so Maloney went to Roosters after that. So yeah, they they were going back and forth between halfbacks. So another another good halfback. Also, Valentine Holmes and. Benny Barber were both yeah. in the squad. Mm-hmm. She's lock and change in a few years, kind of. Definitely, yeah. yep. So back to uh, fucking up rugby league. So, uh, it's <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> no, 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 it's all right. Um, it's coming during the week because they want, but they're considering making changes to the kickoff. So at the moment, the team that scores a try receives the ball. Yep. Um, so the other way, it would flip it essentially. So if you concede, you'll get the ball back. Super league rules. S- Super league rules. Um, I don't want to use the NFL comparison, but it's NFL, how they do it. NFL, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's it, and the reason being, of course, is um, you know they're worried about the teams. They're worried about the big score lines, like the 50, 50 to ten score lines. Mm-hmm. Is like, well, you know, you've they've scored on you and kicking the ball back to them, uh, and then they're scoring on you more. You, they're trying to. How can we equal out the possession? Yeah. Is what they're and that's the best way to do it, really. Yes, it is. Uh, it's also the fucking middle of the season. You've <laughs> changed eight thousand rules. Just leave it alone. Yeah, again, and you know they now want to change more rules, but uh, to help fix problems they've created from changing other rules. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you're just like, you know, again, the hindsight. Yeah, Where exactly. So I think, and we talked about it. Um, within the last month, the players and that trying to get Volandis out, essentially so they could have a voice at the table, so they could have a seat at the table, so they mm. talk to them about some of these rule changes. Hopefully that has will turn into something where they can go, why do you want to make this rule change? How about we try tweaking some of the other things, understanding the outcomes of what they're trying to do before they implement mm-hmm, shit mm-hmm. Um, before it happens. Otherwise, you know, Flanders might come out next week and just say, oh, yeah, we've changed the kickoff rules. You know what it is, and it's your jersey that's that's made me think of this analogy. <laughs> cane toads. You know what they? Yes. They, they brought historically. The, <laughs> yes. They brought the cane toads over here to to look after the beetles in the in the cane yeah. sugar, right? Yes. To and, to eat all the, the the beetles that were eating the cane sugar. Yeah. So, so so there was a problem, and you brought in something, and it fucked it up more. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then the joke is that you introduce snakes to eat the cane toads, you know. And then you fuck it up more, and then you go and get the fucking eagles to go eat the snakes that are eating the toads that is eating the beetles, and you fuck it up more. Like, just leave it alone. This season has been topsy turvy as it is. There is there is a massive problem between the elite teams and the bottom teams. Yes. Everyone can see it. It's yeah. plain for a casual fan to see it. The way to go about that doesn't come from a a knee jerk. Rule change in the middle of the season. In the middle of the season, in the middle of a season where you've changed the most rules ever. Yeah, just yeah, just leave it. Just let it be. There's reasons they have preseason games. That's where you trial shit. Preseason games. They've got lower competitions. There's Queensland Cup. There's New South Wales Cup. You know, trial the stuff. Get the data. Figure out what issues it's going to cause. Yep. So that you're not, you know, changing things week to week and then have reactionary trying to fix your problems yep. on the fly. It's it's like that classic you know videos of cars that are on fire and the it's driving down the highway and some blokes in the engine bay trying to fix it as it's going along. Yeah. So it's 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 you know it's an absolute fucking madhouse. Double analogy. I like. I was gonna say I don't think I've ever seen that before in my life. <laughs> well, listen, I'll throw something at you. Listening back to my analogy, I don't th- I don't think it's going to be that good either. But we'll, we'll, we'll tell. Right. Time will tell. Let, well, let me put this to you. So, I actually think this is a good rule change. 
I just wouldn't do it now. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. Like, a trial period. I, I've never kind of understood why you'd kick the ball back to the team that's just scored points. Like, I, I I guess it's historical, but it's well, you'd expect that they wouldn't. You're get the team that's the got an advantage gets set. another advantage, so that doesn't make sense to me. Is why why it's, well, it's, it's 120 cool. years of history. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I know. I so guess, it's, yeah. you wouldn't change that for no no reason. And well, uh, changed, to fix they, problems you've already caused is probably not a great reason to change it. And they changed it for the Super League and how long was that a thing? One year. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think that's your Oh yep. You know, you want a triple analogy? <laughs> yeah, let's keep <laughs> going analogy. Fuck it, let's go. We're in back now. <laughs> you ever seen that meme and it's like a big water bottle and it's leaking and then the guy puts like a Band-Aid on yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's what that shit is. It's like, a Teflon table, some shit like that. Yeah, some Slap fucking that bitch shit, on. Like some yeah. infomercial that'd be on at four o'clock in the morning and you wake up too early, you're waiting yeah. for your fucking t- <laughs> cheese TV to come on. That That's that kind of shit. Yeah. Mate, just... Just leave it. Just leave it. Mm-hmm. We know what this season is. It's it's a, a crazy, crazy season. It's unbelievable if you like high-scoring games. It's unbelievable yep. if you want to see blowouts. It's unbelievable if you're a Melbourne Storm fan and you want to see pump teams 13-plus every week. Yeah. But we know what it is. It's it's yep. it's probably Penrith and Melbourne at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be changing shit no, because the continue I mean, analogy is like it's a sieve at the moment, and you don't want to. It's pissing out. <laughs> yes, it's going out everywhere. Don't want to slapping band aids or left, right, and center. No, no, it's no, not going to help. All right, thirty seconds or less is Ralph Uh Well, it's we're continuing continuing the story that's been covered for uh, you know months at this point. He's finally got his contract sorted out with Catalans. He's free to play for the Southport Tigers, mm-hmm. which are in the Gold Coast. He will start his. Hopeful career resurrection. We don't think any team's going to pick him up real, real quick. Maybe Brisbane at the end of the year. <laughs> if he has a couple of good games and strings together, um, some good minutes, they might be like, well, fuck it. We've got nothing else to do. So That's, that's what that club needs now. <laughs> we suck and we're homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's always going to be a talking point. Uh, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be very surprised if, if he ever plays NRL football again. But yeah. yes. We'll see what happens there. The Coco, the Coco's back. Yeah, and it's it's probably worth talking about as we lead into state of origin mm-hmm. chat. Um, so, for for those that don't know, um, Corona has uh, been a bit of a cluster. I think they're up to forty eight ish cases, which is a significant low number compared to a lot of other places. Mm, if any, but, if any yeah. international listeners are here on our NRL state of origin <laughs> preview, they'll be like, "That's nothing." Forty eight cases is uh, for the whole state of New South Wales. Yes, so the size of Germany. So and been shut down. Yeah, well, Sydney's kind of had a whole bunch of restrictions put on them, which has yep. then, of course, caused issues for the rugby league players. They've gone into what's called level three restrictions, which basically means don't go to a CAF, don't take public transport, mm-hmm. wear your mask. Um, there's a whole bunch of mask restrictions as well. Mm. Um, Pol- police finding people and getting in their personal space for not wearing a mask is interesting. <laughs> yeah, yes. Getting a bit handsy. Isn't it? Isn't it? Excuse me, sir. I need to find you because you're not wearing a mask. Do you know social distancing is the best way to avoid corona? Sorry. Yes. Uh. (laughs) That would be horrible listening, but if anyone's watching It'd be excellent viewing. Uh, Please check out the YouTube channel, like and subscribe. Yeah, all that shit. Um, But I think the problem, and we're going to take some leaps of faith here, is um, the numbers are increasing Mm -hmm. and they're getting more. Uh, which may lead to a snap lockdown in Sydney, yep. which then, of course, affects rugby league games. Yep. So there's already been chat about the Sydney-based clubs and how they're going to move them and play the games and where they're going to have to sort it out. Mm-hmm. So there's contingency plans. Um, 
luckily this week, no NRL games, so no issue. Yep. Next week, maybe a bit of a problem. Uh, the following week, when we start talking about Star of Origin 3, which is meant to be in Sydney, mm-hmm. fingers crossed at that point, touch wood for you boys that there's nothing going on there. But then we start having the conversation about, well, if, if they're in a lockdown. And the rest of the season, is yeah. it going to be bubbles? Yeah, the rest of yeah, the season. Exactly. Akin huge. to the AFL last yeah. year. Yeah. Well, um, you know, Melbourne played in Brisbane for the predominantly the whole season last year. Do they then try to move Sydney clubs north-ish or... I, I'm so, optimistic. I'm optimistic. I think Gladys yep. is taking the most American approach to this. Yes. As, uh, His, I think historically, though, you've been the most optimistic and then also the most wrong in all these situations <laughs> where you're like, it'll happen, it'll happen, no, too much money, too much money. And then it's just like, it gets fucked and you're just like, oh. Sounds like my punting career. No, <laughs> normally very optimistic and look, look and read as much as I can. It just goes to shit. Yeah. Um, next... Next weekend, let's talk about okay. Yeah, so, well, so I guess nine, my fa- nine days away. Well, before met- before we get to that, so my final leap of faith will follow the bouncy ball. Essentially, was if you can't play rugby league in uh, Sydney, and they, or if they're going to play rugby league in no crowds, they probably want to move state of origin. And then, does that mean you have the whole entire series in Queensland? Which would be ridiculous, uh, especially if New South Wales wins all three games. I was going to say it, it, like, it doesn't matter. It's going to be a whitewash. <laughs> yeah. I reckon. With that team, and I don't want to put any hoodoos on it uh, or any on the SQ curses. Please do it. Keep going. Uh, Get it out. Put uh, it into the ether for me. I think they win three zip. Uh, and there it is. We'll, yeah. we'll, so they'll listen we'll next to it. We'll right. get to that in a no, second. No, they can still win 2 1. And <laughs> they could. The curse still. They could. True. They need to go back to Townsville. So. <laughs> went, went fine last time. Uh, I'm hoping, you know, that. The mainstream media, oh, double-digit cases uh, in a day. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. we're, we're talking about 6, 10, 16 in the last three days. So that's the kind of numbers. Mm. So, you, you know, 16, 24 to 30, and then they start having, oh, fuck, and then lockdown. Yep. So yep. hopefully, I think, what what did Melbourne do? They probably like a three-week turnaround? This, two this weeks? most recent the one? Most recent yeah, one. close to a month. Yeah, yeah close, close to a month. month. But last last year they they were in a hundred day lockdown, yeah. so yeah. so so that would be a massive massive effect on on the league. I, uh, I don't think it gets to that kind of level. I'm using the I, Melbourne I as the comparison. Yep, yep. Matt, so Melbourne, Melbourne, Melbourne went into but, but, a hard lockdown as well. Like, yeah, and very quickly. Yeah, but even say that like a month will really fuck up the rugby league calendar. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Mm-hmm. And you know, state of origin does fall within the next month, um, the third game that being. So. Touch wood. Jesus, Allah, Buddha, I love you all. Uh, hopefully it gets sorted. Yes. Let's talk about State of Origin and not the Coco. Yes, let's game. get stuck in a game two, Sunday. Sunday night. Suncorp. Yeah, Suncorp. Uh, unusual, the Sunday fixture, something they've, they've trialled um, a little bit in the uh, well, it's more a, recent future. It's also a set bye uh, week. More recent, more recent past, my, my apologies. <laughs> Yes, uh, I think it's also a bye week as well. So they've, yes. you, you know, used, there's no Wednesday and then back up, having mm-hmm. the back on the weekend, all games being yep. played. So it's it's a dedicated bye round for State of Origin. And I like that it's game two. I, I kind of think, oh, you could do it for game three, but then if it's a dead rubber and it's a bye round, yeah. everyone's kind of mm. like, eh. So I think it's smart doing it like this. We're, what are we? We've just passed the midpoint of the season as well. Essentially, so, yeah, 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 essentially. Yeah. Um, one change for, for New South Wales is just Angus Crichton comes mm. into the side. Uh, he was suspended uh, for game one, uh, being one of the 
form edge back rowers in the league yep. this year for the Chooks. Uh, Jake Trebojevic is out with a hip flexor injury. Yeah, I believe he sustained that at, at training, poor mm. fella. And mm. Dale Finucane, the bigger bonger, bomber, he comes into the squad, most likely doesn't play. So New South Wales, other than that one change, um, will be essentially the same side that lined up there in Townsville. I'd pick Finucane over Sims, but after what Sims did in game one, I think it's fair to keep him in there. Again, and... I said it before mm. game one. I I think he's built for Origin, and I, I'm wearing my Dragons hat and I watch him every week. And mm. maybe I don't. Yeah, I do maybe that. I'm not the person to ask, but he's just big and aggressive. And yes, he does. Yeah, occasionally that, make these errors where you're like, man, like 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 that right against the Raiders game. Like he, he was solid. Yeah, but not spectacular. And but he was you, he was so good in Origin. No game. denying so, he was good in Origin. So maybe like, maybe it, he's the the, the gag eye of New South Wales. So I was going to say yeah. So, yeah. So, I like that. I like I'm, that. I'm happy to pick him there. Like yeah. purely on form and what they're doing for either club. I think for Nukem's an excellent, super underrated, honestly. And um, and even if he doesn't play, his leadership and and being around camp, and the experience excellent. that he brings to that side, he doesn't have to he doesn't have to suit up. Uh, mm. On Sunday night, I think just having him in that camp is big for for those young New South Wales players. Mm-hmm. The Queensland side, on the other hand, a multitude of changes. Yeah, had to make some changes. Uh, so Papa Lily comes back in, record as expected. Yep. Uh, he had a suspension mm. for game one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big change at hooker: no Harry Grant, no Reed Marnie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Aaron, uh, not Aaron, Andrew McCulloch mm-hmm. comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting enough, it's his fourth, fourteenth season, and he's. Second series this yeah. would be. He's only played one series. Uh-huh. I can't believe how old he is. Honestly, like how, how many seasons of NRL he's played. Well, he doesn't play like he's old and busted up. But I guess no. you kind of have yeah. to think Cameron Smith the way that he was able to play that position, which is a difficult position. Like well, often, often leads it, the team in tackles. Yeah, but it's just fourteen seasons. That's essentially he started after Brisbane won the comp in 06. Like it's oh eight or thirteen. 13th this year. 13th this year. Yeah. So it's... Two, but he's played 285 first-rate games. Yeah. Unbelievable. But yeah. You, you don't, you don't, we talk about Stuart McGill. True. You know, sta- like true. If, if it's any other era, maybe he does have 30 origins or maybe he does have 20 mm. origins. But yeah. when there's a guy called Cameron Smith there... Yeah, true. Pretty difficult. But, you know, Andrew's, again, he's another one of those really, really solid players. He's not as explosive and um, X-factory as what Harry Grant is. Of course not. Uh, but he'll do a good job, I'd yep. say, for there. And, and, def- then he, and defensively, I think he's strong. Yeah, and he's got his partner in crime in Ben Hunt, who mm-hmm. he's playing will be 14 mm-hmm. and kind of specialises as a 14 for Queensland. So mm-hmm. you'll get some spell there, which I think is good because, yeah, I think Harry Grant was a bit underdone in the game one and then having to see how they go, um, mm-hmm. trying to manage... The, the minutes for the hookers really didn't work out in that first game. Not at all. Mm. Francis Molo makes mm-hmm. his origin debut mm-hmm. uh, from the Gold Coast Titans. Uh, again, one of those kind of bigger bodied, aggressive kind of guys. Uh, I haven't seen too much of him. I can't say hand on heart that I watch every minute of the Gold Coast Titans. Be interesting no. to see what he brings to the side. Yeah, well, little brother getting bigger brother at this point. So Yeah, big time. Uh, Fafita goes back to the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mulitalo and Cohen Hess called into the squad. Yeah, so the the big one. Well, before we so there to finish up the forward pack. So Tino goes back to play lock. He was playing prop in the mm-hmm. first game. Mm-hmm. Welsh hopefully will be good for this. I think he's been all right so far since his concussion in game one. And in the modern game, going back to Tino, it doesn't seem like there's that much difference between lock and prop. Like we yeah. saw 
Jake Trebojevic playing as a quote unquote prop in in the last game. But it's, I think it's, it's like some, you're a middle forward. You, I think it's a much needed size for Queensland because they were definitely yeah. undersized compared to Haas and uh, Paulo on the other side of the field for sure for, for game sure. one. So <laughs> whether that laid such a great platform for New South Wales and that's why they dominated so much because mm-hmm. they couldn't get into that grind because they were missing that kind of firepower up front. Um, Papalili will do a, a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what makes me think this game will probably be more competitive as the, the forward backs, both healthy and both in there, will be more competitive contests, which hopefully will bring it closer. Sure. But as you alluded to, the back line. So Reese Walsh uh, gets his Guernsey at fullback mm-hmm. to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was on the bandwagon that I didn't want Valentina Holmes to play fullback. I'm just not a huge fan of his defensive play. And he's been found out in the two Origin games he's played at fullback that, you know, he's maybe not the greatest defender at fullback, mm-hmm. uh, especially when they're under the pump and they're leaking tries. Yes. Um, yeah. So, you know, the hope was Ponga, still injured. Mm-hmm. Hope was Brimson. Injured, mm-hmm. um, then you start thinking about well, if we want to put Holmes on on the wing, who we've got left to play fullback? Well, if if that's your decision that you don't want Holmes playing fullback, it has to be Reese Walsh. Yeah, well, who, who's the hottest product out of Queensland that's playing fullback at the moment? It's Walsh. Couldn't tell. Yeah, outside of Walsh, couldn't tell. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, he's the media all week's been about. And when I say media, I'm talking about New South Wales legends in Sydney because that's predominantly what the media is that we get down here, um, you know, getting stuck into Queensland about you can't do that. You have thrown lamb to the wolves. Um, he's going to get slaughtered, etc. He's right, not right experienced right. enough. He's too young. He's yeah. too small. He's played two months. He's of, too good looking. Yeah, too, <laughs> there good, is that. He's good looking. He's, yeah. So he's had almost two months worth of um, foot, footy. He's played seven mm-hmm. games. Uh, which is still more than Ben Eichen, and we talked about how much of a club legend he was for Brisbane at the start of the and show. And played 17 Origins. And he played 17 Origins. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm glad that you bring that up because uh, I think it was Fox League was was uh, brought to the light other guys that made mm-hmm. inexperienced Origin debuts. One of the fellas is playing Payne Haas. Hypocrites. Uh, so he's <laughs> he only played 10 games before he got picked to play for New South yep. Wales. He's only 21 and he's playing six Origin. Mm-hmm. Hard to, you know, use him as a barometer, but I'd like to mention some other guys. Yep. Brad Fittler. Mm-hmm. 12, 12 games selected to play his first origin. All time. After 12 games, mm-hmm. he played 31 origins. Mm-hmm. Trent Barrett. 12 games also. He played 11 origins, 295 first grade games. Brent Tate. Yeah. He he got picked after 14 games in the centres. Played 23 Origins, was part of that Queensland dynasty, the eight in a row. And Matt Scott, also part of that eight in a row dynasty, got picked after 14 first grade games. He played 22 Origins. It's a good list to be on. The proof's in the pudding right there. It, it, if it's, if you're good enough, you're good enough. If you, like you, if, they, if you, you know, you know. If you're if you're good enough, you're old enough. Yep. He's Reese Walsh is is a young, brilliant. Fullback that has a long career ahead of him in mm-hmm. the NRL, mm-hmm. and if if anything, like if we're looking back at that past, and we're we're taking any kind of note out of it, is that he should play multiple Origin games and h- hundreds of first grade games. This kind of rhetoric that he's too young and too small. Yes, I can see it. I can't imagine being an eighteen year old playing Origin and and the but you, the, you also the, the pressure at- and the expectation and the and the the number of eyeballs, mm. but it's also it's what he's wanted to do since, since he was a fucking little kid. Exactly, and then you also look at the age and the the veteran 
talent that's in that team. Like DCE's in there. He's won a premiership. Yes. <laughs> We're just talking about McCullough. He's played 14 seasons. Yep. Parley's been there oh, for Parley, ages. Yep. Welsh has won. Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt. You know, Munster. They've all won comps. Yep. So, you yep. know, there's... That guy. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and you want to add X Factor to that team and Walsh probably brings in that X Factor. He's probably not going to be asked to do a heap, you'd think, as he's not going to be running around and leading them around or anything. But still, he just needs to pop up in the right moment. In terms of leadership, you're all right, but yeah. you're still fullback. Look, you so, have to... By wearing that number one, you have to do a heap. Mm. I, as a New South Wales fan, I would obviously want the Blues to win, but I, I want him to have a good game and kind of silence those critics that are saying that he's, that he's exactly. too young. Yeah, that's exactly that point. I wouldn't surprise me if he comes out and has an absolute flyer in this game. Mm. And, you know, my pick for this game was, say, like a 2018-20-18 scoreline, which I think is one of my favourite scorelines to throw out. Yeah, you love throwing <laughs> that one. But, it's you know, it's a low-scoring, gritty game, which is only a point or two in it. Yep. And at Suncorp, with that home crowd, that may be enough to put him over... Uh, to Queensland to steal this game. Well, what about New South Wales' record at Suncorp? Mm-hmm. Two of the last 12 games they've won. Yep. And Freddie, as a coach, hasn't won there. Yeah. And so Queensland's overall record, I think, 65% at Suncorp. So, so a very, very tall order. Unfortunately for you and for Queensland, if my expertise means anything, which it doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> from what I saw in Townsville and that back seven – and. and and Luai and Cleary aside, mm. any back five that's got Teddy... You got the best player in the game. Tommy Turbo, yes. Luttrell, mm-hmm. and then the, and on the wings with Toto oh, and, and the Fox, two of the best finishers in the game. Mm. Yeah. Maybe I've got me blue glasses on, but fucking good luck. Yeah. And as I mentioned before, maybe it comes with that, that forward pack, that platform, they grind it out so then maybe take some of those backs out of the game a little bit. So mm. it is more of a low-scoring contest and a defensive battle. Time will tell. We'll, we'll find out. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Sunday. So you're, you're confident? You honestly believe they can win this game? I have, well, 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 kind of fingers <laughs> crossed hoping. Yeah, exactly, yeah, fingers crossed hoping. It's, yeah. it's like you, you, add a, you add in, you know, it's at Suncorp. Um, you know they've got some good talent there. It's, it's not the worst uh, Queensland team that's ever put together. That was that, last year. That wasn't was it? last year, and they won. And they won the series. So, so um, it's we're still talking about the twenty six best players in the comp playing uh, yeah. in state of origin. So, Thirty four. If you include include the, include the reserves, yeah. So it's it's still going to be a high quality contest. I think Queensland will be one fired up. Would have learnt a lot from game one. Mm-hmm. We'll make this a lot closer contest. So that's why I think, you know, maybe they can sneak this one and, you know, they're probably going to lose. They won't win in Sydney. If it's in Sydney, I don't think they win. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so this is the- I'm, I'm fingers crossed for the, not for the COVID, but for the lockdown. <laughs> so they have to play game three in Queensland. So it gives us a chance. Then I need a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm trying to be objective. I'm trying to leave my heart out of it. I think New South Wales on paper are way too good. Yeah. New South Wales, yeah. If if there is one game that Queensland can win, it's going to be this game. Mm. I don't see him. What do Queenslands love being? Underdogs. So Queensland. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll talk about. <laughs> we'll talk about this next week. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. How good? Cheers. There's a lot going on in the world of sport, which is why we should jump across it to the AFL. Yeah, with, let's tackle some AFL. And we'll stay in Queensland. The Brisbane Lions uh, currently lead the Geelong Cats. 57 to 23 at halftime. Mm-hmm. Hand on hearts. Mm-hmm. Let's do some tips. I picked Brisbane. You, I'm sh- and I'm sure you would have, uh, given that you go for them. I tip the yeah. Cats. So this mm-hmm. is a little bit 
surprising for mine. Still a lot of footy to go, months. Yep. Yeah, I had cats as well, so a little bit concerning at the moment. So um, and a, a rematch of that round two game where it went down to a kick. I think it was Zach Bailey that got denied uh, that free kick at the death, which should have been could have given Brisbane the go ahead goal. Yep. Um, way back in round two, just this year is mm-hmm. flying mm-hmm. and a lot of animosity in that game. That was the Chris Scott barking at uh, the Brisbane Lions players. Yep, third a bit quarter of, time. Bit of back and forth there with big uh, Oscar McInerney There's and, been <laughs> and co-Harris Andrews. <laughs> There's been plenty of push and shove on this one. Yeah. There has. And we, yeah. We, sorry, this is, we're talking about the uh, Paddy Dangerfield with the baby oil on the – on the on the biceps, making him up recent, yeah, looking all nice, and Harris Andrews just walked over and rubbed his yeah, rubbed arms, his- get him some baby oil for himself. You know, need right. a bit of that. I'm but- not sure if that's a tactic to uh, avoid uh, potential Lions tacklers or attract female uh, <laughs> <laughs> female viewers or male or, or, or male. <laughs> Depends uh, on which way you swing. Yeah. Uh, vision of it because he, I've never seen a more greasy Patrick Dangerfield. Yeah. As long as he doesn't get any of that on his hands, he'd be right. Yeah, I'm sure he's yeah. got the grippo in the Dangerous. hands and the and the grease on the shoulders. But mm. yeah, reminiscent of uh, Willie the groundskeeper there crawling through <laughs> aircon dust, <laughs> yeah. covered Mark, in grease. Mark, can you grab some stats for this game? Uh, so before we saw Lockie Neal having some issues with shoulder, it looked dislocated. Honestly, it looked out. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. but he's and the play- poor bloke. Yeah, but he's played on. He's so played on. I wonder if they've just popped it straight back in. He's on. I'm good because they haven't even strapped it. So but didn't he play on when he did the syndesmosis? That would wouldn't surprise me. So there's something that we can all agree on is that he's a tough. See you next motherfucker. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and the other news, and that's why I asked you to get some. Well, not news, but some stats. Um, How's Charlie Cameron doing? Because Brisbane haven't been kicking overly well, I think, at this point. So they've had a, a lot of really good opportunities. They should be further in front than the 58-23 they currently it's are. It's only eight goals, ten. Yes. Mm. But are I, you I, saying there's been missed opportunities inside yeah, 50? From, I've seen uh, Charlie at least take two shots from probably about 30 out and miss both. Okay. Yeah, so he's got two goals, three behinds. Yeah, so, man, Charlie could be on an absolute flyer if he... Yeah, maybe not shape, foot on the throat kind of stuff, but... I tell you what, when you're eight goals ten, oh. it's not the worst. As and getting unlucky probably doesn't help too. Have just in the post there, Dan <laughs> Rich. Rich there doesn't mind creeping forward for a mm-hmm. sneaky Galazzo, uh Daniel well, Rich. They seem to be heavily on top on this because all over him, yeah. all over him. Um, and again, this is the Lions, isn't it? Regular mm. season, they go out there and and they'll really stick it to a Geelong or a Richmond, mm. and then. I'm the actually last kind of few ha- years come finals like this. I'm pretty sure Geelong played Brisbane last year, didn't they? Yep. To to knock them out and yep. pan- and really pants them. Mm-hmm. So it will be interesting to see uh, if if this Brisbane Lions team is the one that rocks up in September. Well, I'm really happy that the way they've they didn't start the season red hot, so they've had to come like grind into the season. Yep. So Ro- and robbed essentially in round two. Yeah, a so few other close losses. Exactly. So their first like five weeks weren't real great, mm. and they've come real hot since then and sort of worked their way into the season. Brought on some of the young guys are starting to fire, which is kind of what you want to hit your form sort of mid-season and then hopefully ride those curtails into the finals mm-hmm. um, and not not drop off when you hit that point. So you, you don't want to hit that wall. So you, it's all about making your run and timing your run right. Um, so you look at Richmond, they they, they all their classic kind of leave their run till later in the year. Uh-huh. Make sure you get a good position in the finals and then go deep. So it's you know getting healthy at the right time, getting into form at the right time really really counts as well. So they started one and three, 
And mm. since then, they've lost one game to the Melbourne Demons, who are first. Yes. Yep. And they've been pretty clinical against some of the lower sides. So yeah, had a bit of a bumpy game last week, but it was one. It was we should have thought of this. It was in Tasmania, and it was pissing down rain. So yes. what did I say? I said I asked you. I said, "Is this a uh, a danger game?" I said, but, "I don't think it's a danger game." But I, I, complete, right. I completely forgot about the weather. The weather, yeah. Put the ruse in the weather. The ruse in the weather. So, you know, made it a lot closer. In the end, they did go ahead by about 20 points. So uh, they got the job done. But Indeed. it wasn't the prettiest. No, it wasn't the 100-point drubbing that we all expected sometimes it to like, be. Sometimes, like, man, a par four, you know, just really thin the fuck out <laughs> of it, end up a little bit short of the green, you know. Come out and play some kind of stupid chip shot. Two putt four. Yep. Okay. Pretty. Uh, to my handicap, we'll take that. Thank you. On to the next one. Um, not the prettiest job, but they got the four points. Last week, Geelong, Western Bulldogs. Gary Rowan. Gary Rowan. One of the games of the year. Paul hey, Macker. Every week. Yeah. And Paul Macker. He's not here, which is good. So this should be quick. <laughs> um, I actually, imagine if there he was, was cra- here, if he was here, it'd be quick too because they lost. Yeah, yeah. Well, well there's crowds in this game, so this game counted. Yeah. Well, it was thirty percent crowds. There's people there, so, so it 30% counted. Counted. <laughs> um, shout out to you, Joseph. I'm sure you're listening along, um, mate. One of the as a neutral, one of the games of the year. Gary Rowan putting it through uh, after the siren, a kick that sort of started on the right post and edged its way back through the big ones. Uh, one of the big talking points that kind of soured the loss a little bit was the Joel Selwood incidents. There was two. Uh, probably the worst uh, look for him was the, the head rub slash, slash close punch, fist. punch yeah. Yeah, yeah. to the back of Marcus Bontempelli's head. As a 300 gamer, what do you think's going through his head when he's trying to do that? I get you trying to be tough. I get you want to niggle. Uh, is, is that too much? It depends. I wouldn't surprise me for his frustration. So it was just does that, does frustration um, excuse that kind of behavior? no no it doesn't excuse it. It's just like what leads to that kind of behavior for me is frustration. Mm-hmm. As in maybe not having your greatest game. It's really really close. The other dude's been niggling you heaps. Um, you know it's the classic you brain snaps as people kind of say yeah. like hey I'm gonna get one back on you. Here's a little cheeky head wrap and oh maybe no one's watching. Here's a quick one. Yep. But, you know, but there's the plenty is, of cameras. The problem is, and I'm glad you said it, <laughs> with the amount of cameras there, you can't, you can't get away with that shit. And he went twice. That was the thing. Mm. If he went once, maybe it, it goes under the radar. Yeah. Like but, the old Barry Hall. <laughs> well, 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 again, it's very different to he, Barry he Hall. He thought everyone would yeah. miss that and be like, oh, no, it's like yeah. this. He was yeah. throwing right hooks that were breaking blokes' jaws. Yes. The, this, uh, quite different, but, but very... <laughs> The same in that the intent is is to just to, to rough up Marcus Bondapelli there, and it, it's a really bad look. It's a really really bad look. Um, well, I've, it's good to be bringing that up because there was some note during the week as well about the AFL um, looking at their rules because we talked last week um, about um, the, the young bloke uh, from uh, the St Kilda Hawthorne game, I think, from memory. Um, St Kilda Hawthorne. I thought it was Hawthorne. It was a week or two ago. Adelaide St Kilda. Maybe it was that game. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I'm, tr- I'm just trying to remember all the, the different football games and what notes we're talking about. Um, 
But the league came. It was one that was referred to the judiciary. David Mackey. David Mackey. Adelaide, Adelaide St Kilda. Yes, Adelaide St Kilda. So David Mackey got referred. Um, bit about nothing. Got off, and there was a huge hope blow about you know this is what's footy, what's not footy. Uh, and then the league came out during the week that hey, uh, during the off season we're going to have a look at the rules and maybe try to bring uh, take you know take that stuff out of the game. Um, but then on the flip side. Selwood gets a little fine and a slap on the wrist. Completely separate incidents. Com- completely separate. I, I get it's completely separate. But one dude punched, punched a bloke, and the other one was uh, incidental contact. Yeah, you want to try to rule out the incidental contact, but then find the bloke that throw punches. The it's the contact that they've taken the severity, and this comes back to our discussion before regarding the the victim. So the bloke that, that came into contact with David Mackey. He broke his jaw. He's not going to play for for six weeks. It's mm-hmm. high impact. Mm-hmm. I was defending him, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's it's part of the game when the ball is in dispute to throw your body at it as hard as you can. This is completely different because mm-hmm. the sev- the severity there's the severity is a lot lower. It's a grab act. Lower. It's a grab act. It's, just, it's grabby. Yeah, That's all it is. Yeah. That's all it is. You're not going to knock the bloke out. You're not going to. Bro- you're not. <laughs> Not not, gonna, not not that angle. Maybe some downward elbows. If you, John Jones, <laughs> shout out to you if you're listening. Um, look, it's it's grubby. I mean, he does go to punch the ball first, and then his second swing is like at where the ball was, but it was tucked back in. It's it's a it's a grub act. I'll say that much. It's one of the yeah. ones where you're but like, it's maybe not, I'll get away with this. It's not that bad. No, 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 it's not that bad. It's not Barry Hall bad. Let's no, <laughs> no. I'm, I'll give you that. Would I if the AFL came out and said we're going to say that no player is um, close fist punching? No, he's above the law. Yeah, yeah. Because if possibly if this is a twenty gamer, that it's a different story. Mm. The fact that it's Joel Selwood and he's played three hundred and thirty makes it a big news AFL story. games. May, but also aside from the news, maybe the AFL does treat it a little bit differently. Mm. You know, maybe he is above the law there. Maybe he is a protected species. I just I just don't know what's going through his head there. And, again, it's quick. It's quick. And we're, we're not elite athletes. Yeah, but it, we it's, not, it's not a good look. It's not no, a good look. No, it doesn't look good. And it, it does – it's – we haven't we, – we did mention how good the game was and, and how good it was for the neutral viewer, but then we've spent more time talking about this. Everyone talked about this. It's all anyone talked about all week. So, yeah. The one thing I – Wanted to say and that I really did like um, with the AL, AFL's announcement that, hey, we might look at rule changes, was that we're going to look at rule changes after the season. <laughs> so Peter as, a, as, a, as a direct comparison, I was like, at least they understand that, yes, let's not make changes mid-season. I hope Volandis has got Gillan McLaughlin on uh, his favourites list. <laughs> Give him a call. He might learn a thing. Monks, can you scroll up to the news, please? Oh, so, pies. I haven't spoken about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> we need the, 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 the Collingwood Amplifier. Yes, the, 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 so, the segment, the pie segment. So uh, Nathan Buckley, uh, well publicised his departure from the club. Robert mm-hmm. Harvey mm-hmm. is the interim coach there. He uh, will coach his first AFL game this weekend. Michael Voss, his name has been thrown uh, yeah. into the mix. Another one. Amongst Ross Lyon, maybe Alastair Clarkson if he wants to leave Hawthorne or retire. I think at this point, every big name assistant that's you know at a club that's doing well is had their hat thrown into the ring and is like, hey, they might be looking at him. Sam Mitchell, the of, v- of course, they're going to be Box looking at Hill this Hawks, uh, VFL coach. 
Um, it's too early. Maybe Robert Harvey goes out and coaches really well at the end of the year, and he gets a job. Yeah, well, they won one. They've won the last game for Bucks. Can they win? Puts together some couple of games and uh, get they're, away from the spoon. They're not that bad. They've had a few close losses as well. Yeah, they've got the, a good list. They're not a top eight side, obviously, this year. But I don't think they're as bad as that uh, four and nine record suggests. Yeah, well, I'd say if they can get hot, that would be good. If they can say from here on out, get stay at that five hundred number, that's really a good showing of where the team's probably at. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got some talent here we can build around. If they suck from here on out, that's not the coach's problem. There's there's talent issues there at the at the club, yep. which we don't think is the case. Um, which maybe then leads that, to more culture, but we'll we'll see at the end of the season <laughs> when we review how that went. Looking at their list, and we've mentioned it before on the Esky, that the thing that they probably lack is a good T a good Paul key forward, and Darcy Cameron's coming along excellently when. Mm. Brody um, Grundy is back later this year, uh, and he he plays the full forward role. I don't. I just don't. I think their back six and their mids are solid. Well, they did lose Darcy Moore, who's done for the year. So yeah, that and that's massive. We'll, that's huge. Like we we're talking early on in the year as a possible All Australian. Um, maybe in the last few weeks might have dropped out of that conversation, but one of the best intercept markers and and key tools. Getting around uh, and with Brody Grundy out for a while, mm. that's two of their tall, long-haired yahoos, really good football players out of it. The equation, um, yeah, yeah. I wait th- and see. This I season's done. This season's done. We're, they're not making that. We'll yeah, see yeah. what they can do with the put back, a line through them. Let's see what they back do. And does Robert Harvey put his hand up and get the job, or do they bring in a big name from somewhere else, like a Voss or a Ross Lyon or possibly an Alistair Clarkson? It wouldn't surprise me if he even even if he does well, just knowing the club, Colony Pies being the big club, they'd want to bring in a big name just to, not to keep that figure in that face, but yeah, it, I, it's just and I the market, marketability of the club, that's also and part of it. they got to, mm. you know, bums in seats. People watching, people clicking on things, and that's how they make their money. So, yep, yep. A uh, uh, Michael Voss, for example, that's a big name you can put in there that everyone knows about for sure. Let's move into the rest of the games uh, upcoming. And speaking of the games, they're looking at fans. So up to yes. you know some of the twenty five thousand, twenty five thousand allowed some of the grounds. They're hoping for eighty five thousand next week. Eighty five. Eighty five percent. Sorry, I um. Yes. So which at the G is about 85,000, quick yes. math. Uh, which is great for the Melbournians, you know, being able to come in out of their short short lockdown, getting there. And uh, that's – it's good. Crowds at footy, we were – crowds at sport in general. We've, we, mm. From no crowds to crowds, it's such a different atmosphere and such a different game. It uh, really impacts it and really brings out the beauty in the sports. Yeah. Well, uh, I mentioned it last couple of weeks, like it just seemed – Dead watching oh, AFL games with no crowds—it's yeah. so weird. Yeah, so good to see him. You can hear the echo, get back in the, the echo of the ball <laughs> leaving the, the boot, <laughs> getting around. Yeah, the atmosphere uh, makes for much better viewing. Um, I won't rant here, but <laughs> <laughs> what's the difference between eighty-five percent and a hundred percent? Oh, about twenty-five percent. Fifteen. Fifteen. Easy joke. I did. Oh man, <laughs> delete, delete this. 
he's the, he, he's not an accountant. Oh <laughs> man, I know my Excel sheet up. Don't you do you do maths for a living? Wow. <laughs> Hello? Not uh, recently. Live and, live and uncensored here on the Esky. Oh, you, you butchered that, guys. That was so good. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Okay, what I wanted to say. Wow. What I wanted to say was eighty five. We start again. <laughs> no, we're, we're an hour and a half in. That's it. That's it. One take now. One take. <laughs> uh, stuffed up on purpose. <laughs> well, you know, it's some of these grounds. Maybe that's five thousand ish people or but five. When you're talking about social distancing mm. and shit, I understand having a twenty five percent crowd. Mm. You can easily social distance it. Fifty percent, okay, that's maybe the up, yeah. upper echelon of getting in people's space. Mm. The difference between eighty five percent and one hundred percent is fucking nothing. Yeah, I, it might 15% be apparently fifteen percent. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh god, you wish you had a time <laughs> machine. <laughs> yeah, it, it might have to do more with logistics, as in the amount of people traveling. So that pure number, they they do they'd prefer the fifty thousand to the sixty thousand. The guys having the public transport to drive in and the stuff they do in and around the grounds. Um, yeah, you're making less sense. No, well, it's purely government looking at numbers and going, oh, I'd, pref- I'd prefer this. And The then government not really knowing what they're doing, like, like throughout this whole thing. You, well, government in general not knowing how to do anything. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, okay, we, we won't go. get. We, a, we can, we can we, agree. We with won't it. go into politics, but we, we're agreeing on that point. It's just like the AFL's playing within the, the boundaries they've been given. So You know what? I was having a look at the draw for next week. There's no two big Melbourneian clubs playing each other. Maybe this is a way for them to back up and go, oh, this would have been a sellout, but yeah. we can only have 85%. <laughs> yeah. We can only have 85%. It's uh, it's not a Collingwood and – well, actually, Collingwood and Carlton probably not getting fucking anyone that, at the moment. <laughs> but, but it's not a uh, – if you would, a, a Richmond and Melbourne uh, at the moment. Uh, well, this game. Yeah, and again, if – if this is in Brisbane, it's not going to be a sellout anyway because it's it's Brisbane. True. It looks like a decent crowd there, though. It does. It look look actually looks Deceiving really at the Gabba. They've got the different coloured seats up there in the third tier, so that's a very uh, clever trick that they've done. The but third tier looks uh, very populated, I will say. Mm, yeah, there are a few, yeah, a few there. Anyways, maybe about on. 85%. <laughs> They're at 85%. There we go. <laughs> Which is 15 less than 100 <laughs> Thank you to the accountant on my left. I'll take that on note. <laughs> let's run through some footy Saturday, games and the rest 40, of the round. Let's talk about footy. Let's get some odds. Let's do some shit tips. Um, Richmond, 7.50 tomorrow night, Friday night football, mm-hmm. uh, play St Kilda. This was a Friday night fixture, I believe, or was it a Thursday night fixture? Uh, back in round five that they met, uh, and it was an 86-point win to the Tigers, an absolute drubbing, and it, it happened yep. uh, during one of our episodes. Uh, both of these teams are coming off the bye. The big question is, can St Kilda at five and eight string together a few wins and push for that top eight? The answer to that question is no. So Yeah, <laughs> I, I tend to agree with you. Yeah. I, from what I've seen, it's been pretty lacklustre uh, at times. Uh, we, you know, You're asking a lot for them. They're going to get real hot real quick, and yeah, I doubt it. And Richmond at the MCG is no... Uh, easy task. No. I imagine you boys have tipped the Tigers yep. here. Yep. yep. Tigers here, Tigers here. Monks, Monks the odds. odds if you would, and a line I'd be interested in. Yep. 28. Um, 28, you reckon? Uh, so last last head-to-head was the fi- 15th of April, mm-hmm. that Thursday night at Marvel mm-hmm. Stadium. 
The Tigers are favourites, $1.18. St Kilda are out at $4.90 at the moment. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit shorter. What did you say that line was? 28. 26 and a half. Oh, yeah, very close. Yeah, very close. I I think that's pretty safe, to mm. be honest. Mm. Yeah, Richmond by a lot. Saturday. Who the fuck cares? Keep going. <laughs> so they've got the two games at the same, same time. time North Melbourne play <laughs> Gold Coast in the, in the toilet bowl. <laughs> I, uh, the AFL clearly knows. That it's like They know. They know what's up. Yeah, they, people are only going to be watching one game, so we'll put the other game at the same time. Who cares? It's so it's smart. And I think Robbo was saying on 360, he was upset to see two games staying at the same time. Often games will overlap by about a quarter. They've mm. just gone, these are the two shittest games of the round. Let's put them on the exact same time. <laughs> yeah. Get them out of the way. There's about seven people watching the, the Roos and Suns game. About uh, the same amount of people that would be at the game. Yeah, down there in Tassie. I've spoken about it before. They're a different unit down there. They're yeah. fucking favourites. This, this was going to be my smoky. <laughs> this was going to be my smoky for the week. Was the was the Kangas to get a win here? But I think the way the Suns have been going, I think the Roos might get this done. Yeah, I picked the Suns, uh, but now you know that the the, the Tasmanian Kangaroos is a much different team than the North Melbourne <laughs> Kangaroos. Well, they still. I talk about the like, cogs are turning. Just give me a minute. Well, I talk about that they're often turning. I, I, <laughs> Slowly, I talk about North Melbourne in Tasmania being like a different side. They're one win, one draw, and two losses. So it's it's nothing to write home about. But no, I do. But think they they look more competitive. They're better. They seem. To but be also, it's also a much lower scoring game, so it makes it look and more I'm competitive. Glad that you brought that up. The thing I'd be more interested than the odds. Head to head in this is total the points. Total points. Mm. Yeah. Max, if you wouldn't mind. It wouldn't surprise me if it's 100. Uh, so the Roos are favourites. Give me a second. Dollar yeah. 71. Uh, yeah. Slowly turning. Uh, yep. Dollar 71 favourites. Suns are out at $2.14. Line Should be close is to four and a half. Mm. Total points, 160 and a half. Smash the unders. Smash the unders. Yeah. 80 a side, quick mess. Um, And a half. Yeah, I I like the unders. Well, Well, last time they went head to head, Suns beat them 98 to 39. Yeah, but. That's well under. And I was round round two as well. Was what, 110 in total? Roughly around there? If that. If that. Like, I think it was 60 something to 40 something. Like, that's what Mm. I thought the scores were. Uh, It was, if you wouldn't mind bearing with me back in round two. Uh, Brisbane, 68. North Melbourne, 45. That's 103 points there. So Smash the unders. In Tasmania, they don't score points. I reckon the unders there. Bit of rain forecast as well, I, th- I believe, for Victoria. I imagine that goes on to Tasmania. Uh, mm-hmm. Alas, let's go on into the current Sli- game. Slightly better game. The slightly better, maybe a few more eyeballs, <laughs> Collingwood amplifier, etc., yes. etc. Et game. Uh, the Pies take on the Dockers at Marvel Stadium. Uh, it's moved er- earlier to 145. was meant to be the 4.30 game. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. get into mm-hmm. that, why that happened in just a second. Uh, both teams coming off the bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've mentioned Darcy Moore and Brody Grundy uh, out for c- some considerable length of time mm. here. Yeah. I think Collingwood would in this game, and I think they're favourites. Yeah, I've done the stupid thing and also picked Collingwood. Any curses? Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Got the curse. I've gone with Collingwood. Uh, they are favourites, like you mentioned, $1.68. Fremantle out at $2.20. Uh, 
They'll lose this by 36. Oh, I, de- <laughs> I, I don't see them getting spanked by Freo. <laughs> they, in, should, they shouldn't. In but Melbourne. They shouldn't. And um, I, I believe... That, believe in the curse though, bro. Well, I think they're saying that the roof has got to be open for COVID <laughs> <for gamer> reasons. <laughs> what, let it evaporate out of the fucking yeah, roof? Yeah, I think so. No, they're going to yeah. let it settle in. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, need that fresh so, air, blow it all away. So Collingwood had one of their worst crowds ever a few weeks ago against GWS down there. At, and that was at the G, and now this is at a wet, COVID-infested Marvel Stadium. <laughs> Be very interested to see how many people rock up for this one. Yeah. Be careful yeah. of those Sharons in the crowd. So duck, <laughs> duck, 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 dip and dive. Duck, the, the feet, the Do five feet the of dodgeball. Port Adelaide sitting. Finally, a half-decent game. A, a good game, I'll, I'll say that much. Uh, 4.35 Saturday afternoon there at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, this was meant to be a night game, uh, moved earlier so the Swans can get on a flight and fly home. The Port Power are coming off a 50-point win over the Gold Coast Suns. Ollie Wines had one of his best nights, and he's a smoky for the Brownlow himself. He had 43 disposals. The Swans uh, had the bye, uh, and the week before had that shot loss uh, to the Hawthorne Hawks. Uh Odds, if you wouldn't mind here, Monks, I imagine Port are yep. fairly short at home yeah, and I have Adelaide. tipped them. Yeah, same. I've done that. Adelaide, Port and Adelaide. Yep. Yep. Flat check bullies. Yep. Uh, I've gone Port as well. They are favourites, $1.29. Sydney are out at $3.60. Mm. I really like what Sydney are doing and how they're building that club, but Love I just it, yeah. I don't think this is their year. They're like a year mm. or two away from building to where they need to be. Young list. Uh, and this is like... Can they keep some of those veterans and will they have the talent, but also then build those young guys up so they can kind of meet where they need to be where that window opens for them? That's right. They've got a few like real close to retirement kind of guys like a Buddy and a Luke Parker and a Josh Kennedy, but then also, you know, these these gun Three or four young guys. Gun young guys like Chad Warner and – the guys that are coming through in this young list, There's it's that big gap. Between, I don't think they've got any of those in their prime twenty-six-year-old bulls. Yeah, they're just gonna get those younger guys into their prime as quickly as they can, and mm. hopefully some of those big-name veterans, which will help guide that side around, get that in the same window in the same time frame, and then they will be dangerous. Yeah, and and if they I don't think that's this year though. No, and and if they can keep you know a, a Chad Warner and a Logan McDonald and Errol Goulden in a few years' time, mm. they they probably. Develop into a, a premiership there or thereabouts side. Mm. Do they go and get a win over there at uh, Crom Oval this weekend? I don't think so. No, neither. Max? No. Yeah. Your tip? <laughs> and odds? Can we be through this? Maybe. Uh, odds, yes. Uh, line. Give us a line. Well, Finishes yeah, off. We didn't get to line. So line. I knew we missed something. <laughs> Cogs turning. Tickety tick tock. Slowly. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get there eventually You know I uh, might, might fix it another bit <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great idea <laughs> Oh jeez um, Sorry the line is 20 and a half I, sh- I wouldn't be touching that But no, I think yeah. so, I think Port in this game yeah. Yeah. Saturday night Before you jump into that Charlie I think just kicked his third Brisbane are 79 to 30 with about, was that, three, three minutes three left? Three minutes left. Yeah, taking in, a, in the third quarter, we should third say. Third quarter, taking uh, a significant lead. is sliding ever so quickly away from the Cats' yes. pause, <laughs> if you would. Um, Essendon, Melbourne, 725 Saturday night. 
Uh, the Bombers had a bit of a scrappy 13-point win over the Hawks. Mm. Uh, the package, Jake Stringer, he was the big talking point in this. Led the team in goals with four and disposals with 29. Pretty rare that you see that happen. The D's coming yeah. off the bye uh, the week before, beating the Western Bulldogs in front of no crowd. So that didn't count, according to our good friend Joseph. <laughs> um, <laughs> you'd imagine the D's probably yeah, get, get the... The job done here. I imagine they're quite short. I've tipped them. I like what the Bombers have been doing oh, recently. Yeah. There's, they've got they're some good. guys and they're getting... Top eight chat. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility. No. Six and seven. Yeah, yeah, so it depends if Judas down the end of the table. Has he stayed strong or picked the Ds? Yeah. I've gone Ds. Judas. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get past the Ds at the moment, though. No, they're red hot. They yeah, they are. So they are favourites. $1.25. Essendon are out at $4. Line is 22 and a half. And I wouldn't be touching that because no. remember we've spoken about the Melbourne mm. Demons where if it's a big team, they go out and they play out of their skin like a Western Bulldogs. You know, yeah. like, a, like a Richmond. Yeah, rice but, occasion. But then they've had these weird losses to Adelaide and they've they've struggled to put away North Melbourne yeah. and mm. it's kind of it kind of reeks of one of those danger games. But definitely tip the D's with confidence, but I don't think I'll be putting any money on this one. Agreed. Moving into the Sunday games. GWS, uh, a lot of kerfuffle around this game. was meant to be in Sydney, originally moved to Melbourne because of De Corco. Um, the Giants, in a beautiful turn of events, uh, they're using the Richmond Tigers facility. The Tigers were using their facility last year during their lockdown. Mm. And uh, apparently Jack Rewalt sounds like a good bloke. Great rendition of the Killers after winning uh, grand finals. Mm. Looks like he doesn't mind a beer after the game. And he sent a couple of cases uh, to the Giants boys as a thank you uh, for, for sharing each other's facilities. The Giants actually gave the Blues their biggest loss of the year so far, 36 points. Jeremy Finlayson, five goals. A bloke that had four goals, Toby Green. He also was involved in a grubby act. <laughs> Water is wet. Water is wet. Uh, got fined. It was a little... A little punch on Nick Newman, off the ball, just kind of running past, didn't need to be done. Uh, it's for us as, you know, as neutral viewers or or, or me semi-invested in, mm. in this game, mm. considering Carlton's season's gone, yeah. um, you kind of watch it and you go, oh, you, you just keep giving me more reasons to dislike you. I think this is very different because to, say, Selwood – and I talked to mentioned it before, like him, maybe that was frustration. Toby Grinch is the cunt. Let's oh. put it that way. <laughs> he's just out there just as oh, I just want to hit, you know. Mm. He, he's the, one of those niggly blokes that just Nick, wants to. Yeah, that's a great word. Yeah. That's a great word. He's trying, that's, I don't want to say it's little man syndrome, but he's, you know, trying to get that one over you and just constantly niggling. And mm. Yeah. Yes, he takes it too far. Let's put it that way. And again, another instance where he takes it too far. He cops the fine. Just, oh, yeah. I just wish there was some Barry Hall out there that would, you know, <laughs> happily sit out for 10 weeks and break your jaw. Here's the thing. He's a fucking excellent footy player. <laughs> Which like, is so, so annoying. He's so, so annoying, annoying. And so annoying. <laughs> and I bet as a teammate and I, as a friend. I, I guarantee he's a lovely bloke off the field. He, he'll be, a, you know, professional. And Well, he had, they did have, get caught up with it in an assault incident a few years ago. Anyway, anyway, I'm not going to judge a bloke off He's what happened that, years ago. <laughs> but, yeah, on the field, he just keeps getting this kind of grubby persona. 
And I, ma- I imagine the boys get around him because you're like, yeah, well, he's got our back, and and if if there is a scrap he's taking out all there, the he's he, but he's also going to put his hand up and go out and and not stand up for for shit happening to anyone else. But he just does shit like this. It just seems so unnecessary. I'm all for a little bit of like if if someone's. You know, it happens quite often in the AFL. You get tackled, you get pinholed in the ball or whatever, and someone's going to push you into mm. the ground, give you a little mm. head rub or whatever, and then, then you give them a little jump of punch back. Mm. Whatever. No worries. Mm. But you, someone you're just running past someone who's not looking and you just go, fucking bang. Like, it just it just seems so unnecessary. Did someone punch a guy in a cock last week? In the Freya game, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Pop. I am not sure. Monkey. Can you right, there you go. I think someone did. Did punch a guy in a cock? <laughs> I think there was a low blow in one of the AFL games and it wasn't Toby Green. But, uh, you know, I I imagine Toby Green is like, as he's running past, a sneaky little, little, little quick. Little sack whack. Yeah, a little quick, quick sack whack. Um, I'm pretty sure there was one in the AFL either last week or the week before. Yes, there was. Yes, this is Toby Green. Oh, this is Toby Green. Okay. Have a look, Sean. If you haven't seen this incident and, and, and let me know your thoughts. It's just, if this isn't in his game, you're going, this is one of the the best small forwards of the past eight years. Like, mm. you, you probably as a neutral, you're loving it. And then this kind of shit happens, and and Nick Newman, he's fine. He's probably winded. But, but I'd, I'd also say, interesting kind of note, like, he plays for Sydney. Uh, Sydney and not a club that... Greater, greater Western Sydney. Greater Western Sydney. Sorry, yes, you are right. Um if he was in Melbourne and he was trying to be like the face, the sponsorship deals and all that sort of stuff, I don't think he would do any of this because it just—it mm. depends on your, like you said, the persona. If you're trying to sell what you are to someone mm. like to a, if a, a company like Coca-Cola wants to sponsor you for something, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> uh, do you then um, do these kinds of things? I think it's in Sydney is just like, you know, I'm, I'm here, I get in the media um, it's any it, publicity it's, is good publicity. Is that, what you, is that what you're saying? I don't want to say it, but maybe a little bit as well. But I don't think it's cost him anything. I think he's, still, exactly, he's got exactly. deals with Puma. I think he's still pretty yeah. well remunerated uh, in terms of sponsorship. Um, yeah, it just seems to be the way he plays the games. And I, look, I like I like a bit of grit. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I I like a little bit of aggression, but yeah. shit like that, you kind of like that's so unnecessary. I agree. You agree. So, Monks, what have you found there? There is a, a cock shot. Um, yeah, so it looks like so this is back in May. So, so it was okay. I don't know why this came back. So this is about four four weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's still I mean, this is the only one that I found so far. It, be, was this, it was this one. It was this one. Yeah, yeah. Right. This so one yeah. I was thinking of. Um, Colin Mills sitting on the ground. I don't know if he's the balls in play somewhere around there. I can't see it. Right. It looks so like a free there's kick there's to someone. in play. It looks like a free kick. One of the. So um, current defender Liam Stock is just standing right above his shoulder and he just, uh, Cullen Mills just sort of gives him a, a tap. Bit of how's he going? Yeah. Monkey steals the peach. <laughs> I don't think there was any squeezing in that, Peps. You know oh, what that's all about. Right? Right? It's an open fist, but I can oh, see. I, some- I, think it's cl- I think it was a closed fist. Mate, I this, no, this is incidental eye poking. I think I've got, <laughs> got a video here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've uh, got we've gone back up weeds, but there, there was yeah. there was a low shot, and he, my point being, I was, I was I was surprised that this wasn't Toby Green. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's watch it. So kind of contested the ball. So there's the two on the ground there. They're both on the ground, and then 
Oh, this internet and fucking the ACT, how good. Great. Well, this is a fucking scintillating yeah. listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Earth Mills and Stocker have contested the ball. They've both, both fallen over. Probably a bit of push and, sh- push and shove in push that. Donald Trump He's forgotten mass and he yeah. talks like me now. Like, and, what's going on? And Callum right, Mills geez. has grabbed him by this the This is why pussy. I don't talk. Oh. Uh, push and shove while they're on the ground. Stocker gets up and then, yeah, Mills gives him a little bit of a love tap in the... He's gone. He's gone, Melania, come here. Come here. I'm president. All right. There's a game... I mean, the problem, the problem with Trump wasn't his business, but anyway, we'll keep going. There's a game that would... Oh, a footy geez. that we're, we're talking about. We should about. talk about... Well, we are actually... We need GWS to finish. and Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah, let's get some tips. <laughs> let's move on to... The, let's give some quick tips and move on to the next game because it's better than this one. Um, I've, picked, I've picked the Giants for whatever reason. I've gone the Giants. I've, I do think that they should get this done. It should be D- awful. Aside from the whole COVID fiasco and, and having yeah. to pack bags and not knowing when you can go home, I think they're the better footy side. Yes, agree. Yep. Max? Uh, I've gone GWS as well. They are favourites, $1.61. Hawthorne are out at $2.32. Line is 7.5. Ooh, that's... So that's that's temp- mm. that's the first Maybe line. That's really tempy lard me. I reckon. Yeah, probably a bit short. Mm. Nice one. Anyway, let's talk about West Coast taking on the Western Bulldogs. Game of the round in Optus Stadium mm-hmm. in Perth, of course, mm-hmm. uh, where they are much stronger than mm-hmm. West Coast mm-hmm. the Eagles. That mm-hmm. is. What do you boys think, mate? This is a this dogs is coming off, of course, the heartbreak I, on the siren. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to hear your tips. Uh, for this one. So the Eagles coming off the bye after that massive game for them. Yeah. And that big win against Richmond, you know, with that little Liam Ryan chip to mm-hmm. JJK to finish the game there. Um, and the dogs at the, at the opposite end of a heartbreaking uh, loss against uh, the Geelong cats, the Gary Rowan kick after the siren, Jack McCray mm-hmm. had 35 last Friday night. He has 30 possessions every game, so far this season, water could, is wet. could yeah, water is wet. Could we be watching what like history? It's it could happen. He might go a whole season and have thirty touches in every game, which would be I'm sure he'd smash the disposals record there. And and no one's talking about him for the Brownlow because there's too many other guys there. <laughs> yeah, a, a guy called Bondapelli goes pretty well. Takes a few votes off him. Uh, are possessions becoming well, like disposals? Yeah, 30, becoming more of a fake stat, like the the the, the triple double is. I'm glad you brought that up. Thirty in today's game is not the same as thirty was in the nineties. Yeah, it's like you you fast pace. You're handing it off a yeah, lot. There's, yeah, then the there's fit, lots of movement, fit, lots more the fitness, fitness yeah. side of things. Um, yeah, thirty is not the same as it used to be. Mm. Back in the nineties, a bloke could get thirty. Go, oh, oh, wow. Whereas now you're like, oh, you're an elite midfielder and you didn't get 30? Yeah, there's one bloke in every team doing that. Yep. In yep. Every game. So, so. so and, and not to take anything away from Jack McRae, a, f- a fantasy superstar. Yes. And if the uh, AFL traders are listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're not, uh, you should, <laughs> should consider Jack McRae for pig status uh, yes. because he is an absolute <laughs> oink, oink. Uh, uh, they, our pig's like a... Like a Don't only, explain it, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron Norton... Left uh, left this game with injured ribs. Fucked a lot of multis. I saw <laughs> a few blokes had him uh, yeah. to kick it uh, one or two. Uh, 
Not sure if he's named just yet. Um, time will tell. This is a cracker. This is by far and away the game of the round. Uh, they had that epic back. It might, that might have been round two as well, mm-hmm. early in the year, mm-hmm. where the dogs I think were seven point winners in that one. Um, they it's a big, big task going over there at Opera Stadium in the West. I think the dogs get this done. So you picked the doggies. I've picked the doggies. I have also picked the doggies. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Joseph, are you there? Oh, yeah, that's right. He picked the doggies. I'm bold and I've got a deep voice and I pick the dogs. Did <laughs> you pick Max? Crazy to think, but I've gone West Coast. Thank you. Thank, uh, yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. I've, I've, done I, pro- I probably there. saved the curse. Um, I mean, who are favourites in this? Well, West Coast in Optus Stadium, favourites $1.68. Uh, Bulldogs are out at $2.20 at the moment. Line's going to be very short. Lines five and a half. Yeah. Mm. Yep. In it. Dogs head to head. Woof woof. <laughs> <laughs> and then a Sunday afternoon fucking great game. Perhaps who are you gonna who are you gonna back? Your heart or the crom? <laughs> <laughs> the crom's sneaking up as a, as my second favourite team. <laughs> Essentially from the fact that it's a meme. Yeah. And Adelaide's a nice town. Uh nice wine. Shout out Adelaide. Shout out to Adelaide with their last week weekend before last. Um, Carlton four and nine. I was saying two weeks ago, I was at four and seven that they could turn it around. The 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 run home wasn't as difficult as as the first half of the season. They're done. Put a line through them. Playing Mad Monday. Um, try and make some sort of respectable, you know, ten and twelve season out of it. Mm-hmm. Nine and thirteen season out of it. Um, they they lost their. As I mentioned before, it was their biggest defeat of the year so far yep. to the Giants, 36 points. Um, so they don't get blown out. They haven't been embarrassed at all. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't lost the game by 100 points like some clubs. Uh, but they just they just don't look like win- – like this ho- this entire mm. game they were behind mm. against the Giants. How many rounds are left in the AFL? Uh, 13 games played, nine. Nine more rounds? Nine rounds to go. And I think they played two top eight to- teams in this, the Blue Baggers. So it's just another year, another year where you you say the list is on the improve. David Teague, obviously under a lot of pressure as coach. I don't think it's his fault. There's a big external microscope on on the club. Um, We could talk a bit more about that. And I I was going to ask you the question, if they finished like two and seven to finish up, so they'd be six and 15, like uh, six and six, six and 16, six and 16. Sorry. Yes. T's gone. If that's like if if they're six and sixteen, that's probably they're probably so that, sixteen. So at this point, are they playing for the head coach? So it sounds like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. I think so. And I've I've, I've been an advocate for Teague. I think um, we looked at his record last week. I think or the week before. I'm like, well, yeah, he, he needs he needs some time. Like he's won more games. He's already won more games than Brendan Bolton, and and coach for a third of the time. Yeah, yeah. And granted, maybe his list is a little bit better. But I don't know. To put it solely on him, the, I think the thing that that does shit off the Carlton fans a little bit is that they suck. That, <laughs> but in in terms of Teague, is is the lack of interest, like the emotion, the lack, um, the emotion, the lack of visible emotional. Well, he's not firing like these two blokes in this this game. Yeah, they're both very fiery, and and Chris Scott is is po- possibly overly emotional. Too much, yeah. Fagan, at least. Show some emotion. But like you talk about Alistair Clarkson, yeah. who's, you know, one 
won it all with Hawthorne. He fucking gets in there and punches holes through walls and gets fired the fuck up. Yeah. I'm not saying it needs to be that, but it, it mm. in but, terms of a body language kind of thing. And, as, a, as a fan base, that's and, what and, you're looking for. And you're sitting there and... You know, the legs are folded and you're sitting back kind of like, oh, this is what we expect. Yeah, 12 beers deep by that point. I, I don't think he is. <laughs> what? I meant you. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sitting back, legs crossed, 12 beers deep. You're like, show some emotion. It's a day ending and why. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, look, we've probably spent too long on this. Uh, John Brown really blasted Zach Williams this week. who's saying he's been... Uh, Overrated, yeah. paying him too much money. Mm. He's lazy. He's not fit. He pointed out. Well, they uh, showed the vision. Like I, I seen some of the vision. Like that. yeah, but I, I wouldn't say he's the only one. Is probably the, the other thing. Though. No, no, and it's not. It's you take Zach Williams out of the equation and Carlton aren't in the top eight. I, I guarantee you that much. Yeah. Uh, look, but maybe little, they, they could be paying overs for him at what they get in the and product. A little at the bit moment. hurt, and but, then and you can yeah. use that as a crutch. I think I sent you guys that. Um, that figure this week, they are in the top four most hurt sides yeah, yeah. Um, this season. But So you, you're grasping at straws. So who are you picking in this? I'm picking Carlton. I, I think in Melbourne against Adelaide, who have played they, they a, lot, should, a, lot, a lot better than they anyone yeah, had expected. Exactly. They I've, should be that. I've though. gone the Blues. I'm back but the I'm, crom. Not, I'm not confident. I'm back the crom just because of crom. Fair enough. Go up the crom. <laughs> I'm not number two, team. <laughs> <laughs> Who you picked, Max? I have picked the Blues. Um, they are favourites at $1.50. The crom are out at $2.60 at the moment. Line is 11 and a half. Can you please, and this might be stretching the uh, the relationship down here on the end of the table. Scroll down and have a look well, at... I was at wondering what you are going to ask him for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm asking for Ben Keys to have 30 possessions. He's averaged 32 in his last five games. He's really coming along for Adelaide. Seven tackles uh, a game, averaged seven, uh, six score involvements, six mm-hmm, clearances. Mm-hmm. He is having an absolute breakout year there for the Crom. There should be a 30 disposal market there uh if that's anything around two dollars i'd be very very interested in that Sounds juicy what do you got max he's got 30 and three goals uh that's wrong hang on you bring no that's not it monkey that's uh that's 30 and three goals yeah no i was trying to get down <laughs> to the other part of the D- list <laughs> disposals yeah this is good listening <laughs> all right well that's what i might be betting <laughs> <laughs> if it's juicy bet on it, it is put it Oh no! Wait, disposal buckets. Oh, and now oh, we're we're fine. This is good listening. Uh, <laughs> We've got disposals. Here we go. <laughs> there we go. Thirty. There you go. Right there. There you go. What's the pain? Give me a number. Oh, we got there. Dollar seventy-two. No, <laughs> no, no. Stay away. Stay away. It's not over two dollars. <laughs> not worth that last minute of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Around. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Um, um, I think that'll do. Did we get the odds on the game? Yes, he did. He did all that. He did margin as two. So and and tip crumb. Uh, no, no, I went blues. He blues. You two blues, I'm just crom. Up the crom. <laughs> so I finished off our AFL chat for the week. Uh, it's fourth quarter now. Lions are up 80 to 37 with 14 minutes to go. I need to piss my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we might be backed up at the bathroom here in a minute. Can you introduce the NBA? Yes. And I'll I'll come in swinging in, in a minute. Sounds like a All plan. Right. Off you go. So... <laughs> NBA, uh, we are now into the conference semifinals. Uh, game seven was probably the well, game seven Clippers versus Jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Clippers win. No Kawhi Leonard. They finish up winning that series in seven games. Terrence uh, Mann, as Peps goes to t- take his very, very, very small dingling out, <laughs> pee into that toilet. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know how you know that. I'm, I don't know why I'm <laughs> describing this. This is for all the boys that listen. Yes, he's tiny. Um, <laughs> he puts up 39, uh, by far his biggest game ever, uh, to get them home and to get the Clippers into the semifinals. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bucks versus the Monstars in the Nets. Uh, Macca yeah. called this. He did say the Buck the Bucks would win. I was very much on the Nets side. I thought KD Same. and Harden might get them there. Harden did in this last game, 22 points, and KD I think was like 48 or something like that. He had a really, really good game, but it wasn't enough. The Bucks got it done in the end. Um, KD, I think he threw an air ball towards the end there too, and just, you know, they, they couldn't get it done. Yeah, so, no. um, there was... You know, looked to have won the game with a three-pointer at the death, but he had his toe on the line. And I think in the post-match, KD also was like, you know, uh, it wasn't wasn't what God planned for this one. So, (laughs) for them to go deeper than that. Yeah, yeah. Now the Nets... Crazy. And I mean, that's that's probably been the the story of a lot of these playoff Mm. games. It's like it's come down to that last... Something something crazy in the last... last, Yeah. Um, We'll get into... Yeah, a few more um, mm. shortly, but yeah. So the great fa- yeah. freak finished up with forty points and his sixty-three percent field goal, and KD was forty-eight for forty-seven. Um, you know, the scenes in Milwaukee were excellent. Uh, you know, fans. We talked about fans before. The fans for the NBA—they're going bananas at the moment, and we'll talk very quickly about the NHL later. But again, fans going bananas for playoff basketball. Mm. What do you think? Where do you think the Nets go from here? I think all chat was. Um, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie, 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 Kyrie Irving, sorry, is um, yeah, I fucked it. <laughs> it is probably done. Well, there was chatting in the early in the season that he might not play there next year, and he might have to get somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I think they will have Harden, Durant, and there was someone else um, from their squad who's already said he's not resigning, so he'll be elsewhere. So they might have to. I reckon Blake will st- stick around. Th- mm, again, maybe. They might have to retool the Monstars a little bit. Who um, cares? The Monstars are out. Yeah, we, exactly. Fuck <laughs> them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That too. So, <laughs> like, and I like I, I love watching KD. He's, he's a freak. He's he's one of the best basketballers that's ever lived. But yeah, mm. uh, yeah. I, I've said it multiple times on the ESQ before. I'm not a fan of just in one year, you know, assembling as, this, this all star like team and yeah. and putting all your chips on the table, and um. And trying to win it, and I, th- I think Stephen A. Smith said it's karma. It's, it's karma. <laughs> like, is it? Take fucking whatever that bloke says with a grain of salt. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I tend to agree with him there. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I think it's good for basketball. That, you, you, that shouldn't, didn't, you shouldn't. You shouldn't win happen. a season in the off season. Correct. No, you, you, yeah. you try to get better in the off season. Even just in the off season, like during the season. Griffin, yeah, Blake Griffin, Griffin, yeah. Come across half halfway through the true, year, like. True. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they just they M- put all their eggs in one basket, and guess what? Yep. That basket's mm. gone now. Mugs, yeah. can you find me the winners in the last couple of years, or the the, the winners of the, the the NBA championship? I'd be interested to know when was the last time that a team that wasn't, say, superstar driven, uh, didn't win. If you get one, get one and put them down. Like, did win. I can didn't, tell you right. I can tell you right didn't. now, off the top of my head, in the last eight years, 
a team that hasn't had LeBron or Steph Curry hasn't been in the finals. Yeah, and you know LeBron kind of brought that team together. You get AD, like get the superstars again, build that team. Eight, eight years was was just off. One, two, three, four, five, six. No, it's more than that. Seven, eight, nine, ten years. So, so it's been ten years. You've got to go back to the Lakers and this. No, sorry, the Mavericks and the Heat. Back no, because LeBron was in that. Yeah, exactly. So, so the, so the so Heat, Heat so they built there. So ten years. You've got to go back to the Lakers and Celtics in two thousand and ten for a final season that didn't feature LeBron James or Steph Curry. Yeah, but also I'd say teams that were. Um, uh, you, you groomed talk- over time, like with young guys coming in versus going out and buying the biggest stars in the in the league and creating like a big three. Yep, yeah, essentially. Well, that, that's how far you got to go back to. Them. Yeah, mm. which before which, that you had the Lakers with Kobe. Yeah, well, yeah, Co- Co- well that's true. That's true. Yeah. Kobe was in that side. Yeah, but yeah. Kobe was drafted by the Lakers. Like he was there, and they grew with the Lakers. Poached. Oh, yeah. It wasn't poached. It's, exactly, wasn't yeah. poached. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is also really interesting. With not, not that Steph was poached either. No, exactly. But uh, yeah, there K- is some KD. K- was. K- yeah, yeah. <laughs> but having said that, you know, looking at the teams that you've got now, of the four, like three of them are probably built that way. That they're, you know, teams with young guys that they've picked up and they've kind of role guys that are fitting a, a role versus the mega superstars where they've got a whole bunch of mega superstars together to take make a run. Besides the, maybe the uh, Clippers, the Clippers is, the, is the team that you're alluding to there. Yes. In that they've they've just bought Kawhi and and Paul George. George. Yes, uh, and uh, yeah, does do the Suns count with CP3 there? I, I think kind of an aging guy. Exactly, I think he's more a role player. Where they've gotten well, probably he's not a role yeah. player. No, no, but uh, the idea being he's he's been picked up to play a role, which is bringing oh, your... That's the definition of a role. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. But uh, the idea, like the veteran... Like Semantics, he's brought in for the fucking lead, yeah, leadership. Veteran, veteran like he, he's excellent in his position. He's probably one of the greatest guards of all time. So, yep. Yep. Uh, But he's been brought in as ageing in the back end of his career, not in his prime, like mm-hmm. his prime of his career. Mm-hmm. He's still excellent. He probably, should, you know, MVP shout, shout at Macca, I think. We're <laughs> saying the same thing. Conversation's fair. Yeah, the conversation's fair, but... Uh, brought in essentially there's like hey come in help Booker out give us veteran leadership help us put us over the edge um, help the young guys that are already in the club versus going out and going well of us starting five we're going to go get him and him and him and yeah. put them all together to and create this you know monsters as we refer to it as and uh, mm. that's why I'm so intrigued yeah. and he's I, and another it, piece like, to add to yeah. the puzzles yeah. and of, I, I said it earlier in the, in the podcast and mm. that's why I'm so intrigued this year in that yeah, I like that the Hawks are built that way. The Bucks are built that way. They've got their guy. They've and brought no one's in. won for fucking ages. And it's then, cool. Yeah. Like, and yeah. no disrespect, no disrespect to LeBron, no disres- disrespect to Steph Curry and that Clay Thompson Splash Brothers. You had KD, like one of the best teams ever assembled. No disrespect to, to those Warriors and Cavs over the past few years. But it's it's like in the league when you're watching Melbourne Storm and you and you're watching the Roosters just be good for so long. This is fucking. This is like uh, Canberra Raiders and North Queensland Cowboys. Like, you know. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you really like to see the teams The that Cowboys is a bad example. <laughs> yeah, but you really <laughs> like to see those teams that develop over time. Like, you build around the stars. Like, take the Suns, for example. You, yeah. Your booker was picked. Yeah. Uh, 
was a late first round or I think it was late first round. Yep. You know, he's had Kobe was kind of a mentor and he's built his career up slowly, slowly. They've built the guys around yeah. him slowly, and, slowly. And you, and you get this number one pick in DeAndre Ayton in, in 2018 exactly. and he turns out to be a fucking weapon of, Exa- of a centre. Yeah, but again, you build in the roster, build in the roster, then you add the final piece being Chris Paul. Yep. And then you, you as a fan, you spent the last five years to get to that point. Mm. You're now seeing the payoff in that. Yeah. Booker, but, Booker was 13th overall. So yeah. mid, mid. Mm. Mid, mid, yeah. He yeah. was number one. So <laughs> And not top five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, you've seen that, that time, you know, pay off to yeah. what you are now versus in the offseason we've gone out and we had the one big guy and then we signed three guys around him and then we traded for yeah. X and then yeah. now we're, you know, the monsters. So it's. And, and, and you talk to basketball fans and not too many people say, oh, I fucking hate the Suns. Do you know what I mean? No. Yeah. People say, yeah. "Oh, fuck! I hate the Nets. Oh, fuck! I hate the Lakers." <laughs> you, you get that pr- pretty. I don't pretty often. Let's say the Suns are just like yeah. just but there. They're just yeah. You don't yeah. see too many people saying, "Fuck! I hate the Hawks." They've been shootouts for years. Yeah. All the all <laughs> the Bucks and Clippers maybe get away with it because of the little brothers to the Lakers. Yeah. As it, I think they're, they're they're probably like we said they're the difference from these other three teams. Yeah. Yes. But my goodness, it is fucking intriguing. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what. On, on top of the theatre of it all, this game seven between the 76ers and the Hawks was all-time and mm. all-time disappointing for for Sixers fans, as, as you yeah. shouted a beer earlier in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, for fans of Ben Simmons, you know, Aussie basketball fans, for yeah. fans of Joel Embiid. Yeah. It was their third home game loss of the series. They were mm-hmm. booed at the end of the game. Uh, yeah. Joel had 31 points, 11 boards, great numbers. Yep. Eight turnovers. And in game seven also had eight turnovers. Yeah, mm. fair amount of turnovers. Ben Simmons, we spoke about last week. We don't need to harp on it. Well, because he, he continued it, unfortunately. Like mm. he's, yeah. he, didn't, he, he didn't get fouled as much in this game, but uh, the free throws he had, chances that he missed. Um, and, and, he, and he solidified his worst playoff free throw record of all time. By, by a long way. Yes, yes. 34% from the line. Yeah. For anyone that's taken mm. over 70 shots, it was the worst by a long way. Mm. I think for comparison, yep. he missed more three, free throws, if you would, uh, than, than the whole of the Atlanta Hawks and, and the Brooklyn Nets did in, 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 this, um, in this series. And again... Well, I was saying to you before, yeah. I'm not going to shit on a player. I, I hate that that the rhetoric is, oh, he sucks, he's shit, he's trash. He, rah, yeah, rah, rah. he doesn't suck. He's he's had a he's had a stinky f- final series. Indeed. Lost all confidence in his shooting game. Yeah, indeed. And you know, his his coach and Abid both threw him under the bus in this. Mm-hmm. Alluded and to the fact that he mate, was the mate, slider. They threw him under the bus. The bus went oh, yeah. forward. They chucked it in reverse, and they just went back <laughs> over it like a couple times, back and forth. Yeah. yeah. And and if he does get shafted from Philadelphia, which could happen, I'm sure someone picks him up and and he's out of the Olympics and all they want to work on is not, is his work from from three point and yeah, well, uh, and, well, and from the free throw line. Not yeah. confirmed, but all chat is he's going to pull out of the Olympics and uh, which would be a huge loss for the Boomers, the Australian mm. Olympic side. Yeah, because um, you know they've uh, we talked about this before they finished fourth. Ridiculous amount of times, and they really want to push for that medal. And mm-hmm. uh, Ben Simmons is probably the best export basketball player that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. We'd really want him to be a part of that squad, but you know, it looks like he's going to pull out of that and you know have an off season, take his time off, 
Um, but he did the same thing coming up to the World Cup of basketball and we didn't improve his shooting or anything like that. So, no, no. Uh, there's talk about him being, you know, a left hand shooter. Maybe you should switch to right, considering he's right handed. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, anyways, it's been done. It's been done, done yeah. to death. Dude, yeah, yeah. The, the, the uh, dude. It's interesting enough that a lot of teams would still be really, really interested in him. And there's lots of reports that there could be over a dozen teams that would want to trade yeah. for him. Yeah. Because uh, he's an all time defensive player. He can he dish the ball and deliver some dimes. Where he's a six foot ten guard. Yeah. Like I, I think he had it's Magic Johnson. If he can shoot, he's Magic Johnson. Well, like, I think he had twelve or thirteen assists, which is yep. double almost. And no one wants to talk about that. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. To like, be fair, yeah. he was. That's inf- not what cost him the game. No, exactly. He was involved in a lot of scoring opportunities, but and then um, the big thing is the fourth quarter. He didn't take a shot in the last three games in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I, I think the yeah. perception as well. Like, they're always. That looks really bad on him. Like mm. you want, he's got the yips. He hundred percent has the yips. He's obviously lost confidence with mm. what his shooting is. Whether you know some of that was maybe a little bit game plan as well. Mm. As like Embiid was going to be the focus and try to get Toby Harris and Tobias. Um, Tobias, sorry. Same as that little Australian fuckwit that they <laughs> that Bart calls up. You know, Tobias, <laughs> eight hundred dollar he does. Yeah, and and Curry being the other one as their shooters, as yep. like dish of the shooters and let them try to take their shots. Yeah, because uh, mm. you know. Curry had, a, Curry had a really good game in that game. Exactly. Play the percentages um, and, you know, Ben Simmons' game then be more of an assist game in that point, which is what it was. And maybe some of that was game plan-wise. You've you got to be able to shoot a jumper. You, yeah. If you've got good and, looks. And from the line. You, yeah, good looks. You know, you've, you've three feet out. You've got to be putting that in the bucket. Like the worst you, you can be from the line is like 60. So, yeah. again, from, from a bunch of unqualified, beer-drinking fucking <laughs> morons – and I really want to see a good Ben Simmons. I think it's good for, for basketball in this nation. Yeah, it's great for um, some, 100%. Yeah. But, yeah, I do feel for the people of Philadelphia who um, had to watch a team really bottle bottle a series there. Mm. And, well, they're not happy. So Philadelphia fans are no. not happy at, at all. And they're essentially putting all that blame on Ben yeah. Simmons. So they, they want him going. So, yeah. That would be one of the f- more hardcore fan bases in. Yeah, nothing, t- uh, nothing soft. I should say comes out of Philadelphia. No, no <laughs> Kevin Hart shout out outside <laughs> Philadelphia yeah. man. I think. Yeah, well, Trey Young punched uh, the process in the face, so we'll have to restart the process and metaphorically, see yes, metaphorically, yes. Mm. Anyways, the conference finals are under the way. The Suns and the Clippers are doing battle in the West. It's a 2-0 lead uh, to the Phoenix Suns at this stage. Um, game one, the Suns, they got there reasonably comfortably, uh, winning by six uh, at home in Phoenix. De- uh, Devin Booker, 40-point triple-double, one of the games of his career, and he does it in his first conference finals Game one, yeah, and then game two, crazy. The alley oop. <laughs> we had it on our Instagram yesterday. We did, we did. You're getting better with those video idiots. Getting there, getting Little there. Little shout out to Max. <laughs> We're working out the uh, the ins and outs of uh, editing videos. If anyone that's uh, received a meme from me, you can tell it's definitely not my work. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty ordinary with that shit, but you're getting there. All right, yeah, it's getting there. It's getting mm. there. We just need to uh, put more content out. But yeah, what a game was game two. This and this was back and forth, back and forth. The last yeah. two minutes was ridiculous. They were reviewing everything. There was yeah. the one um, with the Devin Booker. Booker was ruled to the last touch of ball. It yep, looked down the down the sideline. Yeah, yeah. down yep. that that right sideline. 
Um, they looked at that for ages. And then yep. Paul George goes the line and, and misses, misses two, two. two free throws, yep. which gives the opportunity. Pandemic um, P. Yeah, it gives them the opportunity <laughs> to shoot the three, the three for the win or the two. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, sorry, it gave them the opportunity to shoot the two to win it ra- yeah. rather than the three. They went, they got an open look for the three. That missed, yeah. that was Michael Bridges. Goes yeah. out, they review it again. Yeah. Turns out it's Sun's ball. And then it was off, Jay. Off the baseline, was it? Yeah, off the baseline. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was Jay Crowder. That's probably not someone that you'd <laughs> imagine to be throwing a dime to DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Alley oop to win the game. Fucking scenes in Phoenix. Yeah. Under a second as well. Yeah. Boy, it, On the clock. It was mm-hmm. 0.9 seconds and it, yeah. it took him 0.2 seconds. So, <laughs> so the Clippers actually got the ball back, but it was, it was pretty much done yeah. Yeah. at that stage. An uh, absolute heroic call there from Monty Williams. Uh, and in one of the better game twos that you'll ever see, the Suns have a two-zip lead. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the Clippers have been down two-zip in both um, mm-hmm. of their of their playoff uh, series so far. Won both in seven. Uh, they beat this. Yeah, yeah, both in seven. Yeah. Um, so can can they do the same here? No Kawhi. Kawhi's a big one. Isn't it? And I think Chris Paul passed his COVID test today. Yeah, so they're, they're saying that he's a possibility for tomorrow. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And they celebrated this game afterwards. We had him on the face FaceTime in the yeah. locker rooms and they're all yeah. gone nuts. Yeah. They love they love CP, so yeah. uh, to get him back in the in the side I think is a huge get. Big talk. Uh, correction, they beat Dallas in seven and they beat Utah in six. There you go. But, yeah, c- coming back uh, from 0-2, in both of those series, Suns in four, Suns in four guy, <laughs> Suns in four guy. We spoke about him last week. He, he, he's been given the royal treatment. Yep, he's still making rounds. <laughs> Everyone loves him. Selfies in a lot, mate. He punched a fucking out of two blokes, and he's getting <laughs> free tickets. And maybe that's what we need to do: go, go to a game. A few people get lippy. Uh, throw a few, and I'll tell you what, they they were good uppercuts. There's a few, anyways. Suns in four guy, how good. Um, yeah, so that so tomorrow they'll be back in LA. Kawhi is still out. It seems CP three is a maybe. <sighs> I'm backing the Suns in from this point. Yeah, yeah, I really want to see the Suns in the final. They've missed Kawhi. They yeah. really miss Kawhi. Basketball fans have missed Kawhi. But I think you know CP mm. and Devin Booker like both been underrated. They've finished number two seeds. They've mm. been have a great year. Like it'd be excellent to see them in a final. And and the thing with Kawhi is well, no one really knows what the fuck's going on with this knee. So we'll report. Yeah. There was reports last week that it might have been an ACL. ACL was done for the year, yeah. And then it's like, oh no, it's a knee sprain, and it's game by game, it's day by day, and no one really fucking knows what's going on. To me, it sounds like it's an ACL. It's not going to get worse. So let's see if we can tape the shit up, strap the fuck out of it. Yeah, yeah, a few needles, and see how you go, and we'll do surgery in the off season. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you take Kawhi on a, on a one one knee. Fucking us, yeah. Uh, but. I think the Suns are just red hot at the moment. Yep, yep. I think I think the Suns get home here. Speaking of injuries, what do you think about Booker's nose? Yeah, so I was reminiscent of the 2007 Steve Nash in that Western Conference semifinals. Uh, I think it's broken. It looks like it's broken. It's 100% broken. Yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. Yeah, and Cooper Cronk or, or Ferguson was like, that shit's broken. Oh, yeah. Blake Ferguson, <laughs> shout out. Uh, I'm sure big fan of the NBA. Uh, also with a crooked uh, <laughs> schnozzeroo on him. Uh, yeah, that 
it didn't look very good. Uh, incidental contact there. Uh, I think it was with Pat Beverly's head. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a head clash. Yeah, mate. They're going to have to take, take the fuck out of it. He might well, be wearing the mask, is, yeah, what, is, what, is what they're saying. I'd say he'd probably be masked up and mm. see how he plays with the mask. But I don't think it takes away from the Suns. I think that at this point he's red hot. and He, he yeah. played well after that. The, he broke his nose as tough. well. So. Yeah, he's tough. So yeah. He's a tough man. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Go to the other conference? Yeah, over in the east, uh, the Hawks. Mm-hmm. What's home court advantage? They don't give a fuck. <laughs> they, they went to Madison Square Garden. They get a one. They, they get a win in game one. Yeah. They they went to Wells Fargo uh, Center there in Philadelphia. They get a game uh, a game one victory, and they won three three of those games in Philadelphia. They don't care. They don't need their home fans there. Trey is ice cold. fucking cold. <laughs> I think he's forty-eight points and eleven assists today. Yeah, in the last minute, I think he had uh, four free throws, and he's like all clutch man. He's so clutch. He's clutch. Look, they they give him the ball, and you fail him, and you're like, this is automatic. This is absolutely automatic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, <laughs> poor fella, he's not here to defend himself. Maka, <laughs> if you ever want someone to go fucking berserk, bet the unders. So I think I think his line was like twenty-nine points. Maka bet the unders. And he fucking shit on that and he doubled it. <laughs> he, uh, I think he also had uh, the Greek freak to have 35. That didn't happen. Poor fella. If well, Again, yeah. again, if you ever want someone to do well, uh, just bet against him. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Simple. Yeah. I uh, think I think for Trey Young as well, that was first time in like 30 years someone had 45-plus points for the Hawks. Mm. Um, so, you know, yeah. he's an absolute in, in mega star for game. them. In a playoff game. Yep. He's an absolute mega star for the Hawks. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'd love to see a Suns vs. Hawks final, honestly. Yeah, fifth seed. We'll, we'll talk about uh, yeah. pre-show. But then the, the, also the two young blokes, like um, the Greek Freak and you know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard being kind of the older superstars, yeah. bring Booker and um, Trey Young into it. And I was mm. just like, that's the future basketball. Let's put, yeah. uh, and th- and it's probably three categories. Like you don't want to put the Greek Freak – in with you know a CP three and a Paul George, but, yeah, yeah. but established, yeah, two time MVP. Well, he's more like Leonard, yeah. like established. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I like that, but yeah, it's uh the, the young guys are are here, um and it's so they're so fun to watch. Uh, the Bucks, I don't know if they could have done anything more today. Uh, Giannis had thirty four. He just about had a triple double. Drew Holiday had thirty three. If there was one. Pick out, it was probably Chris Middleton. He mm. was zero of nine from three-point land. He had 15 yeah, I points. think that three-point shooting was very lacking in this um, throughout. Like They had they had a clean look for a three-pointer yeah, to, no, to win this game. Mid- it was Middleton. Yeah, and Airball miss, missed a lot. So. Oh, I think it – no, I don't think it was uh, – I think it got the rim. We might have to watch that one again. What, another skull bell, perhaps? No. Because <laughs> I, 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 know, I know this missed everything. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching it. It missed everything. Uh, it was it was to the left of the rim a little bit from where he was shooting outright. So, yeah, didn't didn't touch any paintwork. Unfortunately for him, mate, we've got a series. We've got a series there. Oh, I think both are going to be excellent series. I'm hoping for Suns Hawks at this point. Uh, but it's basketball across the board has been excellent and super competitive. Yep, There's I, been no blowouts or anything like that in this. I don't care. I don't have any emotional attachment to any of these teams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm happy. That the that the Monstars and the Nets have been knocked out, and I'm happy that it's not a um, 
a Golden State or mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. or a LeBron led team. I think this is good for basketball. I think this is good for sort of the semi casual fan just to go. Oh, you know, there are there are the other teams that can go out there and win it. And either Great. way, in a few weeks' time, when the finals are all done, there's going to be some kind of fucking wild party. Whether <laughs> or not it's, yeah. it's in Atlanta or Milwaukee or Phoenix or in Los Angeles, time will tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're finished up with some other NBA news. Yes, let's do it. Uh, and uh, the big one mm. was, was the trade. So uh, how do you say Walker's first name? Kemba. Kemba Walker was traded to OKC, so Oklahoma Thunder, I believe, mm-hmm. from memory. Uh, so Celtics get Al Horford mm-hmm. and Moses Brown plus oh, 2023 second-round pick. Uh, Thunder get Walker, of course. They get a first round pick, and they get a second round pick in twenty twenty five. So mm. it s- seems like there's a lot of financial benefits for both sides in this. Uh, but Walker being a big name, I think was the Massive, main. Yeah, yeah, and I think hasn't really had, um, you know, the success at Boston that that he that had had before. before. Yeah. yeah, they're they're at Charlotte. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind this trade uh, as a as a Celtic. Um, mm-hmm. Well, from from a Celtic point of view, I should say, um, Walker he, he makes a lot of money, so okay, so he's going to have to pay that out, uh, and in return you get an aging Horford, but uh, a guy that played with um, with all, all these young uh, Celtics just a few years yeah. ago in um, in Brown and in Smart. Um, and in Tatum, um, Horford's probably just the the pawn that's been moved in this. The big thing yeah. is is the first rounder. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think the the pick essentially, like you say, like we mentioned before, is all f- sort of financial moving around of the big mm. contracts. But the picks, I think, is the main one. And you know, getting Walker and the first round pick is probably huge for them. Massive. The other big thing was the draft lottery that happened the other night. The big one uh, was the Detroit Pistons getting mm-hmm. the uh, number one uh, overall uh, in next year's draft. The Rockets getting two, Cavs three, Raptors four, Magic five. Uh, the Pistons, geez, they were pretty ordinary this year. Uh, so were the Rockets. Rockets, yeah. No Harden, well, they were they were terrible. <laughs> what was interesting was uh, how they tried to make this a TV event and the 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 viewing of said television of the draft lottery was absolutely terrible, uh, and I think the 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 representative they had from the Pelicans for the number ten pick when they got announced as the number ten pick, that was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> they were hoping for a bit better than that, and I was like, weren't impressed. So wasn't great viewing, and uh, that was probably the only interesting thing came out of it was her non happiness of the fact that they got ten. Um, mm. Who who is a good position there? One. <laughs> well, well, I mean, in terms of the team now and what pick they can get, who uh, who'd be a big move in next season? Maybe the Thunder or the Warriors. There you go. Yeah, so so the Warriors we didn't mention before, but they got uh, pick seven and pick fourteen. So mm. two guys yeah. coming in with Clay coming back. Yep. St- Steph's going to do Steph stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um. That that's still a green there as well. Uh, yeah, Draymond. Draymond will be back um, and healthy, hopefully. Uh, I am, I imagine they'll be much better next year. Yeah, mm. that'll be the one. Be if one, they can yeah. retool real quick, then yeah, they could be dominant again next year. Yeah, 
Let's move on to the Euros. Round mm-hmm. of 16 mm-hmm. Do you want to just uh, awaits us. finish up the AFL? Oh, uh, yeah. So the Brisbane Lions have put to the sword the Geelong Cats. 94 to 50, 44-point win up there at the Gabba. Uh, a great uh, uh, retribution, I suppose, is mm-hmm. what you'd say for the one-point mm-hmm. loss there in round two. Uh I tell you what, a bit of a fortress up there at the Gabba. The Lions, very good up there. Very and good. Well-deserved uh, winners in this one. Pro- could have scored a few more points, I think, in this one. 13-16, meh. Yeah. You win by 44, I don't think. That's, yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a big concern, really. Just yeah, quickly mention I, I saw well. some of the Hipwood missing goals from set shots. So, yeah. Again, water is wet. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Geelong, first quarter, one point. Yeah, 30, 34 to 1, was it? Something, Something like, like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 terrible. Blown, Actually, blown out off, uh, off the park. We keep saying water is wet. Is water wet or are you wet because you get water on you? Uh, that's, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, Euros. Euros, let's get into the soccer. Let's, let's talk some European football. I've been saving that all day. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> all day to think of that one. No, no, it was last hour. We kept saying that. I was like, oh, that'd be funny. It's better than my 25%. <laughs> Group A. I want to try and delete that. Out group A, right Italy and Wales go through, <laughs> uh, and Switzerland get the third place yeah. uh, on four points. They go through. Italy Turkey, good. Turkey out. Italy seven goals, zero conceded. Uh, they were flying under the radar a little bit before the tournament had started. Uh, in terms of big names. Not like an, an old Italy, you know, with no, a with a, with a Buffon and a Perlo, uh, mm. and and some of you know even going back before that, you know, with your Vieri's and your and your uh, uh, Filippo Inzaghi's, um, they there's no reason why they can't win this thing. That they, they have been really flying under the radar. They're into the second favorite, and the feel good story mm. out of the whole bloody tournament. I want to say I was just going to say for Italy, but for the whole tournament, yep, Matteo Pessina. Uh, he's 24-year-old. He was playing, I think, three years ago. He was playing in third division, uh, mm-hmm. the Lega Pro. Mm-hmm. Worked his way mm-hmm. up into City Bay and then got a season uh, at Atalanta. Uh, they've been doing really well recently. He was left out of the squad and he, he came in only because of an injury. He's playing really good. He's got a goal at the Euros and mm-hmm. it's sort of like a N'Golo Kante or a Jamie Vardy in that... Three years ago, he was playing third division football, and yeah. now he's there playing for his country and dom- dominating at a Euros. But still young, so you, we, we've got the late bloomers tag there. But still twenty four, there's still a lot of football in him. In, indeed, indeed. But as well at soccer, you're talking about like a Messi that got signed when he's thirteen. Yeah, I think Barcelona. <laughs> you're like true, <laughs> you know true. Do you know what I mean? Like some of the, some of the. Uh, the real child prodigies, they get onto them really early. So yeah. it, it's nice to see, you know, as an older bloke, you know, 31-year-old, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe just coming into me golden years now. I think you probably play goalkeeper and not much else in soccer. So. <laughs> yeah, State League 8 down there on camera. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but all, all, uh, all jokes aside, I think Italy are a real contender. We'll get to the round of 16 yeah. uh, matchups soon. I'm on the Italian bandwagon. I'm that, here with all the pizza and pasta. Let's go, boys. Num, num, num. Uh, that let's, well, obviously anyone that's listening to this already knows the team that they'll face in the round of 16 is Belgium. Yeah. That's where you pull the year. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Marks, can you pull up the, the, yeah, that, the, the top 16 for us? On the screen, that was off, off the top of the dime. Uh, 
No, they don't play Belgium. Belgium. Someone plays Belgium. Belgium plays Portugal. Belgium. There you go. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah Belgium yeah. plays Portugal. Yeah, that shit needs to be up there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there we go. There we go. All right. There we go. There All right. So, so I, I think, um, <laughs> I think they're on the same side of the draw. Is where this has come in the yes. deep dark yes. space of my mind. Uh, probably if they both win, I think they play each other. Yes. Yes. Considering they both win, uh, th- that's the point. So in <laughs> we got there. In, <laughs> In the quarterfinals, in the quarterfinals, yeah, click on that one. Um, they they will have uh, uh, the winner of the Belgium and Portugal game. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is two massive sides. Yeah, yeah, that's qualifying. That's <laughs> all right. Uh, Keep looking, Max. Top sixteen is what we're after. Um, so if you go to Group B, so Group A, Italy and Wales are the two main ones. Group B, mm-hmm. we've got Belgium and. I think awesomely Denmark come out of there too. Yeah, so they were on zero points yeah. after two games. Uh, they had to go out there and beat Russia and beat them well, mm-hmm. and and that's what they did. Yeah, uh, four one. Four Ruskies. Uh, that uh, uh, Andreas Christensen goal, pretty close to goal of the tournament, a fucking rocket, mm-hmm. just about put a hole in the old onion bag, uh, and Belgium. We spoke about Italy. Uh, they, they've scored seven and conceded zero. Belgium scored seven, conceded one. Lukaku has three goals. Hazard, De Bruyne looking good. And they play 3-4-3. Three, three. They don't give a fuck. That, they'll have three at the back and, and just attack. And yeah. uh, and we spoke about it last week. This is their window. Yeah. All, all their players are in their prime. Mm. If there's any time that they can do it, it's now. Do you think that they play attacking like that against Portugal? Uh, well, it's always a bit different in a uh, in a knockout game because I can understand why they'd play like that against Denmark, Finland, and Russia. Like, mm. like I'm pretty. I think you as as a coach, you're pretty confident. Like, yeah, we're gonna win those games. Yeah, I I don't know if they change change up a um a formation this late in the tournament. Maybe, mm. maybe. Um, so Italy up against Austria and the yeah, that's right, time. and then. And then I'm pretty sure they get the winner of the Belgian Portugal game. Yep. Yeah, yes. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. Group C. So, Netherlands, and we just mentioned Austria, they Austria, go through. Austria go through. Uh, Ukraine go through as well. Mm-hmm. North Macedonia miss out. Uh, they did get some goals in this, this tournament, which was good, I think, for, for, for them, being probably the low. I think they were the lowest ranked team, weren't they, in the Euros? I think so, uh, in terms of their ranking and in terms of uh, the, where the bookies had them. They scored two, conceded eight, absolutely uh, have nothing to be embarrassed about going home, a tiny country, and mm. sh- a lot of Macedonians in Australia, uh, especially in the Canberra region. So shout out to any Macedonian mm-hmm. expats. Uh, Alex Volkanovsky is, is one of them. Um, the Netherlands, again, are sort of like Italy in that, no one was really taking them that serious before the comp, and they go out. They get nine points. They've they've scored goals. Uh, they're they're at thirteen dollars still. The bookies are still sleeping on them at it, um, and they're not. It's not the same side as when you had a Van Persie and a and a. That Robert. was going to my question. Are yeah. they as good as they were in the last decade or leading up to this? On paper, no, no, yeah. But Wijnaldum is is all class, and Memphis Depay is looking as. <laughs> As good as he's ever been, they're playing a five three two, so very different um, to Belgium, in in that they've got you know uh, a more defensive setup, but they've got Dumfries and uh, Van Aanholt cruising up the wings. Yeah, um, they 
look, there's no reason why they can't go uh, deeper in, in mm. this tournament. Mm. Um, m- my concern um, for for going back to Italy is is that one side of the draw is is heavily favoured compared to the other. Uh, in oh, yeah. So, mm. so on one side, to split them into two, you've got Belgium, Portugal, Italy, Austria, France, Switzerland, and Croatia, Spain. Spain. Yeah. Then on the other side, Sweden, Ukraine, England, Germany, massive game. Yep. Netherlands, Czech Republic, Wales, Denmark. So mm. for mine, looking at that, that first half of the draw seems to be more heavily stacked with teams that can legitimately mm. win it. Well, your, your Belgiums, your Italy, your France. Well, is that five of, say, the top ten teams? Uh, I, I would say six of the, be- of the best eight are on that. There you go. In, in Belgium, Portugal, Italy, France, Croatia, Spain. Spain. Yeah, I think that's six of the best eight. I think England and Germany on the other side. Uh, chuck, chuck the Netherlands. Six of the best nine, mm. I think, are on one side of the draw. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think Wales and Denmark. Congrats for getting there, but you, you probably don't see them winning it. You don't see the Czech Republic winning it. Sweden, Ukraine, yeah. congrats. Yeah. And Sweden. I think Sweden's got a good side. There's, there, there's if you want a real roughy, a real smoky, this is a team back in the 2018 World Cup mm-hmm, mm-hmm. made sure that Germany didn't go through. Yep. And Germany, we'll get to them in a second, they only snuck through by the skin of their fucking teeth. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, maybe you can't write off a of Sweden, but in t- in terms of legitimate legitimate threats to winning the whole thing, mm. what was Sweden paying there, Max? Forty one dollars. Well, that, they are best of the rest. According to that, well, so. De- Denmark's yeah. much shorter apparently. Yeah. But then, yeah, if you, if you wouldn't mind scrolling up there, so yeah. I so, laughed so before because I couldn't believe England was six dollars. Like second I don't know how that happens. <laughs> but, they shouldn't be there. But but France, Italy, Spain, Belgium. Are all on one side, yeah. One side of the draw there. Belgium Ger- at ten dollars is not bad. And Germany, you can't write them out. That that Germany England winner, you'd think, is probably who goes to the semi final. Yes, maybe from that the, side. Yeah. Maybe the Netherlands have got something to say about that. Mm-hmm. But you look at this Germany side, and they've really limped. They've really limped to get there. They they didn't even get out of the group in two thousand eighteen World Cup. You look mm. back to that that side. In 2014, in in Brazil, which spanked Brazil seven one seven one in their own country, and you've got you know Miroslav Klose, the the best striker in World Cup history. You've you've got uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger. You've got Thomas Muller. You've got mm. Philip Lahm. Mm. You, you, yeah. you had one like that, that was a, a golden era Germany side. They're still Germany. They're still Germany. They're, they're still going to be disciplined. Yeah. They're still going to be good. But they just yeah. don't feel like... Well, they're, they're fourth favourites according to sports bet, so they're, they're, they're still just, up there. Uh, they just don't feel like that old Germany. No. Again, mm. it's Euros. It's it's football. It's soccer. Anyone on their day can win it. But they just don't feel that that like that dominant side yeah, of, of yesteryear. And I think you throw Spain into that equation too. Yes. But so... Yeah, for, for yeah. mine, on paper, it's a... I think France is the best side, but I think Belgium, man, they're at ten dollars. That's nice value. And I really, I really do think the winner comes comes from that that one side of the draw where you've got Belgium, Portugal, Italy, France, Spain. Yeah, yep. got the hard road. Got really good competitive matches. So hopefully they steal you to get into the finals. 
But on the flip side, maybe that wears you out to get there, but we'll see. So to, to round off the groups, so Group D, England and Croatia went through. Yep. Uh, group E was Sweden and Spain, as we mentioned. And Czechs also in that And the Czechs group. all came yep. through there. And then Group F was France, Germany and Portugal, which was the group of death, essentially. So group of death and for, Hungary. For Hungary group of death a, for Hungary. <laughs> a valiant Hungary. They were a, yeah. a, a bee's dick away from, from uh, stealing a lot of German uh, hopes mm-hmm. there. The big group story out of that and I think it was back in the first game yep. was the Cristiano Ronaldo presser mm. uh, where he essentially they had a coke here he said nope and he took <laughs> it out and he said aqua and pretty much showed he's disgusted uh, having a coca-cola in front of him he yeah. just wanted to drink water drink water and uh, subsequently coke shares <laughs> plummeted about three billion dollars <laughs> Yeah, they the day after they yeah. plummeted by billions of dollars, and the following day they even lost more money. So ridiculous. Yeah, they've recovered a little bit since then, but not not great. It was funny uh, that uh, Yamalenko from Ukraine. He was saying uh, he's happy for for Coke or Heineken, who's also a major sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he's saying happy for any of them to get in contact with him. I'll say to the boys, we're also happy for him, <laughs> for Coke or Heineken or fucking. You know, the river water from down Tuggerong Lake to, to get in contact with us. We'll, we'll Maybe put not you here. Lake. Yeah, <laughs> some pond water with some scum on the top of it. Yeah, <laughs> bit of blue green algae. Uh, we're, we're happy for you to sponsor our show. Uh, but yep. unbelievable that the actions of one bloke moving uh, a can of Coke can, can cause three billions of dollars of loss. Uh, capitalism, hmm, holes in it, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And Pogba did the same thing. Uh, a Muslim. Uh, for, Heineken. Yep. for Heineken. But it's a Heineken zero. Yes. So it's also yep. did not have any yeah. alcohol. No. Heineken's share prices went up though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. So I yeah, guess a, a little uh, bit that. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. Heineken. Oh, I didn't write. Yeah, Heineken. Oh, the share price looks good. I might buy that. Yeah. It's but the old it's meme, meme stock of the US at the moment. Yeah. Just jumping on random shit. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, if we no financial advice here on on this. <laughs> well, we give shit tips in sports. So if we were to give you financial advice, uh, go buy a tent and I'll go live in it with you because that's about where I'm going. <laughs> Round of sixteen, if you wouldn't mind, monks. We've already spoken a little bit about it. Um, Belgium and Portugal is a massive, massive matchup. Italy and Austria going at it. Uh, you'd imagine the Italians get yep. the job done there. France and Switzerland, you imagine the French get the job done there. Croatia and Spain, Spain aren't the old Spain. I think it's a sneaky good game. Yeah, it's a mm. great game. And to be fair, Croatia aren't the same team that pushed France to, to win the World Cup a few years ago. Then on the other side of the draw, Sweden and Ukraine, uh, congrats to the Swedes for, for winning another group, uh, as they did in the World Cup. But... Probably don't see either of those sides winning the whole thing. England, Germany, oh, probably the, the thing, most yeah. scintillating matchup there. It's in London. Yep. And then Netherlands, Czech Republic and Wales, Denmark. It does seem that one side of the draw is far more interesting uh, in terms of strike power than the others. Anyways, the Euros are going ahead. It's a year late, but how good? That's it, yeah. Let's get into the final round. Let's start off with the NHL, our favourite sport, mate. That's it. Man, the hour isn't here either. Yeah, well, that's good. We can get it done even quicker. Not too much. Just run through the notes. I was going to say that, well, there's not too much ice down here in Australia, uh, at least in the frozen water uh, term. 
Uh, There's I'll, plenty of ice in rural country, Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was trying to allude to, but I didn't spit it out. Uh, so the Canadians lead uh, the Golden Knights 3-2. Very interesting, uh, the COVID restrictions between Canada and the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, the US is kind of, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> Pretty we'll much. 20,000 in there and empty-ish uh, stands over there in Montreal. Mm-hmm. So uh, the the... Vegas uh, Golden Knights have to win there. And over in the other side of the Stanley Cup uh, semifinals, the Lightning and the Islanders going at it. Three apiece. The Islanders have forced the game seven after winning in OT. Sean, what did you learn today about overtime in highest hockey? Well, golden goal. So the, the <laughs> <laughs> they scored with, with a Show minute. Show for the week. Something yeah. New. <laughs> yeah, something I learned today. A uh, minute 10 into the overtime, they got the goal. They stole the puck back and great slap shot, put it in and they get the win. It was interesting because the Tempe Lightning won the previous match 8 nothing. I think, or 8-1. Yes, yes, they spanked them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the New York Island fans, and you know New York, they've been uh, dying for a franchise they can get behind mm, mm. Uh, to get up there and win actually a, a finals of some description. Uh, to you know, get this game to come back because they would. I think they were down two nothing as well in this. Mm-hmm. So they came back. Uh, then when it got it into overtime, actually won in overtime, tied up the series. The forced the seventh game. So it's actually been a really interesting series and in how they're going for that. So the flip side, the other side of that, there's all the chat about the you know, mass media in the US wants the Canadians gone so they can have. The gold, the golden knights who've been in the comp, I think four or five years yeah, at this point. That, yeah, yeah, you know, help promote Vegas, so they can have like that Vegas versus New York or Tampa Bay that is a as a the showpiece for the Stanley to, Cup. So. To open up the US market is what you are Bingo. arguing. Bingo, you know, so I think that's tinfoil hat. Uh, if anyone will get around a uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, oh, the finals will, will be the Canadians yeah. in terms of television. Obviously, they can't go to the games at the moment. And the Canadians, uh, a historic franchise, would have well, a huge support. Maybe base. some of that comes into it. It's just like, well, we can play the, the Stanley Cup final series or seven games and have crowds at it versus. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah. So conspiracy is, theory, absolute conspiracy. Exactly. There's some dubious calls um, coming out through the media. Well, that, you know, get stuck in the refs about what they're doing, but. Ref's bad and have their eyes painted on is pretty synonymous with sports at this point. Isn't it? The Knights founded 2017, so this will be their fifth season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've won one, I'm pretty sure, as well. Oh, there you go. Uh, their keeper, uh, I've been doing a little bit of research getting into the hockey myself, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, or Flower, if you would, in uh, English. He's a Quebecois keeper, number one draft pick, uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, long-time goalkeeper. Um yeah, that's about my hockey input. Yeah, I think he's had the he's on track to have some of the the most goal saves I think in a finals series um, of all goalkeepers. So shout, shout to the flower. Yeah, he's Flutie. doing excellent. Or as you'd say in Italian, fior. Mm. Mm. I'll trust <laughs> you on that. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. The NFL. Yeah, let's yeah. get some interesting news coming out of the NFL with some different stories. And not much football related. No, no, no. nothing football related, honestly. It's, uh, we talked last week about, and I think I mentioned the COVID restrictions that the NFLPA had put out saying you know, an agreement with NFL of what vaccinated versus non-vaccinated players would have to do. Mm. Um, and 
Cole Beasley, I think, is essentially being the face of the non-vaccinated player uh, coming out of this. So very much said that, you know, it's over the top and it might force me into retirement. Yeah. Uh, to to yeah. summarise uh, his, his thoughts on the whole the whole process. Very he doesn't want to get vaccinated. Vaccine. That's yeah. ma- that's massive, isn't it? To kiss away potentially money like that because mm. the NFL could come out and say all players have to be vaccinated. They, yeah. there's, they kind of have really. With they're the strongly rest- suggesting it. With the, the restrictions. Like the restrictions yeah. Are, yeah. are essentially what they were last year when you had to be in the bubble. It's the exact same restrictions they were. Uh, but then the, the 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 vaccinated guys have like nothing, so it's 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 very much as like well, if you want to have the same lifestyle and playing mm. um, schedule as all the other guys, you need to get vaccinated, mm. uh, pushing you heavily down that path. Well, and and he came out and said that if it's retirement or vaccination, he's he's choosing retirement. Yeah, well, he called the NFLPA a joke. Um, mm. he, he wanted to stay away from that. I tell you what, I've had Cole Beasley on my fantasy teams. I think he's he's like a a really underrated uh, Wes Welker kind of undersized yeah. little you know not that fast, not that big, not that strong guy, but he just mm. catches balls and and uh, and and gets yeah. gets plenty plenty of first downs. Really, I think he he's been an asset for for the Buffalo Bills and uh, was was pretty good back there at the Cowboys. Mm. Um, I'd be I'd be more interested. I'm reading his quote here, mm. and uh, I'd be more interested to see what he based his values in because he says my values, and I would be interested to know more a bit more about his perspective and where he's coming from. Because reading some of his quote, you kind of think, "Are you sure?" Like, I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. I have family members whose days are numbered. Um, <laughs> If you want my honest opinion. Yeah. But it's just it's like... De- delusional? Yeah, but it's like my way of living my values are more important to me than a dollar. I'd really want to be interested to know what his values are and what that kind of... To get to that point where he makes that kind of statement. I don't know. Look, at the end of the day, we're a sports show. We like to drink beers and take the piss and talk shit, but this is an absolute wormhole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my... my I, I don't feeling, know what to do with my this. My is, <laughs> is uh, if you get the vaccine, it uh, it probably protects you against COVID, and I don't think Bill Gates knows when you have to take a shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if any, I, I, I really like Cole before this. If anything, um, Zuck already knows if you're taking a shit or not. So yeah, I tell you, knows my missus. She always knows. Bloody <laughs> always knows. Yeah, like, I think I, half the neighbourhood knows when you. Gosh, go I could have done it three hours ago, and she'll know. Yeah. Another big story again, completely. Not football related. Left but field a, too. A massive yeah. story. Uh, feel so good story. It is. I, I, I like it. I like that uh, terminology there, Monks. Yeah, definitely. Raiders defensive lineman Carl Nassib. He come out as gay this week. He's the first active NFL player to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember back to Michael Sam, who uh, mm. was uh, was out of the closet before the the draft rolled draft through. He got drafted, but never made a side. Yeah, mm. never uh, started. A 53-man roster. Yeah, exactly. And other players have come out after their career. But the way that he went about it was class manifest. Mm. He he goes, look, guys, it was a short video. I think it was also like it's, it's not a, a huge deal kind of thing either. It's it was not a like, big deal. It was just like, yeah, here's my, here's my quick little Instagram yeah. shot. And he's known, like, he'd known for a long time. Yeah. He's told his teammates already, all his family knows, by the way, I'm gay, and 
I'd like to make a donation, hundred grand if you would, to to the Trevor Project. It's mm. a suicide prevention for LGBTQ youth. Mm. I think the way you went about it was nothing but class. Mm. Oh, I agree as well. And it's, you know, there's a donation uh, being out there. Yeah, I think Monks just kind of looked at it. The you know, kids are four, five times more likely when they're straight to commit suicide. Uh, and I think there was something that was like, if you've got a senior figure in your life that you've come out to and they support you through the process, they're forty percent less likely to commit suicide as well. Like it's such a big thing to be out mm-hmm. and being supported by um, the you know your close knit family, but mm-hmm. then also um, you know being a brought into the community. I think that we've seen the support from the community as well from this, like his jersey. Number now, one jersey. Number one uh, number one seller since then. So, mm. you know, people that probably aren't Raiders fans too getting around that and yep. it's like, hey, I want to support that. I want to be behind that. So big shout out to him. Like, and, and good on huge. him. And, and it, it is a, a masculine possibly – from the outside looking in toxic, oh, toxic it's invo- been, it's environment. A, it's and 100% an alpha male sport, honestly. Yep. Like. And, but, and then you look at the sheer numbers of it, there's there's like 4,000 guys that... Mm. that oh, we're doing some quick massacre. <laughs> don't, ask, don't ask well, me tonight. Well, four, <laughs> is that 25% months or 15? Well, 4,000 would assume 110 a team at the start of a year. So 50, yes. 53 make the roster. It, they get cut, you know, and they have 90, yeah. 90 plus, and they have 80. And plus they, you have guys coming in the league and guys coming out of the league. So there's, you know, there's a lot of players that play in the NFL. So just from yeah. sheer numbers, there's probably more closeted gay blokes in the NFL right now. And if there's not in the NFL, there are in professional contact sports leagues around the world yep. right now. I exactly. promise you that. Big I time. promise you that. This is this is massive for, for him to do it. Hmm. And and uh the fact that that he's done that, it's hopefully going to reduce a bit of the stigma around it. Because hmm. there, there is let's be honest, there is a big stigma around being a, a gay masculine Mm. Contact sport, killer, mm. defensive lineman, athlete. And, yeah. and and hopefully in five years' time yeah. or in ten years' time, there's way less of it. Yeah, and you mm. might know Peps, but I, I think from memory there's there's definitely a lot of progressive states in the US, but there's also a lot that aren't. So, you know, it's a big yeah. thing to, to... Yeah, to be honest, if you would take that country as a whole mm. and take us as, as a whole, we're, we're probably a little bit more more progressive. So, yeah. so f- for the fact... For him to do that is is over there is probably even bigger than it was to be over here. And you could imagine a rugby league player coming out, an active uh, active league player to come out as as gay. Yeah, that's huge. Like that's huge. It's such a it's such a macho masculine sport. It's mm. they're ag- aggressive, high velocity contact sports, and obviously. From sheer numbers, there's there's got to be a, a fair few gay guys that play them. So, oh, definitely, so, and so good on it. He's, good ma- on him. he's yeah. maybe not one of the prem, premier teams, but the Raiders in, in Vegas, they they are a massive market and they're a massive team. Yeah. Raiders have been around, like you know, Raiders in LA for many years. They're they're a huge team as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows the Raiders, and everyone uh, you see people wearing Raiders gear all over the place. It's so it's, it's probably. Outside of the US, and any US listeners here might be surprised, it's probably the most common sporting NFL item, I should say, that you could get from a sports shop in Australia. Would, oh, you would, would see be, a Raiders cap. Would be a, ra- a Raiders cap yeah. or a Raiders yeah. jersey. Yeah. And even though the team in the last 20 years hasn't been that good. They stink, yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, 
uh, LA Raiders, gangster rap, the nineties and that all of that whole yeah. scene and that promotion and that all like they are still a massive worldwide franchise that people know and can see mm. uh, for a guy that to come out as part of that and part of that, you know, that, that what their club and what their club's there for. That's massive. I think it's huge. I'm massive props to him. Good mm. on him. Vikings, uh, Defensive tackle, yeah, Jalen to, to, to keep the the interesting NFL news, and we'll switch it up again. <laughs> yeah, rookie, nothing to do with football. What happened here? He got shot. Yeah, just visiting his arty in Washington. Obviously, in the wrong place, the wrong time. Got shot four times. Think thigh, buttock, shoulder, and somewhere else. He's very lucky. Going to make a full recovery. Do Should, you know why? Or I don't what, think what any the circumstances were. I don't think any kind of reports or news have come out. Well, yesterday, I think this happened um, mm. since then, but maybe something since uh, in that time frame. But, yeah, he's very lucky, man. You know, get, getting shot uh, is, is never a great thing. Fucking four <laughs> times is not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, we also don't know the situation of what, what he got himself into. or No, you, know. you can only speculate. Yeah, but you, know, you think the story, you're visiting your auntie, um, you yeah. just go, it's like a goodwill just... Nice thing, but like as the headlines say, wrong place, wrong time. Mm. Uh, and that kind of leads, you know, the, on the flip side of that, I did see this. Frank Clark also got arrested. So Kansas City's um, defensive end got arrested for having a potential concealed weapon in his car, which could have been a submachine gun. So, uh, yeah. Just America... We're, we're, in, we're actually in the deep part of NFL uh, off-season where they've <laughs> they finished the primary bit of uh, training, like the early kind of training kind of training camp mm. before they get ready for actual training camp um, in July to get ready for preseason. So there's yeah. – I don't think it's a five – I don't think it's a five-week gap. and Maybe it is five weeks now with the preseason shorter. Could only be four. But, you know, there's, there's a couple of weeks between – now the the mini camps OTAs and the kind of early camp days to when the actual camp happens, right? Mm. That you know all these stories start to come out as guys go back home and mm. probably go back into environments that they probably wish they weren't in. Mm. Mm. But yeah, do you want to man- mention Collins Bucks? Oh, I don't think we need to. We can just move on. Yeah. It's the off season. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about football when it rolls around. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Do you want to talk about some quick? Uh, basketball, not basketball, ba- oh, not baseball either. <laughs> Boxing it starts with B. We're getting there. We're three hours deep, boys. How many beers have you had? <laughs> uh, not enough. enough. Not enough. Yeah. Boxing and UFC news. A little bit quiet yeah. compared to last week. Uh, we had the UFC 263 yeah. down here in Australia. We had just a Justice Hooney and Paul Gallen. Uh, they did have a fight card on the weekend. Uh, Korean yeah. Zombie mm-hmm. took care of Dan Ege on uh, the UFC on ESPN. He's probably looking for a big fight coming up. So he's ranked four. He's ranked four. He's and really creeping up yeah. there. That's uh, in Volkanovski's uh, weight class. Yeah, yeah. so it, yeah. I'd, he might get a shot at, at a shot, if that makes sense. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he might get a, like a hole away or... Yeah, or if, if you could bring up who's three in that? Well, so Volkanovski's fighting, and then Holloway. Ortega is fighting. Ortega, Ortega is two, isn't he? Yeah. So who's three? Oh, just in my memory now. Yeah. So Holloway's one. Ortega's two, and uh, yeah, Rodriguez. You got the so, rankings there, Max? Yeah, that's the rankings. So, so well, mate, who, sorry, who was three? Rodriguez. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So maybe the Korean Zombie gets him next, and then if. 
if he can if he can get past him, he might be a shot at a, at a title. Mm-hmm. I'd say so, and that's a huge uh, like. Coming back into his career because obviously yeah. he spent the two years in South Korea doing his military obligations. Yeah, you know, was on a tear for in the USC before he had to go back and spend that two years, mm-hmm. and then is also greatly, awesomely, he's come back and still been on a tear. Uh, so I'm a really big fan of Korean Zombo. I like, yeah, it's he's yeah. hard not to like. Yeah, I uh, I was I was doing a bit of reading up on him because I mm. I assumed that he he would have a uh, Taekwondo. Uh, background coming out of career, yeah. coming out of career, but it's not the case. It's um, it's Hapkido is is his background, uh, which is is a Korean martial art. It's a hybrid martial art, and uh, it's sort mm. of a mix of of grappling and striking. I actually hadn't heard of it uh, mm. until today, and I, I did a little bit of research, and um, yeah, quite surprising that the that the Korean zombie started in Hapkido. Mm. Yeah, it's. Been around uh, since 2011. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. not young. He's, that, he's, that's, no. he's, old, he's older than Volk. He's older yeah. than Ortega. Which yes. is awesome. He's to older than Ortega. I'm pretty sure. Back into it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he's been in some absolute wars. That's how he got the name Zombie. Just, get, <laughs> just keeps walking yeah, through punishment. And, and, and for some reason, keeps living. Yeah. 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 Just walking through punishment, just taking shots and keep going. So, uh, big fan of Korean Zombie. I'm just double Definitely. checking. I'm, I'm quite certain he is. Older than than uh, Ortega, Holloway, and Volk. Yep. yep. Yeah. Older than all of them. Yeah. So let's have a quick chat about Justin Hooney before we then talk about this, whatever this NRL All Stars boxing card is. So uh, the news during the week is that Hooney has to unfortunately pull out of the Olympics. He was big time favourite, uh, medal chance if not gold medal chance in the heavyweight division for boxing in the Olympics. Uh, he had, I think, a, in his left. Hand wrist. I think he had a wrist injury in his left hand, and he been taking needles to in his last two fights to make it through, mm-hmm. which include Gallon. Uh, but during the Gallon fight in his right hand, he did a knuckle injury, and Peps, Doctor Peps, on next to me might know the, the the. I think it's some of the ligaments in and around the knuckles or something like uh, that. The, there's no ligaments around the knuckles, but there. Well, there is, but it's it's more likely that you do a ligament around around your thumb or, or lower down in your fingers. Yeah, so it, um, I, I know I definitely know it's knuckle injury because um, it's a very classic boxer knuckle injury. Right. So I, I mm-hmm. to be honest, I hadn't read too okay. much okay. too much about this, so I uh, I shan't speculate. Um, anyway, it's ruled however, him out. He's need, he needs surgery. Yeah, so that's ruled yep. him out uh, for. a... At least six weeks. Well, something we can decide on is that Paul Gallon's head must be pretty fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, and I think Gallon said, "I, oh, you know, I'm going to ruin your Olympics chance chances." Sure. Well, he didn't end up knocking him out or, um, you know, no. beating beating him in this fight, but yeah. he has ruined his Olympic chances. Uh, yeah, not with- probably not the way that Big Gal had envisioned. Yes, um, it's it's it sucks, and we spoke about it before in the potty that it's it, he was a real medal chance for Australia, 22 Massive. year old. Uh, he's he's a legitimate legitimate boxer. Um, he's out. the this, the chat is that uh, they're trying to line up a fight between him and Junior Fa, mm-hmm. who is a New Zealand heavyweight, and he is a big fucking unit of a human being. Nineteen and one is his record, and they're trying to string that together in October after the footy <laughs> finishes, mm. so you can get guys like Tamalolo. Yeah. The Cheese, Bef- Adam Fanua Blake, and Junior Paulo on, on the same card. Before you move on, so Junior Farr, his one loss is to Joseph Parker, who's 
I think he's still the current Kiwi heavyweight, but he must. Oh, he'd be the Kiwi champion. Yeah. For sure. So Parker, Parker kind of fits into that tier two of heavyweights. He, he he essentially needs one or two big fights to then put him into that upper upper echelon where he may get an Anthony Joshua like fight for one of those big belts. Mm-hmm. He's always been talked about. And I think who did he lose to? He lost to someone recently, which kind of derailed his um, push. Uh, up into that that, that level. Uh, he hasn't lost since 2018. He did lose Anthony Joshua. To, there you to go, Joshua, and also to, to Dillian White after after that. Yeah, but so his, his last five fights, he's won. Yeah, so he had a really good streak up to that point to get him into that position, mm. and that's why I can't say he's the tier two. Like he's and one of his wins was against Junior Far. Yes, so that's Junior Far's one loss. Yeah, he, he's also 31, so he's no spring chicken. Um, but yeah, outside of that Joseph Parker fight, hasn't lost. Mm-hmm. So this that'll be massive. Yeah. So like he's he's a we're doing some uh, quick uh, boxing maths here, like comparison. <laughs> like you know, if Anthony Joshua's tier one, you've got Parker at tier two, and Far's like tier three, and Hooney's kind of trying to work his way through the tiers. Mm-hmm. He's beaten mm-hmm. Gull, who probably doesn't make a tier. <laughs> but he's him tier five. Yeah. But he's uh, just working his way. Th- Way through that. What do you yeah. got there, Monks and Boxer's Knuckle? Boxer's Knuckle. I might have to get Peps to pronounce some words. Uh, Metacarpophalangeal joint, MPJ. Yep. First knuckle of a finger. So when they're talking about that, yeah, this, yeah, that you, one. Your big knuckle. There. Yeah. Uh, and you can see it swells right up. Yeah, so it looks like it aggravates the tendons and ligaments. Extensor tendon, ligament, joint yeah. cartilage. So yeah, so that. So and they're gonna they're gonna operate on that. Mm. Supposedly he needs surgery into. I've had, I've had an operation on a finger before. Uh, it's uh, if you, I'm sure you can look at them. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they all bo- they both look fucked up. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can I can yeah. see that one. It's it's a little bit bumpy and a little bit shorter. Yeah, it's something that you wouldn't think. Oh, let's operate on a finger. But it's also something if that if that tendon starts to shrink, you fuck like you're in. Big danger, yeah. like that. They, they don't help. Like that, really don't heal themselves. So, yeah, yeah. big, big out for the Olympics. Justice Horney uh, for Aussies, uh, Olympics and boxing fans. Mm. Uh, but hopefully, yeah. this fight card uh, goes ahead with Junior Far. And yeah, it'd be interesting to see these leagues. Exactly. So this fight card yeah. that Pepsi's alluding to is. is this NRL All-Stars card they're trying to put together in October, uh, which would have uh, Hooney Fire as the, the main event, essentially, mm-hmm. to, to top it all off. Um, but they're talking about, you know, Paulo. Uh, they've got the cheese for Noah Blake and then Tal Malolo as well as, the, you know, some big boys in there. and Fucking oh, <laughs> Character uh, and cheese. but <laughs> Massive character. I'd love to see how he goes <laughs> yeah, throwing hands. Yeah. Oh, the point I wanted to make was if a dude's name's Junior... <laughs> Don't fuck with him. <laughs> so we spoke about Junior Far before. Uh, Junior Paulo yeah. is going to play Origin on the weekend, and he's a big bopper. Yes. Uh, Junior Dos Santos comes to mind. <laughs> Essentially, if someone says, hey, my name is Junior, you say, g'day, sir, nice to meet you. Can I get you a beverage, please? Is Junior their birth names? I doubt it. I, I, imagine, I wouldn't think so. but I imagine that's a nickname. Well, I'd say it'd be like... Uh, I'm just gonna throw it at John because he's old man John, but they call him Junior. Okay, so Junior Far, his his birth name is, uh, and sorry if I butcher this, Yuani uh, Far Junior. So I imagine that's and and Paulo, that's his birth name, Junior Paulo. Yeah, there you go. So so, so don't fuck with guys called Junior, <laughs> essentially. 
Maybe uh, senior. <laughs> Seniors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If, no. I was going to say, Monks, find a sportsman that's named senior. Cause Peter Senior, uh, golfer. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and I'll fuck with him. He's probably 70. <laughs> <laughs> well, he <we> doesn't. <laughs> Uh, 61. Oh, <laughs> Peter Senior versus Pepsi on the SU. Let's go. Yes. That's All it. Right. Get Exhibition us on that October card. You're looking for. Yeah. Anyways, um, F1, would you guys like to take it away? Yes. We'll happily talk about some F1. And there's a great race in France. Monks, did you get a chance yeah. to catch this race? And what were your thoughts? I did. Um, yeah, great. Um, so, yeah, perfect strategy by Red Bull throughout the race. Yeah. Um, mm. Complete opposite to sort of what happened in Spain. I think it was Spain. Yeah, they did it this year and they did it last year. Uh, Mercedes, that is. And yeah, would you call it karma or a bit of a, uh, you know, we, like, we're going to do to you what you've done to us. Yeah, actually. yeah. pretty much, pretty much. So um, France, not necessarily um, a circuit where you see a lot of overtaking, I don't, don't believe. Um, so yeah, it was good to see the strategy in play. So what we're talking about is, um, with Red Bull, Max Verstappen was starter pole. Starter pole. Uh, he was the. Uh, I probably you wouldn't wouldn't put Leclerc in in the mix, but he was one yeah. of the two two races to go two pit stop strategy. Everyone else mm-hmm. went one stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so Leclerc kind of had to, and we'll, we'll get to the Ferraris at the end. But you yeah, know, they had a bad day. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I think they caught, so Red Bull caught uh, Mercedes off guard a little bit. So, um, mm. as you got there, they, they went for the undercut. They yeah. had a great in-lap and great out-lap. The, the undercut was huge in this. Yeah, um, so. It kind of, I think teams kind of missed it with, um, Ricardo actually took over Leclerc and someone else. And then yeah. Leclerc pitted. And then McLaren were like, you need to pit now so you can jump these other guys and you will actually come out behind Leclerc. So uh, he picked up yeah. two he picked up two spots, but then also lost a spot in part of the the, yeah. the, the undercut because Leclerc went through. Luckily for Ricardo, who of course he took him over. But mm. I think that was the turning point where it was like the undercut is super powerful here. Um, for Staffan at that point, I think was what were they? They were – he lost out in the first corner. So he did start first and then was second. So they yep. were like that for quite a long time. Um, Hamilton sta- – during the first round of pit stops – yeah, that's right. During the round of first pit stops, uh, Verstappen came in and came out ahead by Hamilton yep. by seconds. Uh, but then he had Hamilton and Bottas right on his tail. So they were the top three. And there was, yeah. say, two seconds to split a lot of them. So they were really, really, really close. Mm. Um, all three were kind of complaining about tyres and, like, I think it's 40 laps in the race left yeah. at this point. And they and they're, well, <laughs> say they're 10 laps into this kind of, you know, constantly following each other right behind each other. And they were going, oh, there's no way we make it to the end of these races on these tyres because they're just going to fall yeah. off a cliff. Um, so Red Bull did the interesting thing and they pulled in Verstappen. They're like, Okay, we agree with you. You're not going to make it in this race. Yeah, uh, you're going to come out probably behind Perez, so you'll be in fourth. Uh, but Perez is not going to slow you down. And then I think we can get you'll be faster than the other two guys, and you'll get yep. them in the end. That's just a, a, based on the degradation. So they pull him in and they change his tires. Yeah, and I think that's where. So with where Perez was sitting, Mercedes couldn't pit as well because again they would have come up behind 
Perez and he would have just been able to sit there and yeah and slow the pace slow down and, and block them out. And same for him and Bottas. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so Perez did run longer, which helped Red Bull a little bit. So Max mm. comes in, he gets his tires, gets behind Perez. Of course, makes his his one stop, so he one stops. Uh, Max did yep. two. So Max overtakes him. Uh, and they, you know, it was really good to see the kind of team camaraderie. They're like, "Hey, let's go, let's get after it." We're the two of us; we can do this. Yeah, um, they knew there was podium positions on for both of them. Um, Max does Bottas easy, and then gets yeah. Hamilton with a lap or two to go to yep. get that. Perez also gets Bottas to finish third, so it's uh, Max one, uh, Hamilton two, and then Bottas, and then Perez in three. Bottas yep. is four. Uh, great, great for points for Red Bull. Yeah, massive for Red Bull. Um, not great for Mercedes and <laughs> Hamilton. They're essentially competing for champ. They're both too. Like they're, they're the they're the, the the two main teams competing against it, which is really good because yeah. we've seen Red Bull being competitive, but haven't been like it's been Max and they only kind of uh, you know nipping at the heels of Mercedes. Super competitive this year. Um, yeah. Bottas was a bit filthy. A little bit because he he, he he said straight away he was like this is going to be a two stop race like. Yeah. I need to come in. Why am we not coming in? And That's of course, it. he even even before the race, he was like, I think he was very much on the two stop. Yeah, but yeah. I guarantee drivers say a lot of things before races and True. won a lot of stuff. <laughs> and the teams is like, well, we'll take that with a grain of salt. In this case, he was right, um, but yeah. you know, he probably hasn't been right for a lot of the other races as well. But That's it. You know, he he wasn't a happy chappy of this. Did finish fourth. Uh, the McLarens had an excellent day. Ricardo back to his prime form. They were yep. two of the best overtaking drivers for, of the race, really using the DRS zones. They finished fifth and sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really competing for third place with, say, Ferrari. Ferrari had a bad day. Um, I think neither of them finished in the top ten. I think Science and um, Leclerc finished like I'm going to say twelfth and seventeenth from memory. They were pretty. They had a pretty average day Better. for this race. Yeah. Um, yeah, just back on, so you mentioned before how, um, Perez and Verstappen were, were playing with each other and, um, really racing together to get the win for the team. Uh, uh, sorry, McLaren did a similar sort of thing where, um, I think Ricardo was in front of Lando for some, at some point in the race and yeah. he let Lando through cause he was on fresher tires. Yeah. Like had he 10, 10 let laps him, let him chase, chase down, um, some positions, yeah, which see, in turn would help. Ricardo coming through, so yeah, exactly. Um, See if they can get after Perez, but I think they were kind of, you know, that knew their spot and they solidified that spot. Um, Norris is kind of a bit of a sneaky one. I think he's on seventy six points, so he's like sixty points away from the leaders at the moment. Yeah, um, yep. but he's, you know, he, oh, I really like what McLaren are doing. I'm hoping both of them can kind of keep this pace, and maybe we have a an extra team challenger <laughs> to the other two because the other two are definitely clear ahead. Um, mm. I really like. I do really like what Aston Martin have done with uh, Vettel and Stroll. Both both of them in this race ran very very long, um, so they weren't very. Yeah, they were high in positions, but after their first yep. pit stop, did drop them back a fair bit. Again, they were hoping for the safety car at some point, and didn't pay off. But yeah. I do like their strategy, and I do like how they're kind of they got competitive cars and the positioning themselves. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're talking about tiers again. Though they're those tier t- <laughs> two teams at the moment. Uh, yeah. One, hopefully, one of those teams can then pop up and then challenge Red Bull and Mercedes in this, which, yeah. which again adds a little bit more. I'm really excited for this F1 season compared to the last couple. Um, the, the last yeah, couple the, was like Mercedes is going to win. Okay, who's yeah. going to finish third? <laughs> um, 
it, the gap seems to be closing and like it's it's it is good to see Austin Martin sort of sit where they are after changing from racing point and all the issues they had with racing point and Mercedes parts and all that sort of stuff. So um, good to see them still there. So we, on Ferrari, so Carlos Sainz came 11th and Leclerc was back in 16th because he had the two. One off on both. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I knew close, it was close. Close. Close, yeah. As, yeah. A, as a casual fan, boys, and you say you're, you're fired up for this season, does anyone win this driver's uh, championship outside of Verstappen and Hamilton? Like, could you see a Perez or, or a Norris or a Bottas or a Leclerc doing it? No, Norris is my smoky. I think... Perez probably can't purely based on team orders. Mm-hmm. Like they'd have to give positions to Max. But if Max like like is out of the race, then yes, he's going to yeah. get more points. Um, I don't think Bottas has. I, I don't want to sh- shit all over Bottas, but I just don't think he's got it. Yep. Uh-huh. Like he's yeah. he's been in the second best car. Um, like Nico Rosberg competed with Hamilton and won mm. championship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think Bottas yeah. is kind of that level. And no, I, I don't know, it, like him and the team, like the stuff on the weekend. Yeah. There's some stuff behind the scenes where he's just not going to get. Yeah, it's just not clicking like Seb did at, good run. at Ferrari. Ferrari, It just didn't seem to click. Yeah. There's just something yeah. missing there. And and look, as, as a very casual fan, from the outside looking in, you talk about Norris. Doesn't have a podium. He's got one, two podium two finishes. finishes. He finishes needs to win races. So he's gone fourth, yeah, third, fifth, eighth, third, fifth, fifth. Yeah. And then you look at Verstappen and Hamilton. It's essentially first and second every race, yeah. other than Baku. Yeah. It's in my from, opinion from the outside looking in. Yeah. It looks like a two horse race. Yeah. yeah, I'd say it's a two horse race. Um, yeah, I, I just think maybe if Norris can solidify that third spot, say he finishes third in every single race from here, here mm-hmm. that's good points. Mm-hmm. And then you just have if Hamilton and uh, Verstappen, you know, they scobble too much and they get caught up on themselves, which they have done. <laughs> they <laughs> then been a couple maybe, races maybe you can sneak back or haven't finished. Mm-hmm. So you can sneak some extra points, but it's still pretty close. Like it's not. Uh, I think at this point last year, I think Hamilton was like hundred points clear of everyone already. Yeah, and right, we, were, right. we were like, uh, okay, it was. You know, <laughs> and Bodhas was, you know, a distant second, but he was still second and everyone else was distant to him. So that's um, it. Verstappen's never won the championship. No, 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 no. He's been behind Hamilton for the last yep. seven or eight yep. years. Yeah, he's, it's, he's, I was actually surprised at how many times he hasn't he hasn't won a race considering how crazy good of a driver he's in Red Bull car. Like, so yeah. just got here he's been the second best. Uh, 126 yeah. starts, 13 wins. Yeah. So maybe this is his year. But then the stat underneath that, 48 podiums. So he's... Loves being a broad, broadsman. That's it. Pretty yeah. much. Yes. I don't yeah. know. Conspiracy theories, I reckon Mercedes are sort of playing funny buggers and then towards the end of the season, they'll just absolutely smash it. Oh. I reckon they'll sort themselves out over a, like a, a summer break dog or something. Is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they got to you know, yeah, peak go. at the right point. So Yeah. I mean, obviously there's Saving a few more races to go, but yeah, see how they go over the summer break. And mm. Well, spe- speaking right. of races, they, it's... What they call them a triple header. So in fourteen days they have three races. Yeah, so they're going to in Austria. And yeah, well, two both at the Red Bull Racing Ring. I'm not sure if it's going to be the same track layout, but it's at the same track. Uh, but that's the next two races. So this weekend and next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, uh, uh, Austria back to back into uh, the British Grand Prix. Yes, yes, at Silverton. So. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying F1 at the moment. <laughs> it's been been excellent to watch. It has been good. There's been a few, like, yeah, finishes to races where it's just, like, crazy. Yeah. Just don't think it's going to happen and mm-hmm. stuff just happens. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that's been good. 
That's what we want to say. Competitive to the last minute. Indeed. Yeah. Let's wrap. Uh, let's wrap this potty up. Uh, the golf <laughs> happened over the weekend. A major yeah. has gone to uh, to Spain. Congratulations, John Rahm. Mm-hmm. Well deserved. Talking, talking about this well golf, well deserved, <laughs> mate. You couldn't write a movie script better. Than this. <laughs> Two weeks ago, he got pulled uh, from the <clears throat> from the memorial. He was leading by six shots after after uh, three rounds. He got the yeah. cocoa. They said. You know, good. You're playing the most social distance sport uh, ever invented, <laughs> but sorry, you're out. You're out. He uh, he was emotional, but he took it like a man. Um, got got through his COVID, few negative uh, tests. Mm-hmm. Lines up two weeks later, um, uh, down there in Torrey Pines at San Diego, and he goes out and he wins a fucking major, mm-hmm. the first Spaniard to ever win the US Open, uh, countryman Sevi Ballesteros. I think he won six six uh, majors, never the US. Yep. Uh, probably died about 10 years ago. Uh, a great golfer uh, for the for the 80s and, and early 90s fans, Sevi. Uh, not not very good off the stick, off the off the tee box mm-hmm. and just a, a great uh, uh, scrambler and recoverer. Uh, and, and Ram... Very grateful in his speech. Um, just, just really took took this like a man. He said, "Look, I had minimal symptoms. My family's okay. We're all good. Yeah. We're, we're we're all good. Mm. Whatever happened happened." And then, how yeah. sweet for him to go out and and win a major um, after after being so close to winning the memorial two weeks ago. It was on Father's Day. He's he's got a a, a young. Young Bub, who's probably about six weeks old, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and and his old man was there. Uh, Louis Usuzan, he he's a bridesmaid again. Uh, he's got six runners up, uh, and all that since winning his first major uh, back at the 2010 British Open. And uh, you got to talk about it, the implosion, <laughs> the big boy yes. Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, he had he had the outright lead after the front nine on the fourth round, and he yeah. shut the. Bed with a forty-four. I've had a forty-four before, <laughs> not at a championship course, but down at the down at the local. Uh, yeah. One of my best nines. Yeah, I was gonna say that's <laughs> one of your best rounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but he he had uh, two bogeys, two double bogeys, and a quadruple yeah. bogey uh, in that in that back nine. Absolutely shut the bed and really that's opened crazy. the door for for Ram to come right, in yeah. and mate, this is poetic justice. It's you yeah. couldn't write it better. How good is sport? How good's being a nuffy, <laughs> drinking beers and and following and and watching him and uh, mate, you you get around a bloke like like John yeah. Ram. Oh, definitely. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he'd I take. Mean, yeah. he'd, I think he'd take not winning the memorial and then coming back and winning the US Open. Yeah, I dare say. I dare <laughs> yeah. say. If, if that's if you're going to pick one of the two, and yeah. that's not how your mind works. <laughs> but two weeks no. ago, you'd take that, and yeah. also. That's where he proposed to his his now wife, uh, but his fiance at the time. He said it reminds him a lot of Spain. Uh, it's it's pretty much Mexico. It, yeah. It's it's very very close to the <laughs> yes. border. But he said the, the climate and the hills and and the and the weather reminds him of home. And mate, that was a You're sweet right. story. Congrats, yeah. John Rum. Big time from Olympiaski. The Olympics. We we mentioned it at the start of the app. If you're still with us, three and a half hours in, mm-hmm. thank you very much. Uh, we're a month away. Tokyo 2020 is happening in 2021. 
We're going to yeah. have some crowds. Yep. It's local only. Am I right? It's yeah, I think that oh, there might even be some tickets actually. So I think they've announced that a twenty-five percent crowds at the moment, yeah, right. and they'll see if they can build them out. Capped at ten thousand. Bingo. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't so, include people from coming from overseas. No, I believe it's all local. Yep. Um, yeah. I think I'd say it's probably. No, you go. You go. I was just going to say, there's probably going to be international re- travel restrictions. Like, if you no. fly in, you're going to spend your two weeks in quality somewhere and then you, then you can go watch your event. Mm. So if you want to go to the Olympics, go now so you can get your quali- yeah, um, quarantine out of the way. And <laughs> you shortened it? You said quarry before. I like, I'll, yeah, yeah. You might, quarantine. Might, yeah. <laughs> we, we've, got a, we've got a nickname for quarantine down to the quarry we well we're very good at this in australia we either we yeah, either shorten, shorten it add an o to the end of it or, or chuck an s or an yeah. or exactly. <laughs> uh what about this trayvon bromel so you ran a nine eight yeah so qualified the fastest as a sprinter for the u.s yep yep um so you know kind of Put it, put in his name out there in the world that hey, yeah. I'm coming, like favorite for the medal. Yep, um, he's, uh, he's mm. 26. He's probably in his window. You, you could probably win the thing at 30, but at 30, like he's got this one, and then the next Olympics, yeah. and that's it. You'd, you'd, you'd say everyone's talking about who's taking Usain Bolt's throne. Essentially, is like 100 meters is one of the premier events at the it Olympics. Is, everyone yeah, it talks is, yeah. about. Yep. Uh, so who's going to take that? And he's fired the first shot running a, a nine eight flat. So that's and in so trials, that's so, so fast. fast. But then you remember the world records nine point five eight, yeah, and nearly which which was run once, which is one once. Yeah, you don't have to run a world record to win the the gold medal at the no. Olympics. I think no. if he runs sub nine eight, well, good, good I think luck. he's I think his fastest time is nine point seven seven. Oh, so it wasn't even a PB. No, so he might pull out his best at Tokyo. Yeah, you, you hope you know you you you. That's so peak bad. at the the Olympics. Like you've gotten ready to the point where you peak at the Olympics, and you could run a nine eight. But then, nine five eight is just so fast. It's like, so fast. But, I can't, but, but people used put to, it in perspective like Bolt just bananas how quick. But people is. used to talk about Michael Johnson how his two hundred would never get broken, and then yeah. Bolt comes along. It's it's one of those things. I think if you look at the long jump, I don't think that's been broken for a very long time. If you wouldn't mind looking that one up, long jump world record. But in in terms of the the hundred meters and the two hundred, we just keep going forwards. Mm. It's like the the better, you know, whether it's coaching or genetics or nutrition or just the lot, the whole, the whole everything, sports science yeah, in the last decade. Sports science, yeah. Two decades. That's, is crazy. That's, a good, that's a good way to surmise it. The sports science just keeps improving and we, we might be in our lifetime, and I know this sounds ridiculous, but we might get to a point where, where guys are running early nine seconds in our lifetime. Yep. Mm-hmm. Long jump world record. Long jump world record, nineteen ninety one. So there you go. Yeah, it's a thirty year thirty when, year world record. It's eight point nine five, isn't it? Yep. Oh, okay, so that was. Yeah, I thought that was. I was, I was trying to work out nineteen meters is a fucking long run. <laughs> yeah, nineteen hundred ninety one meals. I'll, I'll go do that. Right <laughs> I don't know how this works, but it's an Olympic record. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's at the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah. So the world record was done outside. Outside, yeah. 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 Actually, Which could be yeah. done at the World Championships. I was going, could be done in my backyard. Way. Yeah, so the, the Olympic world record, 1968. Yep. Yeah. So even longer. So, and who was it? was a Cuban guy, wasn't it? Uh, US. Oh, Bob US. Demon. Cuban, yeah. Cuban yeah. board man. So, that, so that's strange, isn't it? So, so the long jump Olympic record hasn't been broken for over 50 years. Mm. 
and the and the world record. But I think outside of that, in in terms of premier uh, men's track and field events, that that was kind of just, just keeps going forward. Yeah, that's probably going to be my point. Is like other the guys that probably could do long jump really really well uh, actually running hundred meters, and that's their their specialist event yeah, versus but, yeah. something. Like, do you think Usain Bolt as a, as a longer, leaner guy? If, if he jump. dedicated himself to long jump, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Carl Lewis won long jump and 100 metres in the same Olympics. Yeah. Sorry. So, anyways, this the Olympics, was, it's yeah. a month away. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the great man Usain. He had twin boys this week. Mm-hmm. St. Leo and Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. <laughs> yeah, good. As if, as if you wouldn't. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, why not? Bolt. Yeah, why not? Like, yeah. There's, there's not a better name for a runner than say Usain Bolt was, and what? he just called his kid Thunderbolt. So <laughs> his kids are Pokemon. <laughs> All right, I think that'll um, wrap us up. Uh, we can't wait for yeah. the Olympics. Uh, ramping up. Very a little quickly. bit of sad news for Aussie fans with uh, Justice Hooney and uh, Ben Simmons, most likely yeah. out of it. But we're a month away. It's a year de- delayed. It's uh, it's. Mate, it's, it's the pinnacle of sport. Yep. Mm-hmm. We can't wait. We'll get stuck into that in a month. We've got NBA conference finals. We've got state of origin. Uh, we've got heaps of cricket. Mm-hmm. Coming up. Yep. Thank you so much to everyone that's stuck with us this long. One real quick thing. Yeah. yeah. Usain Bolt has a daughter, Olympia Lightning Bolt. <laughs> Lightning Bolt. <laughs> there you go. Funny bastard. Yeah. Please uh, get Thunder on your, and lightning. There you go. <laughs> if you're still with us, we've got an Instagram. Please uh, follow that. Some good dank memes on Yeah, there. he's making some, some good content on we'll that. Hopefully start getting some more and we might we might make a Facebook. We'll get around this. I time. think we were saying that for last month, but Facebook, we'll get to it at some point. Might yeah. get a Facebook, TikTok, <laughs> LinkedIn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Only fans? <laughs> All you peps. You show off those cars. Mate, if you're, pay- <laughs> if you're paying to watch that with these blokes sitting here, may God have mercy on your soul. Peace be with you. We'll see you next yeah. time. Thank you, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.